When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now listening to the Cast, the number one old-school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Galenor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe Cast number 71 with Nick Tuhardo. How are you doing, Nicole? Good morning. Good doing morning. good. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I forgot about the good morning. Um, I'm doing great. <laughs> How are you? Feeling lifted, feeling awake on five hours of sleep. So I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Just finished a stream and uh, feeling a little relaxed right now due to uh, something. But uh, yeah, just chilling. And, oh, um... okay. Yoga, right? <laughs> yoga. Some <yes>. chest. <laughs> Some yoga after the stream really chills me out. That's what I. That's my yeah. routine. Me too. <laughs> but uh, I am really excited to have you on. And um, yeah. excited to be here. So I approached yeah. you because I wanted Lauren to come on here <laughs> because I was interested in watching Lauren be on the Save cast. And now here I am. So next question before you start asking me questions, there's Lauren going to be on? Lauren, you know what? We'll have to get her on in the summer. And I'm thinking probably maybe June or July, actually, because I have actually, okay. I'm a founder in Lauren's stream. I have been there since like come on whenever she first streamed i think it should have been like 2016 maybe 2017 i think and she took a break yeah yeah i had no idea i was founder either because there was no such thing as founder badges back then so oh yeah true yeah yeah i'm gonna mark it in my calendar then because (laughs) i would really like to see a lauren cast i'm glad you know what so I I also asked Zoe Pancakes to be on next week, and um, I am just very flattered kind of by, like, being able to ask people to come on and talk to me, because that's literally all it is. Like, you're just talking to me. Like, that's literally right. it. And, uh, of course, there's an audience, 
as well that we'll hear it later but it's very flattering to have some people get pretty excited about coming on it makes it makes me take a step back and be like okay this is this is kind of cool i like this little project it's just been growing slowly and when i first started it i mean i would i felt like this weird thing where i had to beg people to be on it like hey can you do this for me like can you do me a solid and like be on my podcast really yeah that's how it felt. I initially. wouldn't view it like that. I think it's really cool because I don't think anybody else in this category is doing anything like that. So I think it's a really niche thing that you've found and a lot of people want to obviously support you in it because we think it's cool. <laughs> At least I'll speak for myself. That's how I feel. Well, thank you. I, I, th I thought it was really cool that you asked me. So I, I don't know, kind of <laughs> it makes me sad that you feel like you had to like beg people to do it at first. Yeah. You know? I think, yeah, it was just the beginning. It's it's somewhat like you just don't have anybody really listening at the time. Like you have a couple hundred people maybe, but that's it. And it feels like why would somebody want to spend their time talking to me if it's like a smaller audience? I don't know. That's how I felt. And I'm, I overthink things a lot, especially oh, when it I comes to content creation. Yeah. Well, it's easy to do whenever you have, like you said, so many people with speculations and opinions on things and you just want to do what you think is fun and you find appealing, you know what I mean? Yep. And you want to put time and energy into it. And then whenever you get met with the either nothing or just like not nice things, <laughs> it kind of sucks because, you know, it was something you were excited for. And yep. yeah, I understand it 100%. Yeah. So let's... I guess go into who you are for those that don't know and uh I guess you can start wherever oh boy that's quite a task <laughs> that is a loaded question um well Nick or Nicole I um started streaming three years ago I think this month yeah three years ago now um didn't really go into it. I don't think anybody really goes into it thinking they're going to get a full time out of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I got very lucky with the community that I've built around me and the people who've chosen to support me. Um, and I don't know. That's pretty much it. I play RuneScape on the side. <laughs> I enjoy my community way more than I really enjoy the game right now because I'm burnt. Uh, I pet hunt in... Well, I guess I pet hunted two years ago because I have been drawing a pet ever since. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I just I'm really excited to be here and talk to you because I've been quite a fan of you for a while. You were one of the first bigger streamers that I ever watched you and uh, Elliot and Coxie. So I don't know. We always go into each other's chats now and say, it's Abe, it's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm excited to actually have a conversation with you now, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what the first time I ever saw your Twitch name in like on. on Twitch was in Secon stream, actually. Oh, my God. I love Secon. Me, too. I thought love you were a dude. Secon. I thought you were a dude because <laughs> it was just Nick Tuhardo. I'm like, that does not sound like a girl name. <laughs> Oh, the amount of times I've raided somebody and they go, hey, what's up, dude? Thank you so much for the raid. And I'm just like, yeah, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there's also there's also a name. I think it's – is the name Ashley or something like that? There's a, there's a European name. I guess it's like in the UK or something. It's popular for a man to be called Ashley or something like that. 
and they just go by oh, Ash. Really? And so oh, um, okay. when Ash. I yeah, when I see the name Ashley, I'm like, that's a girl. Like, there's just no chance that's a dude, you know, because it's Ashley. Like right. for Americans, it's just girls. Yeah, I guess it's just the mentality that's like pushed on us for like names like that, you know? Yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. My um. Oh, well, never mind. I'm not going to dox myself, but there's a little story to that. Mm -hmm. But that's all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that was the first time I saw your stream. And now I can, now that I know you a little bit better, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right being in SecCon stream. Because Sec, yeah. I don't know what you think about SecCon, but I like gravitate toward him almost. It's like he is just, he has such positive energy he, and he just. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those people that you'll never meet again. Does that make sense? Literally, yeah. <laughs> He's just like a very unique type of energy. And like whenever you hang out with him, it's or just even message with him or anything in general. It's just like he just has a way about carrying himself and carrying a conversation where he like makes not only what he's saying be important, but also listening to you is of importance as well like i don't know how to explain it i fucking love yeah. second that's it <laughs> he's, he's just like, a I great just love him he's a great communicator he like yeah. knows how to listen he also does something and this is something i'm trying to work on is listening but truly listening and then asking something that wouldn't normally be asked be yeah like an inspired question sort of or just to get like a deeper exactly. understanding about what somebody's talking about yeah yeah he's he, seconds yeah he's like my therapist basically by the way <laughs> we, yeah I, that's yeah. so funny you say that because what i was just about to say is like i've gone to second and like asked him about like therapy and things like that because like i don't know mental health is something i find of importance and Yep. in my life recently the shit's been hard so like i've reached out to him before and he's one of those people that like will never hold it against you will never make you feel weird for asking like those type of things or anything like that he'll just openly help you and yeah. it's just like i don't know if people like that are really important i think it's really important to like make it known that he is such a good person so that's why whenever anybody talks about second i only have good things to say about him because yep same he's such a good person yeah he's awesome uh you know what's also interesting is growing up in life you meet these people <clears throat> like you just meet a bunch of people obviously just living life throughout your childhood and teenage years and then, yeah. at least for me, when I hit 18, like, I thought I had met everybody there is to meet in a way, like, personality-wise. Like, oh, like, this is, yeah. these these are what humans are, you know, like this. I've met everything. Yeah. I know the whole spectrum of humans now. But then you adventure out and you realize how much there, like, how much more there really is to a person. Yeah. And I think streaming really is a big aspect of learning like growth yes. like that because at least for me whenever I graduated from high school I was with my ex at the time and I had moved to a city where he knew everybody and was in his hometown and I knew nobody <laughs> and so it was really like isolating almost and so I just completely separated myself from like any of my friends because I was like who the hell is gonna want to drive the whole way out here to hang out with me you know what I mean yeah and so I just, 
isolated myself and that's actually how I started streaming because I was just so bored <laughs> and just like lonely and just like wanted to like have a community to hang out with but didn't know how to go about being a part of one because I was out of one for so long and so I just like I don't know there was I had a point to bring this up and I've completely lost it because of my yoga um <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> the only downside um, to yoga the only downside yeah, but yeah yeah the memory is just awful um but <laughs> shit say babe what did you say <laughs> no we were just talking about how twitch has brought a new community to your life oh uh, yep yeah. there it is so in that aspect i reached out and i saw that um my ex would watch Nick Merckx and Ninja and, you know, all those people, you know, yeah. the big, big ones. And so I was like, I was on, you know, whenever you're on Snapchat and you get like ads in between Snapchats or like their stories or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't even watch stories anymore, but I know what you're talking about. I don't, but like t three years ago I did. <laughs> and so... Like, in between them, there was an ad for Mobile RuneScape. And I was like, oh, my God, I played that whenever I was young with my brother. Like, we would go to um, the Hill Giants next to GE, and we would just get uh, limp words and sell them to the GE. That's all we would do. He would sit at home, and I would go to my grandparents' house because we didn't have two computers, obviously, back then. And so <laughs> we would do that, and that's the way I started playing RuneScape. And so whenever I saw um, mobile, like the the ad for it, I was like, oh, my God. And so then I correlated it with my ex watching Nick Merckx and Ninja and things like that. And I was like, okay, I don't want to watch Fortnite. <laughs> no, no offense to Fortnite. If you like Fortnite, go off. Um, but... I just didn't want to watch it. So I was like, I wonder if there's a community for RuneScape because that this is what I'm now playing because I found it on mobile and then I downloaded it on my Mac. That's a whole nother wormhole that we don't need to get down. <laughs> um, if you ever try streaming off of a Mac, if you are streaming off of a Mac, bless your heart. I am praying for you. It's <laughs> miserable. I, you are a hero. Uh, it was the worst thing in the world. Um, but... Yeah, so then from there, I started watching, you know, Grey Grey, and yep. you might know Charm She. I started watching them, and they helped me a lot because early on, I had some not-so-great people in my community with some not-so-great intentions, and so they helped me through that tremendously. So they're amazing, amazing people if you ever get a chance to... Uh, talk with them or be around them they're amazing people um but yeah so i took a little break after that and uh came back and put up a donor goal for an actual pc to take this all seriously and got very very lucky with completing the donor goal and getting a very nice pc and from there i've just been doing this full time that's awesome isn't that cool that mm -hmm. Well, let yeah. me ask you this as well. Before you became a streamer, did you see streamers as almost a different type of person, like something that you could yeah. never be? Because it's, it's, like, it's like seeing a famous actor almost. 
So especially for me being as I was used to watching people like Nick Merckx and Ninja and all those who don't even like read subs or read bits or really read the chat, you know what I yeah. mean? Because they can't, you know, <laughs> there's too many people, yep. there's too many things like, so I was just used to watching that and it almost seemed like, not like a TV show, but do you know what I mean? Like it's produced or something. Yeah. Like it's not, yeah, absolutely. it doesn't really feel live. And so I was just like used to watching that and I was like, okay, this is unobtainable. And like I had watched my ex try streaming Fortnite and Call of Duty and stuff. And like he really wasn't successful with it because it's so oversaturated with people, you know what I mean? Compared Mm -hmm. to RuneScape where there's not that many people doing it. Well, there is, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, relatively tiny. Yeah, right. So I just... I was like, there's no way that this is ever going to work. And actually, my first <laughs> my first two streams were The Sims 4. <laughs> it's so funny. Nobody really knows that, to be honest. Um, but there was a Sims 4 because it it's also another game that I not really play that much anymore because of streaming, but I would love to. Um, Literally every but... girl in the 90s played Sims. Like... I love The Sims. I froth The Sims. It's so good. Oh my god. Love. I have every single stuff pack on my Mac. It's just ridiculous the amount of money I put into that shit. What was the... What was the... Oh, it was Motherload. That was the code you would type in for infinite money. Yes, but not load, like L-O-A-D. It was L-O-D-E. Yeah, like Motherload Mine. Yep, yep, yep. yep. It's engraved in my memory. Yep. Literally. Control shift C motherload. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I had a friend growing up um, who was a dude, but he had a sister that was my age, and he was like two years older than me. So my brother, my older brother, and him would hang out, and then I'd go over. And of course, she had her own friends that were girls, and so I'd just be kind of like hanging out with my older brother and him. But right. occasionally she'd be on her home computer playing Sims, and I'd like go over and like start playing because like you know it's it's something else you know they would play Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I wanted to play on the computer like I feel like I've always gravitated toward the computer as well yeah that's weird for me I feel like my first introduction to like the internet I remember it so vividly as well we got internet one morning and I remember my mom saying that we were getting a computer the night before and I was gassed i was like oh my god because every single time i wanted to go on the computer or do anything i had to go to my grandparents house and they had like quite an old computer so everything would take like 20 minutes to load you know what i mean like dial up type of shit and so i was like oh god this is gonna be so good and so i woke up the next morning and there was a guy installing the internet and everything like that and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is so cool. And I run downstairs. The first thing I ever went on on the internet was Tamagotchi website. Tell me what? why. I have what no idea. I don't even know if it exists anymore, <laughs> but it was so good at the time. <laughs> but like, that's what I remember about like my first introduction to the internet. And like, I've always watched my brother. My brother was a big reason I'm even into any of this shit, but... I've always watched him play Minecraft, Call of Duty, and all that type of shit. And so, like, I don't know. It was just kind of first or second nature to just go towards this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I 
I'm trying to think how it w how it all started. I would go on the computer here and there, but I didn't really understand what the internet was. I just thought that was a part of the computer. Just it's whatever. That's a that's a computer. Everything that's right. involved. And so I would play. Do you remember that old pinball game on the computer? Yes. I played yes, that. Yes, yeah. We we had a floppy Minesweeper disc. Minesweeper as well. Yep. Minesweeper. Oh my god, a floppy disk. Dude, we had a floppy disk <laughs> that had a Taco Bell game on it. What? A fucking Taco Bell game. You would run around you... as like a pepper or something like that. You dude. need to find that shit and sell it on eBay for like 10 grand. I'm not kidding you. There is I think it would no sell. way we have that still. There is absolutely no shot, but... Yeah, I whoever be gave that up needs binned out of the next holiday dinner because that is a shame to humanity that you do not have that. Yeah, it. I mean, it was a pretty shitty game to be honest. I don't remember enjoying it per se. It it gave me vibes <laughs> of Pac Man and Pac. When oh, I think okay. of Pac Man, I think of anxiety. I'm like, this is the worst game ever because I'm running around. There's ghosts chasing me. I'm trying to eat shit. I feel congested and just like. <laughs> I, I feel claustrophobic playing the game, and I hate it. Have you ever played Among Us? I have actually never played it, but I've watched enough to somewhat understand it. It is so terrifying. As somebody who has anxiety and just is so bad at lying, I'm literally the worst at lying because I just I don't do it. I just refuse yeah. to lie. I just won't say anything if I don't want to. <laughs> but, like, I'm so bad, and somehow one day... I managed to get myself in a lobby with Skindler, Elliot. Yep. Um, Foe. <laughs> and Sick Nerd. Wow. <laughs> and a bunch of other people. Yeah. And I I thought I took the game seriously and I like was trying to figure shit out. No. This lobby was full of detectives, and I got the fucking, what's it called? The imposter, the first round. And I'm literally, I'm not kidding, I'm running around shaking. My heart's fucking racing. I'm sweating. I'm literally terrified. And I see, like, foe, and I'm like, there's no shot. I'm like, get out of here, because there's no way I'm killing you. You know what I mean? Like, no shot. <laughs> and so I'm, like, running around. And I think, who did I, I think I killed Elliot because I thought it would be Crease, you know what I mean? And so I think I killed Elliot and Foe runs up behind me because I think he doubled back because he knew something was sus. Because yeah. <laughs> I looked at him a few times and he doubles back and he sees Elliot and I'm trying to run the other way and he calls a meeting and I'm just like, mm, I'm fucked, I'm gone. And Foe goes, Nicole, what were you doing? Why were you over there? What were you doing? And I just instantly crumbled. I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was so bad. And like after that, I just refused to play it anymore. Not that anybody really plays that much anymore. Yeah. But it I was really popular refused. for a long time. It was. It had quite, quite the, what am I trying to say? Duration. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it would last that long. Compared to like Fall Guys that fell off pun not intended um but <laughs> that fell off so quick compared to i feel among us did you know what i mean yeah and there were memes of among us and you still see the memes here and there and oh yeah yeah even that now there's like vr for it stuff. really yeah there's vr for it have you ever seen the video no that was just terrifying though 
it is terrifying. I, I saw it on somebody's stream the other day, and I was like, that looks awful. That literally looks like I would have a panic attack and, like, run into a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, that sounds awful. Sometimes I think about VR and how, like, we're getting to a point where VR might actually become, like, a normal thing. Well, probably not in the next decade or anything, but we're getting to a point where, like, you've heard of the metaverse and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Things like that where they're it, – it almost feels weird, like, because we always see it as, like, black and white, sort of like they're trying to take over humans and trying to, like – enslave us to the internet and stuff and not I don't right know, like we're not gonna be humans i mean anymore. we're voluntarily doing <laughs> yeah, it to ourselves right now yeah, <laughs> so literally. like i don't know the whole it's hard to even think about but like yeah i understand what you mean i would say in the next like 100 150 years 100 percent, it's gonna be quite a virtual Everywhere. reality i feel yeah yeah but, it's it's strange though because i think um I was listening to some podcasts about it, about like the metaverse and how there's literally like you're going to have a, a, a headset on and you're probably going to have a fucking bodysuit on or some shit like that. Eventually, you know, I'm thinking like 50 years from now and you're right. just going to like that is going to be your life. You know, you just wake up in the morning, put on your set, lay in the suit or whatever, <laughs> whatever you're doing. Well, it's kind of interesting. Tub. It's kind of interesting to think then like what would happen to the actual physical world around us because without us having any drive to do anything or better the world or mow our lawn for fuck's sake or like <laughs> wash our dishes, you know what yep. I mean? Like how, what would happen to like our reality while we're just living this complete and utter virtual reality, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm and, scared to think and, about. And the other thing I get scared of is how much better you feel like eating a healthy diet and doing exercise and like i can just imagine if that's just like taken out of the equation and we're just like living in yeah. these suits and stuff like we're gonna be angry bitter people like the yeah. uh, like the online presence is gonna be fucking miserable <laughs> i feel like just a bunch of people that are just smoke depressed. weed what do you mean <laughs> dude my body's gonna be pissed i'm not gonna be able to joel what do you mean <laughs> the other the other thing i uh really wonder is um because there's gonna be products and the metaverse and stuff i wonder if they're gonna get to a point where they can almost imitate certain tastes and certain uh smells and stuff like that that would be crazy because they can already do it with your eyes you know you have vr set you can pretend you're in a different environment and your brain starts right. believing it if you're in there long enough well even like think about it if you take a vr headset and put yourself in like an imax like movie theater mm -hmm. you know where they have like 4d effects and shit like that like imagine that type of immersion <laughs> yeah and like if you just have like a like you said like a pod where it just completely like makes you immerse in it yeah. where you actually feel like physical effects and smells and things like that like that would be fucking crazy it is strange to think i mean i love my life right now but i know a lot of people are very unhappy and mm -hmm. you know they maybe just can't see a way out of like how their current life is going and so i see this escape as like becoming their life and right. some, sometimes I wonder, like, what's necessarily – and I, I know there's clearly downsides to it, but I really try to wonder from a human aspect, like, how is this 
affecting you and is this like is, are there positives to this what are the what are the cons of long term like using this stuff and like does it really matter i don't know it's strange. i think isolation would be a hundred percent key though because like i don't know like you can tell me from your perspective if you feel the same but uh, there's days on stream where like i might not be having the best day and i'll go live and i'll be like oh my god like i this great community and like holy shit like why was i so down like i have all these people around me who actually like care if i'm doing okay yeah and then i click and stream and then i sit here and i'm like huh <laughs> yeah well now everybody's gone you know yeah. like yep. not that they're actually gone because i could just go on my discord or mm -hmm. could reach out to somebody or something like that but you have the realization of being like okay this is all online this isn't like actually like these people aren't in my real life you know what i mean yeah. and so it's just like it's, it's a weird parallel to kind of even talk about because you never want to offend your community by being like you're not a part of my life you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. but like it's i feel as though like a lot of people even in the runescape section just feel like they know streamers a hundred percent for who they are and who they've always been and character judgment and everything like that. But I think it's really important to realize that like when that when that switch hits, when you end stream, I feel like not that people are completely different on stream because I like to think I'm myself, but it's a completely different reality whenever you turn off the camera and the microphone and the LED lights, you know, like yeah. <laughs> It's just completely different and it makes you realize that like, okay, like as much as I love this and I want to do this as long as possible because it's what I'm actually passionate about, it makes you realize, okay, there needs to be balance in my social aspect of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. As much as I'm talking to people all day, I'm actually not having physical connection with people. Yep. And I think that's something I've struggled with a lot, especially recently, because I haven't had balance because I think everybody can agree with what's going on in the world and everything like that. It's hard to have that connection with people. And like I even mentioned before, like after high school and cutting off all my friends, basically, and moving far away with my ex and just being around his friends and his family and nothing to do with mine, I then just now what do i have you know what i mean i'm 23 i'm not gonna go to high school and go meet some friends i'm not gonna go to the bar because i'm scared you know <laughs> yeah. so like <laughs> i'm not gonna show up at a club by myself to meet some friends so it's just like it's hard at this age like yeah. not to be a complainer or anything because i'm so blessed for what i do have with stream and everything in the community that i have but yeah. like irl connections is very very difficult so like right now it's just like my family for me pretty much yeah i feel like that's the same for a lot of people because sadly what's going on but yeah i've been living with my older brother for like three and a half years ever since i started streaming like i moved out with him and it's funny because streaming is so hard to get into for a normal person like somebody with a job somebody with bills somebody with things like right. it is so exhausting i was in such a unique position and like first of all there was no way personally i was gonna stream at, at home with my parents i just couldn't mm -hmm. i couldn't do it like it, my 
it's just everything. Like, there's a lot to it, but I'm like, that is just right. not going to work out. And so It's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so my brother was taking an internship in Baltimore, and I was like, dude, I, I was calling him, and I was like, I really don't want to go back to school because I just feel like I'm lost and I'm just burning money, literally burning right. money going to school. And yep. um, so I just flew out with him, and I was just so lucky because, yeah, I had some savings and all from working from home and stuff back you know i i was living rent free with my parents and my brother was able to basically support me through like the tough months where you're still growing a stream and right. i was doing it full time like i wasn't working anywhere else i was just really trying to grind hours that was back when i actually like, used to stream full time <laughs> like yeah. i actually would put in 40 <laughs> hours a week and stuff which i'm trying to get back into that mentality it's very hard to slip out of it it's, it's hard yeah yeah but yeah, I have these moments of realization. I'm like, you know what? I have to understand how blessed I am. Like I get to right. work from like I literally my feet are touching my bed right now. I literally just get out of bed, jump yep. on my computer. And I like that's my life. Like that is exactly what I've always wanted. And of course, the grass is always greener on the other side. But like, th no, I've had right. I've had sit down moments where I'm like, I am ho like, holy shit, how has this actually happened to me? Like, this is actually my real life. And so mm -hmm. I try to like appreciate it and not take it for granted. And so by not taking it for granted, I just need to like do more. I think, okay, so with that, though, I think there's, like, because I had, I do have the same mentality is that I guilt myself for not going live. And mm -hmm. I think about people gifting and I just feel like I should supply more content than I am or just be in a better mood on stream. But I feel like it's actually, like, canceling out any progress. Do you know what I mean? Because you're sitting there and you're saying, like, okay, well... I'm so blessed to have this community and everything like that. So I need to do more, but then you're burning yourself out in the process. So you're not able to fully provide the full content that you could be doing. Say you're at a hundred percent mentally and physically and yep. you feel good about yourself and feel good about what you're doing, you know, instead of beating yourself up for not doing more. So like, I've just tried to, cause recently I've been in that headspace of stream not doing as good as it used to be. And, and me just sitting there blaming myself and being like, oh, I'm the reason for this. You know, like yeah. I'm sitting here like depressed or whatever the situation, my stomach hurts and I just don't want to go live cause I feel sick. And it's just like, oh, like and now I'm blaming myself for not going live and now it's making me want to go live. But if I go live, I'm going to be miserable. And what's that going to do except spread misery, you know? Yeah. Although I do agree with going live whenever you're in a bad mood and being able to use your platform to healthily and consensually vent. I do agree with that because I think that's a big part of my platform as well is people coming into my stream and feeling safe and feeling like they have a place where they can just, I don't know, be around people who actually care about if they're doing okay and things like that. And I've been blessed with people also caring if I'm doing okay, which is something that I've always wanted in life and got really lucky with having a community that wants only that, honestly. So that really is amazing by the way because sometimes we see streams as like just entertainment like we i want my entertainment fix but there really is that niche of like going into a stream and feeling like you're almost home sort of you know if life isn't going so well, right. you have a place where you can feel safe and just like accepted yeah and like you feel like i don't know i like to think like 
it's so cute whenever I see people in my chat being like, hi to each other and like, how are you doing? And yeah, like asking yeah. about certain things that they remember about each other and like seeing friendships happen and like seeing people PVM together then like, I'll be at Tob and I'll see two of the people in my chat like Tobbing together and I'll be like, oh my God, that's so cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like if I'm able to bring people together, then that's really my fucking job. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing more to it for me at least. And yeah. I think, I don't know, it's really easy whenever you, at least for me, since I've moved out and I've also bought a car recently. And so I made, thank you. It's been something I've wanted to do my entire life. And whenever I was young and dumb, I bought a uh, 2003 Envoy. And if you know what those are, they're literally a small bus. <laughs> I, um, I crashed it in the snow and then I was unable to uh, pay for it because oh I quit my job at an Italian place I was working and I quit my job so I was unable to afford it so luckily shout out my dad bless his heart I still owe him to this day um, but he helped me out of that hole and ever since then whenever I was moved out and living far away I didn't have a car or anything like that so I was just always stuck at home so whenever I moved out I was like all right I was living with my brother for a little bit post breakup whatever the hell you want to call it and so I was just like you said with yourself like just saving up money and I was only really paying for wi-fi there because that's what I was utilizing mainly and also I was paying for groceries and things like that but that's all I was paying out. So I was just saving up money, you know, to move out by myself. And so whenever I finally moved out, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this right. You know, like I have savings, I have something to fall back on. I'm just going to wait out until I can mentally afford a car, you know? Yeah. So once I did that, I was just like, okay, this is sick. <laughs> like, I don't know. The, the freedom of just being able to leave your house is something that like I long had forgot. So I don't know. It's just yeah. been really cool to be able to do all of this from stream. And it's just kind of insane and yeah. completely blessed and just confusing. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you feel that way yeah. as well. It's just like, why me? You know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not really anything special. And it just feels like insane. It's like, the, it's also that. imposter syndrome. And let me yeah, also just yeah. say, like, I think everybody, like every human has some something to give. Like everyone's unique. And so, right. which is odd because then you'd feel like, oh, I'm not special because everyone's special. But you can't right. like you can't be replaced, you know, because there's nobody else that's you. And so sometimes right. you see that and you're like, wow. And and I think of people that I really admire are content creators in any avenue. It doesn't have to be old school RuneScape, but like there are literally people that you just gravitate toward and they can't be replaced. And so if you right. it's sort of like the imposter syndrome as well, like, oh man, what's so special about me? Like other people are gonna go watch somebody else, but like people actually especially with streaming when they actually spend a lot of time with you in a live environment, like it becomes like, I don't know, just kind of becomes like family in a way, in a strange sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I completely understand that. Cause I feel like Elliot's one of those people 
because like if you were to ask me like some of my favorite streamers i would be like lauren elliot coxie because yeah. i feel like they're just people i gravitate to and whenever i'm in their chat i don't feel like i don't know i have to like talk up myself or like act as, like a different version of me to like get somebody to laugh i feel like i can just be there and be okay yeah. with it, you know what i mean and so like i don't know i try to this is taking a weird tangent, but I try to like <laughs> understand why people troll sometimes in chats and are freaks and weirdos and stuff like that. And it just like, it makes me wonder if they've never had a sense of community. So they don't know how to adapt into one, to approach one, to be a part of one. I don't know. And it's just like recently, because like I, I'm such a person that will bite on beat in my chat because it's free content you know what yeah. I mean? like <laughs> you can just make an ass out of somebody and just <laughs> and everybody is gonna laugh and it's free content for a good 10 minutes you know yeah. but i also like i can't help but like be like see the empathy side of it and be like okay why is this person acting like a the idiot you know what i mean like yeah. why are they being so malicious and mean and just like what do they have something going on and like I want to talk to them and so like i don't know i feel like there's a very gray line and it's easy to step over it and be like okay just attack because it's easy content you know mm -hmm. but i also feel bad sometimes because like <laughs> i don't know i i i chose to do this for a living i've chose to be critiqued online and just open be an open book you know what i mean yeah because some streamers, like, they'll treat it 100% like a job. Like, they just go on stream. They only talk about RuneScape or the stream, and they don't talk about life, and then they end, and then that's it, you know? And yeah. I, people are okay with that. That's 100% just a different type of community. And I've just been a person that has been an open book because, for me, streaming has always been, if I can help somebody, if I can make somebody smile on a day that they didn't think that they could, then I'm pretty much doing what I want. Because if I want to think about it in a selfish type of way, I am a type of person that feels worth or validity through making others feel better. It helps me personally. So if we want to view it selfishly, then I also gain from helping other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I don't know. That's all stream ever was at the beginning of it. And like I said at the beginning, I don't really think anybody goes into this thinking it's going to be full time and get as lucky as they do if they do go full time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really easy. Like you also said, I want to mention like falling out of it and like trying to get back into it in 40 hours a week and things like that. Whenever I first started streaming, I would do 12 hour streams just like it was nothing yep. 10 hour streams <laughs> just because i was having so much fun and didn't have anybody else to talk to and didn't have like like at the time i was living with my ex and we couldn't afford our bills or anything like that and he was the only one working because i didn't have a car to go to a job or anything i didn't know where to work because didn't grow up there you know so i was just lost and I just wanted to talk to people and I just went live and I don't know. I just got stupid lucky because when I very first started streaming, all I would do was bar fishing. That's it. <laughs> bar fishing and giveaways <laughs> because oh, I God. didn't know how to play the game. What a strange all. fucking combo. Bar I fishing know, right? and giveaways. 
Not even PK or anything. Like, just barb fishing. No, just barb fishing and giveaways. Legendary. And so, yeah, I got very lucky to meet a group of people from uh, the EU, <laughs> my UK gamers. Yep. And um, they basically taught me chambers inside and out. I've now lost the touch because I'm dog shit at chambers, but they also taught me top, which I'm beyond thankful for because I think it's one of my favorite aspects of the game, favorite content in the game. I think it was really, really fun to learn. Um, and it was intimidating as shit, though. Really? TOB for me, when it was first... so. I didn't even touch TOB for six months after it was released. And I felt like even, like, I was pretty much set. Like, I had an Infernal Cape before TOB came out. I just was intimidated by it. And then by the time I wanted to start getting into it, I felt like everyone knew what they were doing already. And it was going to be impossible because I would have to find people to, like, teach me. And right. do you remember um, Lady Kath? The streamer Lady her name was just Catherine on uh twitch i believe but her her rsn was lady kath she was I a big stoner so but keep in mind i've only been really on twitch for three-ish years a little over yeah, three she, years she kind of stopped streaming around when we both started because we both started around the okay. same time um but okay. i i would watch her streams and uh she was actually the one that brought me along she was doing top viewer rate and it was just like we didn't even i, I think we completed one top out of like five attempts it was miserable oh, and sometimes it'd be like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i'm 900 plus kc and sometimes it'd still be like that yep. <laughs> yep. it did not help by the way because i went like 950 for my scythe and so oh. for the longest time i never fully appreciated tob and i still don't feel like i appreciate it because i spent my whole time just butt hurt that i didn't have a scythe and so i'm doing shit dps i'm the same way i well i'm doesn't matter because i'm main but i'm 950 plus kc i think and i don't have a scythe in my name i don't say my name i have have a saying or a scythe no i have two rapiers i think all just the except for one piece i don't remember and i have like 20 hilts (laughs) explain I hate it here. Yep. <laughs> it sucks so bad. It's like I don't even get excited whenever I see a purple now because I'm like, okay, it's a fucking hilt. Yeah, like, you just fucking know it's a hilt. Yeah, that, that, yeah I mean, like that, I just don't even care. For for 915 KC, all I had was just a sure and hilts. I didn't even have any weapons yep. yet. And so I it just like I would see a purple and I'm like, like I was over 20, I think I was like 23 purples at this time. They were all just a sure and hilts. And I'm like, yep. well, but next I see a purple. Yep, fucking Justiceer. Like always is. Yeah. Get your hopes up for fucking, a little bit. Yep. No. Yeah. The kick in the throat was I the two rapiers that I do have were within like twenty KC of each other and they were recent. God. So like <laughs> I've been like nine hundred and twenty ish dry of seeing any weapon Jesus at all. Christ and then I see bad. two rapiers like back to back almost. And it's like, okay, why? tell me why (laughs) and i'm so dry on a pet as well that it's just like i i don't know i was a pet hunter so right after i maxed at the end of 2019 i decided i wanted to be a pet hunter that lasted like three days and i realized this is total ass i hate being a pet hunter (laughs) it sucked sucks yeah it sucked literally does yeah 
And just like I look through my like bank tags and shit like that, and I'm just like, okay, what do I want to like torture myself with today? <laughs> and it's like blue dragon, nah. fucking DKs. No, I just get another dupet. Like it sucks. Yeah. And then I learned CG recently oh, because nice. the way that I play the game, which is probably dumb of me and why I burned so much, because I think I had, I think I got Thermi pet at like. 9600 ksc which is disgusting yeah by the way might i add so for me what i do is whenever i really want a pet i usually dedicate my entirety to it so for that 9600 ksc i was doing nothing else in the game but skipping for thermi tasks and doing thermi tasks (laughs) and so after i got it i was just stupid burnt and i was like what the fuck do i do now so my recent approach is just like, because I, I there's still content in the game, which people might flame me and say, oh, you're such an e-girl. Da, 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 da. You don't know the video game. Whatever. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I like it because I don't know some content in the game yet. Like, I don't know how to do bandos or I don't know how to do like Arma or anything like that. And so, like, it's kind of exciting being burnt <laughs> and knowing that I still have things that I have yet to learn. You know what I mean? Because yeah. recently I've learned CG, and by recently I mean in the past five months, probably five months ago. And I don't know, as awful as the content is, it's just like, okay, I have another pet that I can now go for instead of sitting at Vorkath nonstop for five hours straight, you know? Yeah. I can I can venture off or recently like you saw when you came in my stream the other day I've started going for bloodhounds and like I'm awful at doing clues <laughs> and things like that at the moment but <laughs> I'm trying and it's just like exciting because it's new content so like for me it's not really being efficient and just the best at the game and having an infernal cave even I have a fire cave I don't give a shit like <laughs> and so. <laughs> I don't want to dedicate a week of my time to molding at the video game that I already hate. Like, I just, I hate whenever people ask me, Infernal Cape? When Infernal Cape? If I wanted one, I would, would fucking go for one. Or I would sling pink on fucking Parsec. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> I'm not getting a cape. Like, even if I do get a cape, by the way, like, and do it myself, that pink comment was a joke in case it's used against me in the future. <laughs> But <laughs> um, and even if I do the cape myself, I'm not going to do it on stream because I, I have watched Pink stream and people backseat Pink Clay. Why the fuck would I go live with Inferno if people are backseating Pink Clay? Yep. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, as somebody who's learning Inferno, I'm not doing that. Even if it does milk the viewers and give you a huge uprise in your view count and things like that. I, I don't want to do it. I, I don't feel like being a spectacle in 45 voice calls where they're all saying, oh, I hope she dies. Oh, I hope she gets hit. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like doing it. <laughs> and so regardless, if I do it myself, it won't be on stream. And then I'll do it off stream and people will say, oh, she bought it. Oh, she didn't do it herself. Because I already get comments that I bought or that I all my gears loaned to me. So it it just doesn't matter to me to be efficient with that shit. It's more about hanging out with my community and RuneScape just happens to be a game that we all play, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if I'm doing clues and a master clue takes me 40 minutes, it do be what it do be, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, and that's the other beauty about this game is 
like you're learning how to do clues efficiently that, that, that shit is impossible to pick up instantaneously because there's just so much going on same thing right. with any sort of god I, I remember flicking bandos was i remember watching Ladius and like hauke and reed oh my god doing yeah. these crazy flicks and they would also do like a fucking shield flick in between their prayers Ladius is insane he yeah. is he is yeah. insane <laughs> um speaking of i haven't seen him in ages me neither Ladius, come back he's on he's on my list to to come on the Sebe. I don't leak my list often, but he's on that list to get on the Sebe cast. I would love to have Mon. I, I have not seen him in a long time. You're right. Maybe we should hit him up. This is a sign. Yeah. No, I would absolutely be over the moon to talk to him because I've been a huge fan of his just for years and years. And he's so humble, so cool, he's so nice, so kind, yeah. and he's yeah. just a fucking five head and just in- extremely talented at the game. He's like one of those people that like you hear like his voice and you're just like, ah, oh, that's calming. You know, yes. I mean? not in like an ASMR type of way where people are whispering and like that type of shit. But like, I don't know, his voice just like, it just fits. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's very calming for some reason. He, he seems like an individual that's figured out the world. Like he right. knows, he knows who he is. He knows what's up and he's just more mature than a lot of other people his age. I'm assuming it's very it's this is very interesting by the way. I remember people in high school. I felt like everyone was just at the same immaturity level when you're like in high school and stuff. But I remember having yeah. one particular friend and I swear to god his mind was like he was 40. And I didn't yeah. see it back then. I didn't understand what it was, but now that I look back and maybe it's a little clouded um he, yeah, he just his mind like he just knew what life was sort of and how weird life is and he just felt like he was just connected with the world a little bit more than everyone else was just immature and thought about like prioritize stupid things all the time and he just he knew what his priorities were well i feel like i not to get into like spirituality or religion or any shit like that but i i don't know what you believe but at least for me i feel like I don't know. I feel like energy is recycled if you think about it scientifically even. Energy, I feel like, can't die. It just doesn't just go away. You know what I mean? It's recycled. Yeah. And so not obviously in the way of like reincarnation or anything like that, but I feel like some people just have an energy about themselves. For example, Sekon. Like, I feel like he just has an energy about himself where he's just able to analyze things in multiple type of ways that it makes me like think about is his energy like recycled has he like done this before and he just understands he has a deeper understanding of how things are and what it is you know what i mean yeah damn and it's just like it makes me wonder about some people where you feel because i I, i've had it a lot with people online and obviously i know it's easy for some people to manipulate themselves and manipulate you and just appeal to exactly what they think you want them to be and i've gotten screwed over by that by some people who i trusted and just feel like they were only trying to appeal who i wanted them to be but i also feel like there's some people where you talk to them and within like the first few days, even the first few hours of talking to them, you feel like this isn't like the first time I've talked to you. Like we're connecting way too easily. We're having like a 
the easy conversation where it's back and forth really quick. We're both enjoying this and like we feel like I don't know, we're talking about deeper things and like it just feels like it's not the first time like you've met them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in the way you look at them and you're like, oh, I've met you before. You look familiar. But it's just the energy they carry about themselves is so familiar that it's just like easy to go along with and easy to keep up with and things like that. Yeah. I feel like you're totally fucking right about that. I feel like with stream, I've met a lot of people like that where I'm just like, fuck, I've known you before. Like (laughs) this energy is just coming too easily of us being friends and us having like banter back and forth and like you able to have like deep conversations, but also fuck with each other, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, this can't be the first time I've like known your type of energy or been around you or something like that. Like, I feel like it's really easy with online, like I said, for people to fake who they are and things like that. So sometimes it does screw you over if you just openly believe what everybody says. But there is a line to it where people obviously do want to be your friend and things like that. Like, I I fucking love Elliot. I love a bunch of people that I've met through Elliot's streams, and I would never, ever, like, think that they would be malicious with me. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's, like, fun to think about, like, I've met these people online and now I get to go to like the UK this summer, which I'm planning on. Oh, that's and sick. I, yeah, I know. I'm so gassed. I've never been off the East coast of my entire life and I get to go to a different country. It's like insane. That's sick. But like, I get to go there and I get to meet like the swing KBK and I get to meet like on Callum and Skidler and shrimp and Dom and like all these people. And like, I just get to hang out with them and like, it's just so cool to think about like you can make connections IRL through this stuff and like actually make friends that like you want long term you know you just also can't be blinded by the fact that some people don't have the best intentions and they will just try to match whatever they think you want in a friendship or a connection to then lead to something else (laughs) which is the sad part about I feel like hate pulling the I'm a woman card, but I feel like it's a sad part about being a girl online is that type of manipulation and things like that. When you trust somebody so much and they donate to you and this and this, and they tell you like, Oh, I'm only doing it because like, I just like you as a human being. And like, I just want to support you. And then the next day they're sending you dick pics (laughs) and you're there being like, um, all right fuck like i just i thought you were a normal being you know (laughs) we were friends but you're not normal and now i'm pretty fucked emotionally from this yeah so it's it's kind of insane the shit that you'll get as a a girl on stream yeah i have zero clue i could pretend even guys get weird shit to be honest with you like i've I've seen some weird shit online. <laughs> well, I think guys chats. I take walks around my neighborhood and it's a little sketchy. We got like two pretty big churches around here where like homeless people just camp. Um, right. And like I have to go under this little overpass and there are people up. It's one of those overpasses where there's like a cement slant. And so there's people all the way up just like caved in right next to the bridge. It's oh, okay, scary. Yeah. And it's like dark. <laughs> And there's, like, bottles that roll down. I think there's a bunch of beer bottles and broken glass and shit. I'm like, I am going to die. 
And I can only imagine how much worse it would be to be a female. I would, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'd be comfortable to like leave my home. Um, Okay. So for example, like probably three weeks ago, I was walking and this guy fucking came up behind me with a hoodie on. This is evening time. This is like 9 p.m. or something. I'm taking an evening walk and this guy just fucking taps me on the shoulder from me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, can't just fucking approach people like that. And he's just like asking me for money and stuff. And he's like, hey, man, can I have like five bucks? And I'm like, sorry, man. Like, I'm I'm just not in a place to give out right now. And um, that was not the right wording, was it? Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so um, he basically starts harassing me for the next like 30 seconds before i'm like all right like i'm crossing the street like get away from me kind of and Mm -hmm. i wouldn't know what to do if i was a female in that position because the dude was scary looking you know and you would feel like you're gonna get at least for me i would feel i was already scared out of my mind i'm like this guy's gonna stab me it's dark out and nobody can see me like nobody else can see like can see me they can hear me yell if If i fucking got shanked but like damn yeah it's just like so for me it's not even just like i it's different for everybody obviously i'm not going to talk for all girls on this situation at all because everybody handles things differently everybody has like past trauma maybe no trauma at all but still has a fear of it but i it's even things like going to walmart because for me i watch a lot of youtube i was a big 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 youtube person before i started streaming it's all i would do is watch youtube and stuff and I'm one of those people that will fall down like the wormhole of weird YouTube shit, you know? <laughs> so like I'll watch crime documentaries and stuff that are like two and a half hours long, literally a movie on YouTube. Yep. And so I'll watch like all this crazy stuff and like, it just makes me like not even want to go in Walmart. Like I will literally text somebody, anybody, then tell them like I'm at Walmart, like here's my location and everything before I even go in. Because I've heard a story of this group of people, there would be two people or a bunch of people, at least two people inside, and then three people standing at the doors, one on the outside smoking a cigarette or just doing whatever, and two on the side doors, because you know they always have side doors, Mm -hmm. as long with the opening ones that are automatic. And so they would have them there, and then they would have a few guys in the van. And what they would do is look for mothers that were like obviously in Walmart, chaotic with their kids, trying to get groceries, everything's fucking happening. Maybe they're picking up their phone, maybe they drop something and they wait for the perfect time to either grab the kid and run off or they wait for like um, the mother to be walking out to her car, identify the car. And then at the bottom, they'll have somebody crash the car and then all the people get out of the van and take the people out of the car. And it's just like, I <laughs> I think of that shit and it's probably just my anxiety and my paranoia, whatever. But I, I it's just as a female, it's something I think about all the time. It's I am walking through Walmart and I see somebody looking at their phone and they have nothing in their hands, but they're standing directly behind me and they're not looking at anything on the shelf. They're just standing there. And it's like, okay, well, I'm about to get taken, so who do I call right now to pretend like I'm on the phone and I have somebody to go meet up with and somebody's expecting me, so if I'm not there, they're going to know. 
so this guy can hear me saying I need to be here at so-and-so time. If I'm not there, then you're going to know I'm not there and something's wrong. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because even with modern technology, there's shit on TikTok where it's you can the guy is literally sitting there pretending to be your boyfriend being like, hey, babe, when are you getting home? And then there's a text on the screen for what you say is being like, oh, should be home in like 20 minutes. Why? He's like, OK, I got food waiting for you. Like, I'll be standing by the door waiting for you to get home. And it's like, play this in an Uber if you feel unsafe. And it's like the fact that that needs to even be implied. Thank God it is because it probably helps people. But the fact that that even needs to be implied in facts or it like shows that there's an issue, you know, like shows that there's a problem with how women are just constantly sexually viewed and harassed and just not really viewed as people, but objects of sexual orientation. And it's just mad. It's crazy. Yeah, that is scary. And I don't understand it, and I can't pretend like I can understand it. Uh, my no. my apartment was getting broken into, and I had one oh contact God. in my eye, and I was in my underwear. And from the oh back back side of the door, I started hearing this hammering. Just this guy was hammering the the uh, door right next to the doorknob, and I could see the light peering in. And so I just started yelling at the top of my lungs. And I've shared this before, but that kind right. of shit is so terrifying. I kind of yeah. downplay it now because it's been, you know, like almost a year. And I can, right. I just think like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. The guy just ran off. But in the moment, you don't know what the fuck this guy's oh. going to do. You don't know what he's capable yeah. of. You don't know what intentions are. Yeah, you, you don't, don't know if he's like hopped up on meth and just is going to kill somebody without him even realizing yeah. he just killed somebody. He could have had nothing to lose. Literally yeah. nothing, you know? like It's terrifying. It's so scary to think about what people are <laughs> – capable of sorry i have hiccups all the time that's also something we should talk about i constantly have hiccups <laughs> um but it's scary just to think like okay you're just getting gas one day and just somebody just has a bad day and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and it's like fuck like it makes you literally thank god i'm a neat you know like i don't yes. have to leave my house yeah but like that's literally a big aspect of why streaming as full time is so like such a blessing to me because for me I worked I started working whenever I was 15 I worked at a Dairy Queen <laughs> and I was paid under the counter shout out illegal shit um, <laughs> I was paid under the counter because I was obviously young yeah and he ended up fucking me over that's a whole nother wormhole he took like $500 out of my paychecks which was insane um but I started working and I just like over the years through things happening in life and stuff, I was okay working at DQ. Like I was all right talking with people and I enjoyed it because it was something that was making me money and I could buy my Doc Martens if I wanted to, you know, <laughs> I could pay for One Direction tickets if I wanted to. Yeah. But uh, after that, whenever I started working at uh, Panera, I started realizing that, yeah, you don't like talking like two people face to face. <laughs> you don't like having people come to you with issues that are completely out of your control. Yep. You know, like people would come to me at Panera and be like, 
oh, I can't believe that the sandwich was made like this. Like you guys are unreal for doing this. And as I'm looking at her being like, ma'am, I'm paid like $6 an hour. Like I didn't make your fucking sandwich. Like, do you want another one or what? Like, are we just going to yell at each other? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I didn't feel like dealing with that shit. And then whenever I worked at an Italian restaurant, I, it was like a little mom and pop, uh, locally owned type of shit. So like the owner owned the place, you know, he owned the company and everything. And so it was like, if I fucked up, I fucked up. You know, everybody knows about it. It's a family business. Everybody's talking shit at the dinner table, the big Italian dinner table, you know? (laughs) And so it just like really set in that anxiety for me because it was like if I was five minutes late to work because I was having an anxiety attack in my car about something that was happening in my life I was screamed at then inside and I was like this is completely out of my control like unless you want me on Xanax like I don't know how to help you you know like I was five minutes late I'm very sorry you're not paying me that much why are you yelling at me this much (laughs) so after after some stuff happened in my life that I don't know if you know much about my charity stream, which was the biggest, it was the biggest thing I've ever, ever really done with my life, to be honest. It's one of the things I'm proud of, which is crazy to say, because I don't really find pride and really self, uh, what's it called? Just your own endeavors, I guess. The, um, it starts with a D I'm gonna forget that (laughs) um but I don't know I'm just I'm one of those people that will like talk down on myself for like a joke you know what I mean that's what I'm trying to say so like it was one of the things I was really proud of and so after my friend passed away um I quit working at the Italian place and I was just in a really low place and I was with my ex at the time and he helped me a bunch through it but then whenever I isolated myself to the point where I had like nobody to hang out with, nothing to take my mind off of her or anything like that. And he was always working, obviously, to pay for where we were renting. And so I was just like, fuck, like <laughs> I need to do something, you know? So I started streaming. And after I got to a point where I felt like I had a good enough platform to do something big, I was like, I'm going to do something for her. You know, because I, I worked with her at that Italian place. So that's where this correlation is coming from. Um, so I managed to raise $11,000. Wow. There's some added on to that. $11,321. That um, is fucking nuts. I managed to raise that for a, uh, a local non-kill humane society that's non-funded by the government. And she, uh, whenever she was alive, she used to do a bunch of charity work for them. Every single year, she would try to raise the most amount of money for them. So then she would like donate all this stuff and do all that stuff. And so it was amazing, amazing to be able to do something for her in her name because my community and I decided essentially like we didn't want any like, you know, like praise for this. We wanted it to be completely utterly in her name whenever we donated it. So I didn't even like say to the people that I was donating to anything about my stream. I just said like, this is from so-and-so like it's in her honor. She used to donate here all the time and she 
sadly passed away, but this is for her. And I got to do it with her mom as well and her entire family, which was really, really good because I hadn't seen them since everything had happened. So it was, it was a really not only amazing experience to be able to be platformed to do something like that, but also to be able to heal in the process of that and be like, this is something I can be proud of. And it's also something in her honor, which is two aspects, you know, like yeah. joined together. And so I don't know, that's one of the most amazing, amazing things that I still don't think I'll ever wrap my head around. <laughs> Like 10 years, 10, 20 years from now, I'm still going to be like 11,000 fucking dollars. Like that's insane. Yeah. The RS community just in general is just so giving and insane, just extremely charitable. It's insane. Super supportive of like anything. I know. They they didn't know my best friend. They didn't have to have any compassion or empathy or, you know, you know what I mean? Like yep. they didn't know like I did, but they sat there and they said, okay, this is important to Nicole. And they listened to her story that I told them and they, some people related with it being in their own aspects of life and things like that. And they said, okay, I want to support this because I think it's a good cause and I want my name behind it and I want to be a part of it. And it's amazing. It's, it's like insanely, insanely, insanely fucking amazing. Like to sit back. I remember I cried for like a week and a half after the stream. Like every single night I would just lay down in bed and just be like, how the fuck is this my life? You know? Yeah. From going, being alone and living with my ex to, and having $5 in my bank account and negative dollars in my bank account to be able to raise 11 grand for a nonprofit like non-funded humane society and just be able to give that and just buy all this food all the toys everything give a check and like just be able to walk in and say like this is in honor of my best friend and just be able to do that because of my community and what they're able to support and i don't know and back is just fucking insane like it's actually insane whenever you realize that you can use your platform for good it's crazy what you can do with it yeah that's amazing that's so cool that you uh were able to do that because that's that's also something that's somewhat intimidating to like you don't you don't know how it's going to turn out you don't know what you're exactly getting yourself into because it's your first time doing something like that and so it's oh i was terrified (laughs) oh my god I was like, oh my god, nobody's gonna show up. I'm gonna look like the biggest idiot in the world. Like, but then I sat back and I was like, you know what? Even if nobody shows up and say $50 is donated, you know what I mean? That's $50 the shelter didn't have. So screw it. Like, if I have a platform, I'm given this luxury of having a platform where people want to listen to me and care about what I'm saying and support it, maybe, then take the fucking risk. What am I gonna lose? You know, like being embarrassed that like it didn't turn out the way I planned. Yeah. Expectations are literally the killer of any happiness because you're just setting yourself up for failure. You know? Yeah. No, for real. I was going to ask, um, speaking of like platforms and stuff, I noticed that you had a YouTube command, but you haven't uploaded anything because I subscribed. What is your plan with so, YouTube? It's all of my shit is unlisted. I In my Discord, I have a little sub category where i post like the links to all of it i don't know what 
I don't know what all the rules are with copyright and mm -hmm. all of that type of shit. And I just don't feel like I'm being ignorant. I don't feel like learning about it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like if I, I, I also don't pay an editor. So like, I just do it all myself through like a sh shitty app Yeah. and I don't know really what I'm doing. I just edit it and think like, okay, this is good enough. And I just put it unpublished because it's not something that's like garnering me money or garnering me views or yeah. anything like that so it's just like something fun to do on the side whenever i have a bunch of clips that i have downloaded in a little file and i throw them together edit some shit put some text on it and just link it in my discord but yeah that's pretty much it i should have like actually linked it to a fucking unposted or unpublished video or something like that but <laughs> no <I laughs> you just... live and you learn no like i'm just curious i think it's you know i think just venturing off slightly with uh, a platform that you have and like experimenting with other platforms sort of is right. like, a really cool thing and it like you don't understand how cool it is until you like do it because right i mean that's my experience with youtube i had streamed already for a year and like the last thing i wanted to do was like start over because it was so fucking exhausting like starting a stream right. in the first place but i'm like really glad and so now it kind of starting youtube and seeing a little bit of growth and i treat it more as a project than like you know my main form of income or anything but yeah. it's just cool and it kind of inspires me to like even spread out a little bit more with new things and like i feel like the world's just going so fast there's gonna be like just new platforms and new stuff like i think back in like the 50s or whenever tvs became popular in modern society um tvs were seen as like just the craziest technology you know like you have a tv and right home. you can watch what the president says on the tv in black and white but yeah nowadays like we have the internet and stuff but i wonder what like the next step is because it always feels like there's like a giant leap to like the next thing yeah what's crazy is just like it's so hard to even fathom that you know what i mean like because even think about okay what's after the next step even though we don't even know the next step what's after that even and it's just like fucking crazy because like you can't really wrap your mind around like even what's happening now <laughs> let alone a further extent of that and like we were talking about earlier like vr or something like that like yeah. that being a reality is just like i don't know that doesn't even really appeal to me to be quite honest like i wouldn't want to be like stuck in a little pod not moving and yeah not being able to like go out and see the light because i don't know if you've ever been on degen schedule like sleep schedule where you yes. sleep <laughs> whenever it's a light out and you are awake during night yep that shit kills you holy crap yeah. it's amazing <laughs> oh, the first God. few days though like the first few moments oh, you're like yeah. i love the peacefulness and like yes oh my god you feel like you can get so much done because yeah. nobody's awake so you're not like ignoring somebody or just like yeah not answering somebody so you can just do whatever the hell you want because it's 5 a.m and then know? as soon no, as people I... need you you're asleep so you're like you know fuck yep. you guys <laughs> yeah it's like perfect <laughs> or like people hit you up directly before you're about to go to sleep and you're just like oh i'm too fucking tired to deal with this yep. like can't do it yep. but it kills you whenever it becomes like a regular thing no re you never see the daylight and it's just miserable yeah and you don't understand how bad it's become like mm -hmm. at all 
now until it's too late it's been warming up here i'm really glad it's hitting summertime soon and it's just like it's always bright out here because like i i live in alabama right now and it's just really hot really sunny generally speaking and mm-hmm. yeah it is literally a miracle how crazy this how how much the sun is actually doing for you like mentally physically everything Oh, yeah. People that don't believe in seasonal depression, how? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, There's people that don't winter, believe in it. That's fucking Yes. Crazy. It's crazy. It, like, it dumbfounds me because it's like, how are you not, how are you not going through this? You know what I mean? Not that I want people to go through any of that type of shit because it's awful. I wouldn't wish it on my enemy. But it's just like, how are you not, like, being compassionate with this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's crazy to me that some people don't understand it because it affects me so fucking much. Like, living in the East Coast, like, it's not like California, you know what I mean? Like, we get seasons. So, whenever winter hits, it's just, oh, it's so bad. And it's just like, I sit inside my house all day and it's just like, okay, do you want to go outside and be freezing and maybe get in a car crash from it snowing and sleeting and raining and everything like that? Or do you want to sit inside and probably be miserable and but be safe? Yep. You know? <laughs> and it just sucks. And it's like not even just the isolation part of it. It's just like the mental aspect of it somehow just like comes in. Maybe it's like the lack of communication or just the lack of being able like the freedom of being able to do whatever you want because you know you can't. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I know exactly what you mean. It fucking sucks <laughs> i wonder i wonder what it's like living in like those northern european countries where they get like just a sliver of the year of sunniness and then the rest of it's just rain rain cloudy dark oh just that would be awful yeah. isn't there a place in the world where like it goes completely pitch black for like a few months like it's I think, always nice. i think i've heard some something like alaska has a has a a time period where it is literally just dark for weeks months yeah i don't i don't know what it is but somebody down in the comments that's listening to this probably knows that shit sounds depressing like you just never you just don't see the sun yeah i couldn't fathom it like i literally couldn't do it there's no way oddly enough i'm not I was just going to say, oddly enough, I could fathom it because I literally block my window sometimes. And I just like, <laughs> I want full darkness in my room now. So but yeah. I can't do that for weeks. Fuck that. So for me, this is another random tangent, but did you know that you can sunburn your eyes? No, that is sounds like yeah. absolute hell. So me being very, very pale and just light complexion in general, and also having light blue eyes, I think you also do, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the same boat here. I um, Currently sunburned right now, by the way, just slightly. Yeah. I burn. I definitely don't tan. I burn and I get freckles, you know? It just is what it is. So I was on vacation one time and I was at the beach and I was taking a picture on the beach. And I was laying and I was looking upwards and my dumbass opened my eyes like it even mattered in the pictures. And I opened my eyes and I looked at the sun and it directly burned my eyes. Jesus. Because the UV was, I don't know what a bad UV is, but my cousin told me that it was a bad UV at the time. Yeah. And so I go home. Well, not home. I go back to my cousin's. 
and I'm like sitting at uh, dinner and I'm trying to eat and I'm seeing like these flecks, like these sparks in my eye. Oh, like whenever God. you rub your eyes really hard, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about like, like the like the floating stars or like, yeah. or like, or like yeah. floaters, you know, like the floaters? Well, both, okay. both. That's so funny. imagine that and then imagine like put your hands up beside your eyes and like cover your peripherals. Imagine oh, that you have tunnel vision. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, am I going blind? Like, at this point, I'm not thinking, like, my eyes are sunburned or anything. I'm just like, okay, my head hurts, my eyes hurt, I'm a little burnt, like, don't know what's going on, but, like, I'm probably just sunburned, have sun poisoning, something, you know? Yeah. So I'm just trying to eat my dinner, I'm like, I can't even see where my fork is going right now. Like, I'm so, like, lost as to what's going on. I'm scared, because I'm thinking I'm going blind. And so... I'm like yelling to my uncle and I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. Like, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, okay, tell me what's happening. And so I tell him and he goes, okay, so-and-so like look up the UV for today. What was it at the time that you guys were taking those pictures on the beach? And so he, she looks it up and she tells me that the UV was like higher than what it should be. And it's obviously going to burn you. And so my uncle goes like, you know, you can sunburn your eyes and you can get ocular migraines for the rest of your life because of it. Oh my! So God. now I have ocular migraines for the rest of my life. And what happens is whenever I like, this is why I don't know if you know this hack, but if you use a ring light, if you bounce it off of a light colored wall, instead of it directly facing you, it's so much better on your eyes, especially for light eyes like us like blue mm -hmm. eyes so for me that helped me tremendously because every single time i would use my ring light i would just constantly see it in my peripheral and then i would get the spots and then i would lose my peripheral vision Jesus. and then i would just be sitting on stream having an ocular migraine not being able to see and then directly after the ocular part's over it just hits you with a full migraine like you want to vomit you can't hear anything you can't see anything like I'm so, so fucking bad. sorry. That sounds no. Just never do it. Just always wear sunglasses, please. <laughs> Especially if you have blue eyes. It's so bad. It sucks. Isn't yeah, it... a lot of people don't know it's real, like ocular migraines. I didn't know it was a thing yeah, until it I've, happened. I've never heard about that. It's mm -hmm. it's weird to think how fragile we are. Yeah, but at the same time, we're also very durable, but we're also extremely fragile. Like my eyesight has gotten progressively worse every single year and i oh notice it God, me. like last year i got my eyes checked and the time before i got my eyes checked previously was like four years ago and uh me. the doctor was like what the fuck oh he didn't say that but he was like your eyes have shifted very much in the last four years <laughs> and um, imagine you go into an eye doctor and they go what the fuck i'd be like I would what, walk what right out. <laughs> i would walk right out and be like all right okay i need help <laughs> no but um now it's been a year since and now i go outside and potentially so what i've heard is like if you're staring at screens all the time you're vision yeah. just gets a little bit blurry just in general yeah. and so i'll go outside and like the leaves used to look super crisp a year ago like right as i got my new prescription i could just see so far away i could see signs perfectly legibly and now it's like nope it's already getting back to where it was like honestly before i had that eye appointment the year prior just last year i don't think i was like legally able to drive even with my contacts <laughs> the prescription was so old it was bad 
Yeah, I think, okay, so the last time I went to get glasses or my eyes checked in general, I think I was in like freshman year of high school or some shit, and I just wanted glasses to have glasses, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And so I didn't really take it seriously. And also I've had pretty good eyesight my entire life, like far away. I can see, used to be able to see like signs like, mile away i would be able to tell you if there was mcdonald's you know like <laughs> i would read all the time as well like in school and so i had really good close-up eyesight as well and so it, i guess yeah exactly like you said after streaming my highs have gone to shit like i'll be driving at night and now that i have a like car and i used to have uh, an suv i'm and i've always driven like my mom's suv i learned how to drive in a truck my dad's truck and so i i've always driven in a bigger car you know i've never had a little car and so now that i have a little honda civic it's just like driving i'm literally eyesight like eye level with people's headlights i'm just guessing i'm literally guessing oh, as i'm driving God. i'm just like oh sick like Sure, let's just keep going straight and just hope, you know? <laughs> uh, I know where I'm driving because I know, like, where I am. So I know where turns are and shit. But, yeah, like, I'm totally blinded. blinded. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even legal to, like, tint your front window, I don't think. So, like, I'm screwed. And so it's just, like, I either get, like, some gunner glasses but for cars <laughs> or like i don't know but i do my community gets on me all the time because i'll be sitting here squinting like at chat or trying to read something and they're just like nicole literally just go get glasses like what is your issue and it's like i just don't want to like i don't know yeah and that's another I should, but... that's another funny thing about life is you just never you for me at least maybe some people are a lot more proactive but for me i procrastinate everything until it's like the last resort like okay i actually got to get my shit together and uh yeah, yeah me it was the same thing with um like getting a job so i've worked some really shitty jobs luckily i've never had to deal with customer service like you have that sounds like ass, oh. but I would work in warehouses and I worked at this metal factory. And by the way, that fucking metal factory, I would come home from work every day and we are just handling like plumber tape, like oily plumber tape that would give you micro cuts on your hands. And uh, oh. for part of the job, you're attaching barcode stickers to every individual plumber tape on the metal itself. And so they would recommend, of course, oh, you know, wear a mask and wear a uh, um, gloves. But you can't wear gloves and put the peel off stickers. It's just like fucking right. awful. And the masks and stuff, like you would need like a full face mask because there's metal particles everywhere in the air. It feels like you can't really right. see them, but they're there. I mean, like a hazmat suit. Yeah. Yeah, legit. Because I would come back home after working. And first of all, I'd look at my fingers completely calloused up slices everywhere and dirt oh. and metal pieces just in my fingernails everywhere and then i would i would blow my nose in the sink when i would come home and there was like oh. metal there was like gray in my snot and you just don't even oh. see it so yeah. yeah long story short i didn't work there about long but um <laughs> God, i don't even know where i'm going with this but it was something like <laughs> uh I, I I fucking lost it. I lost it. Oh my god, but, you're pulling Yeah, I worked at that, that metal me place. <laughs> that was me earlier. 
yeah that's uh, that sounds miserable it makes you think about like people still working there and shit and like you see like videos online like i saw this one guy that was like i don't even know how to like understand what the fuck it was it was like a little canal type of thing where it was like a little triangle type of bridge where like something was like going down right like a little river type of thing Mm -hmm. And at the top of it, there was, like, a bunch of fucking gravel, I don't know, type of black salt type of shit. I don't know. And there was this guy, I think it was in China, and he just stood there, no safety equipment, no harness, no mask, no anything, just taking a shovel and, like, hitting it down the canal. Like, imagine he hits it. it wrong, the entire thing just breaks and just covers him. Like, there's no health regulations, anything like that. Like, and you think about, like, he's going home, like, coughing up all that shit, and, like, ah, it's just so gross to think about. Like, and they're probably not even getting paid for the amount of work that they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, my brother uh, lived in Mexico for a little bit, and mm -hmm. he would see workers... And that were literally shoveling shit in these potholes in the road. Like, like yeah. the wor- like just think of the absolute worst fucking job you could ever have. Just hot, humid Mexico. And you're yep. shoveling shit. And they would say... And, hot, uh, my, gravel. Yep. And my brother asked some people around. He's like, how much are those people getting paid to like do that like all day? And they're like, yeah, they make like... I, I think they said like they make like 100 pesos a day. Which is oh like fucking like five bucks. Yeah. A day. Which is okay, so like not to obviously empathize because that's fucking disgusting that people yeah. make that low amount because nobody can live off that. Yeah. But also the cost of living there is a lot cheaper. Like food that would be twenty bucks here is probably a dollar and a half there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there definitely is an imbalance of this amount of labor is going into it it should be worth this amount of money it doesn't matter the cost of living in that situation you know what i mean like that is Mm -hmm. literally jobs that could kill you you know you could literally pass out from dehydration your body could just shut down and they probably don't have insurance or anything like that you know there's just no fucking way like they're just like shirtless in this pothole shoveling shit like yeah, like hot cement that could Dude. literally burn their skin off. Like, and there's just nothing. That's so crazy. Yep. No, and I think um, so. This I'm gonna try to tie this together. I'm going. I already know I'm going to fail trying to tie this together. But um, okay. you had mentioned something about like, um, well, you didn't really mention it. You just said something about like we don't need to talk about religion here or anything. But I'll just briefly share. Right. So. Like, I grew up in a religious, a religious home, and, mm-hmm. like, there were obviously very dogmatic views and stuff. And also, this sounds weird, but – and I love my parents to death, by the way. This is nothing to, like – this is just right. my, uh, I guess – What it was. Yeah, and so – and there was a lot of pride, I guess, as well. Like, kind of like uh, – you like it was almost like us versus them sort of in a way and obviously not that extreme but it was almost like this sense of pride like we are a part of this religion and like you know everyone else like is kind of lost in a way and again my parents are not extremists or anything by that nature but it was just kind of like the environment you're in where you're like oh man like you know 
I believe in this and stuff and you just kind of go with it and like now right. that I've become an adult I don't believe in that religion anymore and I just kind of I don't know I just understand that I don't understand what the universe is I don't understand how I'm here <laughs> I don't understand like yeah I believe a lot more um in just experiencing life and being happy and like that's the goal is to like be happy and stuff and um I think because of that it's given me a lot more empathy and this is really weird I was listening to a podcast talking about like how the boomer generation was like incredibly prideful like yeah again this is very just generalizations like happening right now but like a very kind of there was a bunch of reasons for it too um but sort of like you know they were kind of a prideful generation and so sort of I don't know. It's like they never um, – I, I feel, like, bad saying this, so I'm just not even going to say it. But I don't know. It just feels <laughs> like I was grown up in a in an environment. And I've even talked to my dad about this. Like, I, I called my dad, and he was just saying, like, he opened up to me. And I, I've never felt like my dad has been, like, terribly open with me growing up. But he admitted mm-hmm. that when he was in his 20s, yeah, he was just totally prideful, totally into – himself and what he thought was right and you know it doesn't fucking matter what other people and he would just be really judgmental toward people that he didn't understand and he's understood nowadays just from getting older and wiser and stuff that like okay clearly i was in the wrong completely there and i feel like Mm -hmm. because of me leaving um the religious mindset and stuff and by the way i have nothing against people believing in things i think no it's absolutely live your life yeah, so long as you're not hurting anybody or exactly. forcing anybody into it, then believe whatever the hell you want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but it was just interesting because I think because of that, of me leaving and making a choice that was socially a little bit difficult, it put me in a right. place where I can empathize a lot more with a lot of people and, like, see it, humanity in just a different way that's not so, like, like God made the world and like gays are bad and stuff just like weird shit that's just like dude right. how, how is this still being like taught and believe like oh my god like this yeah is like this is fucking like so, we're in the tw- we're in the 21st century can we, like, i don't know again i don't want to yeah. move into all this stuff but it's like i just see the world in a different light now and it's extremely liberating and extremely like yeah i, I see people differently now i don't know yeah i'm so I can relate very heavily with your upbringing and religious wise and things like that. I was brought up in a very structured uh, religious upbringing. My Nana was the biggest, biggest, biggest advocator for anything to do with religion. She would do 20 Hail Marys every single night. She would pray for every single person that she knew passed away. She had a little book with every single person that she would pray for every single night. Yeah. I 100% support her and I loved her for it because it showed me a different side of what it could be and the good aspect of it. Because as a kid, I don't think anybody really wants to get up on Sunday morning, you know, and go to church (laughs) or whatever you're going to, whatever you believe in. I don't think like any kid's dream is to wake up that early. Unless you had friends there. But then it's not even about the church, it's just about hanging out with your friends. 
yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't think like any kid is really yeah. <laughs> excited to do that. Yeah. So for me, I view it now as being somebody who just believes in we're here for a reason. We don't really need to know what reason that is. We would just put like, think of, I don't know, think about it in a funny way. I, how many, how many blanks did <laughs> so-and-so have to shoot for you to be born and you got so lucky to be placed in this world for a reason? You know what I mean? Yeah. To think about it in a funny type of way instead of having an existential crisis. Um, <laughs> but I just think of it as I'm here for a reason. Like everybody, every aspect in my life is for a reason. Shit's going to suck and it's not sucking for a reason of me needing to be miserable it's sucking for a reason of me needing to learn the lesson mm -hmm. so in an aspect of somebody attacking me online i sit back and think like okay from this i need to learn patience i need to learn like how can i view this in a good way instead of letting it just ruin me from the inside you know what i mean yeah so for me, the religious side of it and going into a more spiritual side of it and viewing it as here for a reason, it doesn't have to be a person that put me on this earth in specific. It can just be, I'm here. I don't need to figure out who put me here. I don't need to figure out who put the earth here. You know what I mean? Because that's too much for my head to even correlate or yeah. even comprehend. So it's just, I'm here for a reason. What can I do with my life to better other people's lives and then from that i will benefit because i'll feel better for myself because i'll feel validity and worth and feel like i have a place yeah. and like be proud of it you know so i i was bitter for a long time about like the religious aspect of it because i felt like i was going against my parents wishes and i felt like a letdown or like yep, you same. know i should believe this you know i've been told this my entire life i should believe this but it's also like you said very liberating and freeing whenever you realize i'm able to think whatever the fuck i want you know so yeah. long as it's not hurting somebody so long as it's not being malicious towards somebody i'm allowed to believe it you know and so I feel that the same way as I feel about religion now. I'm not bitter about it. If you want to believe in God and it helps you be a better person and helps you feel like you have a reason for being here and helps you wake up in the morning, go for it. You know what I mean? The only like issue I have, I guess, with, with religion, I would say, is whenever it's pushed on somebody. So like in my aspect, whenever I felt like a letdown for not believing in it and not... Mm -hmm viewing it the same way as my family all did it was like i don't want to ever put my kids through that you know if i ever have yeah, kids absolutely not i don't i, I don't want to repeat that cycle so anything in my life or any childhood trauma or issue or anything like that i i'm trying now as an adult it's a recent like a adaption whatever the fuck word i'm trying to figure out right mm -hmm. now within the past few years where i've realized okay being bitter that something has happened to you and just being like this isn't fair why did this happen to me this it shouldn't have happened to me it's not going anywhere with it you know and it's not like you need to view trauma as oh this should have happened this happened for a reason because things like we were talking about earlier happen for no fucking reason wrong place wrong time it just happens but sitting there and beating yourself up about it, being like, oh, I shouldn't have gone to that place. It was my fault for going to that place. I should have known that this was going to happen. 
it's not going to help you at all. If anything, it's going to keep breaking yourself down and just make it worse. So for me, I've tried viewing it as like, okay, this happened. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah, I wish it didn't happen. But what can I view as a lesson from this? And in the future, if something ever correlates to this or happens along these lines, I now know what not to do or I know what to do, you know? Yeah. So it's just all, it's all mind adaptation and just realizing that everything is within your mindset. If you're in a shit mindset, everything that you read is going to be malicious. Somebody could be trying to be nice to you and you're just going to view it being like, oh, fuck, here's all the bad things about it. Here's what they actually mean. When in reality, they don't mean that at all. Yeah. And they could just be going through a hard time or you're going through a hard time, etc. And so streaming has really helped me with that as well. It's just I've come across obviously so many different types of people like we were talking about before. And it's just like you come across trolls, you come across like insanely, insanely supportive people who only want the best for you. You come across people who present themselves as that and then have malicious aspects to them. So I've tried viewing it as, okay, this... I might obviously 100% have some growing to do with myself, so I'm going to make mistakes here and there, but I don't need to constantly blame myself for everything that goes wrong in my life because how's that going to help me grow? I'm only going to get smaller and lower from it mentally, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, Just the last thing, by the way, I'm going to... Get into, I, I will get into some Twitter topics right after this little All thought because right. we have just like <laughs> I've just completely yeah. ignored it. I've been really enjoying this, by the way. Um, yeah, me too. I was gonna say briefly that like th- I think the things that I really did take away from my childhood, there was a lot of trauma, by the way, and I should word that lightly because I have not experienced nowhere near the trauma that some people have experienced in their childhood but well that doesn't mean you have to lessen yours you know yeah like yeah that's true you're... there's just different degrees of it yeah 100 percent. and you can have the same situation happen to you as somebody else and somebody else can come out of it fine and you can be awful from it you know true. not everybody interprets things the same way it's also something i've picked up recently just because you're just because somebody is hungry in a foreign country doesn't mean you can't be starving, you know? Yeah. Yep. Like, you're obviously still hungry, and there's obviously people who are hungrier than you, but that doesn't mean you can't be hungry, you know? Yeah. Sorry. That's Interrupting. True. Go on. No, that's I mean, still <laughs> true. Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, there are things that I took away that were positives, and those are things like, what do I believe in that I actually believe in? And all those things that I actually believe in are things that are, like, real and in front of me and i can see like for example something i believe in is like treating your body with respect and like eating nutritiously and things and do i do that all the time no but like that's something i believe in it's like i want like i know where happiness comes from and it all stems from happiness it's like what that is what i believe in i believe in happiness and so what are the tools to like make you happy and so when i think back to my childhood and like the religious things like there was some things like for example Noah's Ark like I, I don't believe that the earth was flooded I'm sorry I don't I can't accept that and so it's just but not you, tangible but, for your mind yeah exactly yeah. like it's just like okay like your claim of like this happened like I don't know I don't even know how long ago like most religious people think that happened but it was like 
five thousand years ago or something like so really like we just before christ yeah like just, <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know <laughs> yeah i have no idea but but i'm like i just can't believe that and but that's not something i need to take from there i i'm now just taking the things that like i want which is like more real things that have real consequences that you can see rather than like the afterlife consequences you know what i mean Right, right. Because I feel like a lot of religion sometimes is viewed as living for the afterlife. Yes. As you're doing everything no, I mean, in this life to get to the afterlife. Seriously. And it just like, kind of seems... There were people, I remember going to church, and there would be people that were 350 pounds. But, you know, that like they would just, they're in their wheelchair there. Um and you know i'm not trying to like judge them or anything but like that isn't taught that isn't taught right. as like a sin or anything it's just like oh you know like that's fine as long as you believe like you're totally good but like i would almost see and who fucking knows but it's like i almost see like that is like the most disrespectful thing. like that is like almost worse than like you know doing something else like i don't know i almost it's feel like it's like, hard because gluttony is a sin. I'm pretty sure if I'm doing yeah, and that was correctly. never really taught. But, in our, we, it, yeah, it's like avoid the that, conversation, sort of. Yeah, a thing that religion likes to focus a lot on is the the harsher aspects of it. So, like you were saying, like people in religion a lot say, like, okay, being homosexual is bad. Mm-hmm. So that's viewed as negative. So that's something that's very much so pushed. Do being a woman and being sexual, I don't know what word. I don't really want to demonetize you, but an SLUT. Yeah. Like being like that is a sin. But men can have many wives and do whatever the fuck they want. And it's just yeah. there's so many double standards to religion that people focus on I feel the wrong aspects of it because I do think religion is rooted in something good. Mm-hmm. I think it's in believing a higher power, believing we're here for a reason, yeah. having finding worth in it, and things mm-hmm. like that. No, there there was I, so many good things taught. Yeah, and I believe people gravitate towards that for that reason. The same reason, not obviously to the same aspect, but the same reason that we gravitate towards, like we said earlier, like some streams that feel like home. Some people view religion as that. They feel safe in a church. They go in there and they feel like, okay, I feel like I can just talk and just be myself. And like, I'm around like-minded individuals that have the same beliefs as me. So Mm -hmm. I feel secure and okay with that. But it's also the, the pushers of the bad aspects of it of, okay, you can only be Catholic if you believe that being gay is a sin. Yeah, And it's just like, well, what if I believe in X, Y, and Z of being Catholic, but I don't believe in being gay is being a, a, as a sin? Like, what if I don't believe in one aspect of it? Can I still be a part of the religion? No. It's just like, it feels very closed off as like, you have to believe these X, Y, Z. Yep. Otherwise, you cannot be a part of this religion. And that's why I feel like it's sometimes like, scary to be put in that situation as a kid because then it's just like well i have to believe this because my parents are my sole providers your grandparents whatever the case may be home providers if they don't think that i believe the same then they're not going to accept me you know and it's scary to be a kid and feel like you're not accepted because that's all you really want 
just to be accepted, feel loved, and feel like you have a place that you're able to safely learn things. And so it's scary whenever a religion or anything like that can play a major role in that. No, you're, like, you're totally right. Yeah. And just kind of going back to the the whole, I know I made an example of an overweight person, but the the reason I brought that up is to not fat shame. It's just to... It was sad for me to see that it, nothing was ever taught about keeping your body healthy. And so right. this guy was totally, because he was so deeply rooted, who knows? But to me, in my childhood mindset at the time, I thought he was extremely deep rooted in this religion that he didn't fucking care anymore about getting healthy because he already knows that when he dies, he's going to have a perfect body, you know, or a perfect right. whatever that's going to happen. So it's it like, just cancels out this yeah, life. It's like, it's like, why even yeah. bother? Because it's not, you know, I'm still going to go to heaven or whatever. And that was really like dark to me at the time. Maybe I just took it yeah, in a weird it's way. Still, I mean, it still is kind of dark thinking about you living only for the afterlife. Like, yeah, it's strange. you only get one body. As much as I say, like, obviously energy is recycled and things like that. I don't mm -hmm. think I'm going to wake up in 30 years and be like, oh, I remember streaming back in 2022. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't believe in it like that. But it's just like, I... I don't know. It's fucking like parts of religion are so good, but parts are also so fucking bad. And it's scary <laughs> to think about what's pushed and what's not. And it's just like you shouldn't be living in hopes of what happens after. You know what I mean? Yeah. You only have one body. And so like even just like with insecurity and things like that that I've dealt with in my life, it's just like I've come to realize recently like – Okay, I can hate my under eye bags, I can hate my teeth, I can hate how pale I am and how I burn easily as shit. And like, I'm insecure about a bunch of things and like, I can hate those, but like, I can't change them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have this one body. So unless I'm going through physical surgery, which there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to do that, it makes you feel happier about your body, go for it. But I only have one body, so why am I spending 20-plus years fucking hating it? You know what yep, I mean? Yep. Like, I can't change it. I can change who I am as a person. I can change my beliefs. I can be a better person. I can not be malicious towards people. I can. That's something I can control. So I can be mad at myself for being a bad person or something like that, but why am I upset with myself for not liking my body? You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's just... There's, there's nothing I can change about it. There's nothing I can do, and it's just... I've learned that about a lot of things in life. Like if you meet somebody and you realize like, oh, they might be a good person and like they sometimes have shitty qualities about them, you can hang out with them and see if they change or something like that, but they're never going to change if they don't want to, yep. you know? And so I've come across like a bunch of people who come in my chat as trolls and things like that, but I turn out to find that they're a good person and that they just like to troll online and they think it's funny. And it's so long as they don't take it too far, it's all good with me, you know, because I know they're a good person. Somebody that comes to mind is Optimax. <laughs> I fucking love Max entirely. I hope he's listening to this because he's going to call me an absolute baby for saying this. But <laughs> he's one of those people that you see in a chat and he's trolling everywhere, just uh, posting just shit posts nonstop. And you're like, what is this motherfucker doing? You know what I mean? Like, why is he wasting his time with this? 
he is one of the nicest people. And I thought about banning him so many times in my chat whenever he first started coming in. Cause I was like, I've seen him in so many chats. All he does is troll. All he does is take the piss. Like there's no point because I'm a sensitive person and he's going to get to me, you know? Yeah. And then I just gave him a chance. I was like, you know what? I think he's a good person. You know, I don't think his trolling is his entirety of who he is. I think he's a good person. So I gave him a chance and he stuck around luckily. And I, I fucking love when he's in my chat now. We have the best banter back and forth, but we also know at the end of the day that we would be there for each other. And he's just, he's probably gonna cop some flame in some group chats fighting for his life because I'm talking him up. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it's really hard as well. Cause like I even said, like earlier, it's easy to just like take the piss out of like trolls and things like that and just be like okay easy content like i'm gonna flame you the fuck out you know mm -hmm. but then at the end of the day there could be a really nice person behind that troll you know what i mean it's and like sometimes the... all it takes is one person giving somebody a chance you know it's like just breaking down the barrier it's just i see it as a barrier because like real talk like i have my own viewers in my stream that initially first impression i was like you are a jerk and then yeah. you start seeing a little bit more of them and you're like, okay, no, that's just who you are, but you have a soft center, you know, you just yeah, you gotta push exactly. through the barriers first. But that's yeah. not who they always are. Exactly. By the way, let's um, get into some of these Twitter topics and I'm just yeah. gonna start from the top so I don't lose it because 100% I'll lose my fucking spot. But Ali asked the uh, first question, favorite Twitch channel oh that frequents solo cocks and Fortnite dances? I don't understand. Right, this, is, this is literally just a plug to his, his <laughs> channel and he doesn't even stream. <laughs> the motherfucker just loves to do a Fortnite dance. So I will go with Shrimp Double P is my favorite channel for that content. Oh my God. All right. Uh, Gonad asks, well, first of all, he says, good morning. Was there a, an originator to the GM meme? I honestly, okay. So I was talking to my stream about this the other day and I was like, do you guys even know like where we started that? Cause like, obviously it's not something I originated, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't invent good morning. <laughs> um, but my community just for some reason picked up on it very quickly. And now like, doesn't matter what time of the day it is. It doesn't matter if it's 3 a.m. It doesn't matter if it's 4 p.m. Everybody just comes in my chat and says good morning. And I think what really helped it obviously stick is the channel points say good morning or you're banned. So now everybody just does it. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, like for a little selfish reason, it's really nice because you can probably relate with this obviously is like sometimes you know chat goes a little bit dormant and quiet and that's okay because obviously people are doing shit and then maybe they're cooking dinner or maybe they're in the middle of a hardwood top you know <laughs> but like sometimes it's just nice to have like a little command being like okay everybody wake up let's see how many people are just like lurking and hanging out you know and it just like revives you a little bit being yeah, like okay yeah. we're still here people are listening like this is good so I really like the good morning as well because some people like won't come in chat and say like hi because they don't want like the attention or they're just nervous about it or just want to lurk or something like that. Mm -hmm. So then whenever I see somebody type for the first time in reaction to good morning or your band, I'd be like, oh, hey, so-and-so, like, how are you doing? Like, hope your day was good. And then obviously they don't have to reply, but at least they got, you know, like a, hey, like I see you, like I thanks for being here and things like that. 
so they don't feel like they have to talk they can still be a part of it at least you know yeah that's like the wide people happy redeem i have you just yeah it's something yeah. like non-threatening you just click it and you know hopefully people wide people happy. by the way i've realized like the gm is is a lot easier than typing out wide people happy because a lot of and there's still a lot of twitch viewers that just don't understand how to tab emotes because i see them yeah. still mess up the very end of it i'm like dude did you actually yeah. just type all that out like yeah it's crazy yeah. please use tab emotes please yeah. stop typing them out unless you're on mobile there's absolutely no reason yeah. to be doing that by the way when the fuck is mobile getting bttv and stuff like why is that still a thing like fix it i'm glad it's... animated emotes work now at least but I wonder what their numbers are for correlation as to how many mobile viewers they have compared to PC viewers. True. Because for me, the only way to view that is they're not making as much money off of like mobile app. So why would they upgrade it? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only yeah. way I can view it as to why. You know what's really fucking stupid too is how much they overcharge. And I understand why they overcharge like the bits... I think on yeah. mobile, it's literally like a dollar ninety nine to buy ninety five bits. Like you can't even get a hundred for it. Like, bruh. Anyway, yeah. They and the reason they do it is because Apple. Well, I mean, I have an iPhone and Apple wants a big cut, and so like for most creators, it's a seventy thirty cut. So I don't know if they have a deal with Twitch and stuff. So it's a little bit less, but yeah buying anything on mobile first of all, I I want this actually just to be a PSA. Don't buy subscriptions on mobile. Because almost yes. always they're overpriced. I remember seeing YouTube yep. Premium. When I was going to get YouTube Premium, I saw it on mobile. It was fifteen ninety nine. I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of expensive, but like, let's do it. And then I went on my desktop and I realized it's eleven ninety nine. But Apple right? wants to jack four fucking bucks from you. And so, yep. yeah, it's unbelievable. And that would be a recurring charge. So yeah. get all your subscriptions on desktop, please. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the first time I saw that uh, GM meme, by the way, was actually in Coxie's stream. But you were in there a lot, so I'm assuming maybe it maybe stemmed from your stream a little bit, like the kind of saying good morning at whatever time. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to obviously claim it because claim <laughs> I feel it. like that's kind of a Copyright cringe it. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Good morning is only mine. Yeah. But like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it stuck. Like, I don't know where it originated. I don't know how it stuck. It just kind of came about and then didn't go away. So then I made an emote for it. I was like, okay, well, now it's around. <laughs> it's a thing now. <laughs> All right. Furret asks, if you were a tick late on a double OS Wave 7, oh, how would you adjust to keep a 75 in the picture? Leech, of course. Thanks and good morning. What the fuck did I just read? What? It's. I'm gonna guarantee it's some shit about BA, and he knows <laughs> I have no idea what he is on about at all. I've leached like maybe God, four BAs because I want it for my uh, what what is it called? You know what I'm talking about? No, yeah, my achievement diary, right? Yeah, yeah achievement diary. Yeah, yeah, because I only have that and something else. What was the other thing I have left? I have something else left. I only have two more, and then obviously the entirety of the wilderness in my achievement diaries because fuck the wilderness. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've only done like four leeches, so for it can get the fucking lot because I have no idea what he's on about. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Daisy Fletchy asks, I would like to know when we are going to kiss. I, I think that was the only topic love... I like. Oh, no, I liked a couple of them, actually. <laughs> I would love to meet Daisy. She's one of the nicest, nicest people. If you've ever talked to her, she is just a sweetheart through and through. Yeah, she I'm is. I'm a big, big fan of her. Absolutely. So I would say ASAP. <laughs> Especially if I'm going to the UK, then let's let's meet up, Daisy. Let's arrange it. Let's take a picture. And post okay, it I was gonna. I was gonna. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you saw that whole Sinferna and Megan like kissing. <laughs> I saw it vaguely because it was retweeted onto my timeline. Oh my god! So, I saw it, but I kept my distance because like the, I didn't know what the situation was. OSR is so. the horniest, <laughs> the horniest gaming community of all time, and you're posting that shit. It on actually your is. Yeah. Yeah, it actually is the horniest the community ever. It's, it's I, mad. I literally saw it, and I literally burst out laughing. And I never do that. Like I never burst out laughing with stuff, but it was just so fucking funny. Like everything that was going through my mind at the time, just. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't mean to break the the art that is that picture but i think it might have been fake oh yeah no it had to have been fake i i think the little the they, little hair face, the their face. faces look a little their faces look like two yeah. inches apart yeah but i respect it because yeah, it, no, it, re- yeah, no, it was clout yeah no that's exactly all it did the job yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so go the fuck off collect the likes yeah, exactly i'm not gonna fucking follow you for it <laughs> and that was all I that was needed was yeah yeah that's I just so thought funny. it was <laughs> All right. Speaking of Sekon, I guess it's been like two hours since we've talked about him. But, oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. It has. He asks, why did you start streaming? Favorite stream to go to, into, and watch? And thoughts on Photoshopping Adam? Oh, let's start with the Photoshopping. God. Who's Adam? I... Adam. Okay, Adam. I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> We would sit in voice calls, Sekon and I, and like Jolene and Adam and Pink and everybody. We would sit in voice calls and just take pictures of Adam and Photoshop them onto the dumbest shit and just sit there and scream laugh for hours, just nonstop. Like I remember Sekon edited his face onto a neck reel and we were just crying for like two and a half hours. Like it was insane. And like I I fucking miss Sekon. He actually he hit me up the other day and I was like, oh my god, Sekon. He was in my chat. And I was like, oh my god, I miss you. It was just I don't know. I fucking love Sekon. Yeah. Um, it's also his elusiveness that makes it so much better like right it's like yeah. he just pops in here and there like he'll drop a tier two sub on me randomly and i'm and like just disappear for a little bit Bruh, like you're fucking awesome i don't know yeah he just he comes in and says a few things and dips like i don't know it's cool yeah exactly <laughs> um favorite streamers was that the question yeah favorite stream to go into or watch um, I would say Skidler. I think I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I would we... say Skidler, Coxie, or Lauren at the moment. I have a lot of shit, obviously, going on in my life at the moment. I got, um, first sponsor, by the way. I just signed a contract yesterday. We just finalized everything today. Oh, wow. Congrats. Um, are you, are you able to spill, you. spill the beans? Uh, when are you posting this? Probably tonight. <laughs> oh no 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 okay, okay. <laughs> i'm announcing this weekend though okay, to cool. just give a little plug if anybody would like to find out 
I'll have you uh, pause champagne until then. But um, very cool. I just signed my first contract. Thank you very much. So I'm very excited about doing that and getting down that venture and everything like that. And I obviously, like I said, just bought a car and I'm trying to go to Europe and vaccination and getting a passport for the first time in my life. So I have a bunch of shit going on. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really had time recently to just be able to enjoy being a chowder on Twitch, you know? Mm -hmm. I've had to just kind of view it as a platform for streaming and just being live, you know? And then getting off and going to do my laundry and, you know, take care of my bills and things like that. So I haven't really been in, around the Twitch community much recently, which I feel like is affecting me because I don't like, you know, I just it's something that once you walk away from, it's just like, fuck, like I miss that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that's really hard to get out of the routine of waking up every day and going on your PC and hanging out with like your friends and watching people and laughing and stuff. So I, I want to get back to it, obviously, but I just need to do some time management shit with my IRL and my online, you know, yeah. the balance key. I want to just briefly say about the sponsorship thing. If it's your first sponsorship, like, first of all, I think it's awesome. Like, I'm really excited for you. But just keep Thanks. in mind, like, not all sponsorships are the same. And if you ever feel right. uncomfortable, like, if there's, like, something that's just off about it, like, don't. And I don't know your fucking contract or anything. I don't even know what it is. All I'm saying is the the sponsorships I've had and the experiences I've had. Like, if you're ever feeling like I don't like this, just fucking end it because there are so many other sponsorship opportunities that'll come. And it's like, right. Yeah. Anyway, I oh. not to say that your sponsorship's not great. I'm just saying. No, no. <laughs> I was scared as well because, like, I obviously don't mean to speak out of term for mm -hmm. any potential sponsors that um would like to sponsor me in Cebe. <clears throat> but <laughs> uh sponsors can be predatory, you know, yep. especially yep. if they know you're a small streamer and yes. you don't have a manager or anything like that exactly. to help you through it. So I got insanely lucky and shout out I keep talking up Elliot and Secon and all these other people, but shout out Elliot because he actually uh, hooked me up with somebody who helps me sort it tremendously. And Very cool. Me having anxiety, <laughs> I was just sitting there on edge every single day, like being like, because they asked me to fly in a VC with them. And it was with the CEO of the company and the person who approached me. And they asked me to fly in a three-way call and talk about like the contract and everything and talk about the sponsorship. And I was like, oh my god i can't imagine anything more terrifying in my life like <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah. and so i was just like i'm gonna say like the dumbest shit i'm just gonna like just not know what to say at all if they give me a shit offer i'm just gonna take it because i'm passive <laughs> in business and stuff like that yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. i'm just submissive like i don't want to cause anybody any issue by like asking for more or anything so i'm just gonna take it you yeah. know so i was like oh i'm fucked so i like I hit up Elliot and I was like, hey, like, can you like help any type of advice, anything like how do I act in a situation like this? Because I've been a longtime viewer of Elliot. And so I've seen him go in and out of sponsorships all the time and things like that. And I like to view him as not only a friend, but like kind of a mentor in a type of way with streaming and stuff. Because mm -hmm. I like how he's able to handle himself on stream and how he presents himself and is just very sure of what he does in his life. Um, but that's just something I admire about him and why I trust him with things like this. But he, uh, 
he said like, yeah, I have somebody who can help you. And I got very, very fucking lucky to have somebody who just like was like, hey, I want to do this for you because it's your first sponsor. I don't want anything out of it. I want you to have a really good experience your first time. I'm going to tell you if it's a not a good deal or not, but like, I don't want you to be upset if I like tell you that you should turn it down. And I was like, no, like I'm 100% going to respect like what you say because I know nothing about this and I'm terrified. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So he managed to not work me out the deal that we initially wanted, but we got to a conclusion where it's a very easy sponsorship. I know a lot of uh, sponsorships have deliverables, so you have to talk about it for 45 seconds every single stream. You have to send in clips of you talking about it every single stream to the company to prove that you're actually like endorsing it and things like that. Yep. So with this, I don't have any deliverables. I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to really do anything. Like, I, if I want to, I can, you know? Yep. So it's a really easy, easy, easy going for sponsorship. And that's why I was so inclined to take it. And also on top of him telling me this is a pretty good deal. Obviously, it's not ideal and you're a, somewhat of a smaller streamer, so you can't expect the best, you know, for your first thing. But he was like, even if you do this and you don't really enjoy it or something, you're at least getting your feet in the water, exactly. you know, for potential sponsors being like, okay, I did, I made this amount with so-and-so redacted for now. Yep. <laughs> so like, you should offer me this amount because I'm worth this amount because I was able to come up with this for this company, you know? Yes. And that is, so, that is why it's so important to just almost... I almost actually encourage streamers to even just take the shitty sponsorships almost like if it's really shitty, don't fucking take it. But if it's something where you're not fully satisfied, but you're, it's okay, like it's some money and stuff and it could help you out, like take it and then understand what they did wrong and what you would like more. Cause that's In what I've future. seen. Yeah. Like I was literally reached out to um, a week ago about some other thing. And I, before I even wasted any of their time, I just literally told them exactly what I want. And then they're like, okay, that doesn't work for us. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's exactly what I wanted to get to the conclusion of. I don't want this awkward, like, me being your salesman on my stream and turning the fucking stream into me being your salesman. So yeah. I, I made it very clear what I want. And that goes a lot smoother when you just know yeah, what you want. Yeah, it does. Whenever you're just like decisive about it and you say like, okay, this is what I'm accepting. This is what I value myself as. If you can't meet that, then no deal. Exactly. And I think like it's, it's really hard to come to that decision, especially whenever you're like submissive and you don't like value yourself high, you know, you're just like, okay, I guess that's what I'm worth. But it's scary because like I said, like sponsorships can be predatory and they can just say like, okay, here's this, like don't accept it or do. And they know you're a small streamer, so they know the money would help tremendously. You know what I mean? That, I, I, so, think, I think Eviescape was actually the one talking about uh, his first sponsorship. Like, he was offered, like, 100 bucks to, like, do something. And then Raid Shadow Legends offered, offered him, like, two grand. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, these yeah. predatory sons of bitches giving me 100 yeah. bucks, and I thought it was good because I had no experience. Like Exactly. And you're sitting there all gassed about it and like it's your first sponsorship. So obviously you're going to talk it up a bunch, you know? I know, and they're not giving you shit for it. I know. And it's just like, you're constantly giving them like advertising, regardless <laughs> if you have know. 30 viewers or you have 300 viewers. Like if you say it enough, it's going to be in those 30 viewers heads nonstop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's constantly there. 
and it's constantly giving like companies free advertising and that's why like whenever uh the guy who was helping me a manager was helping me he told me like you need to value yourself high he was like regardless if you don't think like this amount of money is what you're worth you still need to throw it out there as an option to sell to tell them like hey i'm not gonna be fucked over this is what i value myself as can you meet me in some type of way with this yep and so whenever you hit them with a counter instead of saying like okay this or no deal which sometimes does work, like you said, like it, they weren't budging, so fuck them, you know? They didn't want to value you that high, so fuck them off, you know? Yeah, and that's but a in some good cases, thing. It's like, thank God I yeah, avoided yeah. that. Yeah, because it would have been a fucking nightmare, probably. Yep. But in some cases where you're able to, like, for your first one especially, like you can't go out of the gate and be like, okay, give me five grand, otherwise I'm not fucking doing this, yeah. you know? Because yeah. what leg do you have to stand on, exactly. you know? So, like, with this one, I was just, like, really excited because I feel like with it not needing deliverables or anything, yeah, I can just nice. organically do it and just enjoy being a part of, like, this little team. And, like, I enjoy whatever I'm about to endorse. I can't talk. <laughs> but I, I enjoy what it is and I support it. And so I, I'm okay with putting my name behind it. I was also approached for Raid Shadow Legends and not anything against them. It just wasn't my thing. So I turned it down. And that was a, quite a while ago, whenever everybody was kind of approached almost. Mm-hmm. And I just <laughs> and like looked at it and I was. Approached. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I just like saw it and I was just like, I can't view my community as backing this. And like, it's also not something that I really enjoy myself. So it was just, I'm not going to do this just for the money. You know what I mean? And have to sit there and say it 8 million times and hope that people reach my goals so that I get paid out. You know, it didn't seem worth it for me. Sometimes it is worth it for people. And if you took Raid Shadow Legends, collect the bag, sis. Go the fuck off, you know? <laughs> it just, it wasn't for me, and I didn't see my community backing it, and I didn't enjoy it, so I just didn't go with it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with turning down sponsors, 100%. Nothing I just, I'm excited to have an easygoing one for my first one and just get my feet in the water and just hopefully have this be a good experience that i can then fall back on and just say like okay in the future if somebody else approaches me this is what i was able to do with them so yeah you know a little bit more please you know (laughs) all right steezy asks what was your favorite game as a child that wasn't runescape and do you ever go back and play nostalgic games and he also says gm good morning oh god first of all good morning um that's a good question so, like I mentioned earlier, I've always liked Sims and anything type of simulation like that. I guess you would call those type of games, right? Simulation? Mm-hmm. What would you call them? Yeah. Just... Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've always been a fan of those, but whenever I was really little, like whenever we had a computer, but before we had internet, I had so many CDs. I was one of those type of kids that just wanted every single... Uh, a computer game ever and so I was a big big fan I don't know if any of you even know what this is but Pajama Sam does that ring a bell at all? it sort of rings a bell but I'm imagining it from a book and then I'm like no that's not Pajama Sam no oh god it was such a good game maybe somebody knows that's watching this but 
I would play that day in and day out. And I'm trying to think of what other games I used to play on the computer. I remember I had a Scooby-Doo one that I was a really big fan of. Um, but I also, I don't know, I was also a DS girl. So Nintendo I liked dogs. playing Nintendogs. I liked playing the Hannah Montana game. And like just shit like that, like Cooking Mama stuff like that. Like I was, I had a Wii growing up. So, same, same. Uh, what's that? Was that dance game? Just Dance. I had like all of those. Had a Cold Stone game. So I've always, I don't know. Also, Animal Crossing. I'm a big fan of Animal yeah. Crossing. I've always loved it. I played Animal uh, Crossing so on the GameCube, the original. Oh God, that was so good, wasn't it? It, it was. My good. neighbor had it growing up. Oh. Yeah, it was really, I mean, it was amazing for its time. But then as soon as I started playing City Folk, which is the Wii version, um, the whole, like, it felt yeah. nicer navigating. Because with the GameCube, whenever you had to load up a new chunk, you're, you're, like, your dude would, yeah. like, it would, like, you know, kind of swoop over the there. The Wii was, was sick. I also, know. on DS, I remember my cousins and I would always, always play Animal Crossing together on our DS. On the topic of GameCubes, though, did you ever play Billy Hatcher? No. Oh, God, Billy Hatcher was so good. What was my oh, favorite God. game on the GameCube? I don't even know. I think mine was Billy Hatcher. Did you ever play Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. 2? Yeah. Like Adventure Battle, the one with uh, Shadow and Sonic uh, on the front? With the, with the Chows, you could raise Chows and stuff? So, with me, a lot of games that I played growing up was because my brother had them. Mm -hmm. So, I remember playing Sonic, and I remember playing Spyro, and Pokemon and stuff, and, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and things like that with my brother. But I couldn't tell you the specifics because it wasn't my, yeah. like, yeah. interest, you know? It was via my brother that I liked it, so... I, I couldn't really tell you which one I actually played, but I do remember playing it growing up. I, but it was just whatever my brother had, you know. I actually do remember my favorite game, and it was uh, 007 Nightfire. And oh, we would go on the GameCube, and we'd have four split screens. So we'd plug in the controllers on all four slots, and we'd play split <gasps> screen. I've seen this game. Dude. I've seen this game. I've never played it, but I've seen it. I've just looked okay, it up. Okay, listen. So there was this map called Skyrail, I think. And what we would do is we would take the lower base, and then there was a castle on top. So you could play these like kind of like sort of like a capture the flag thing, but with guns and shit. And what we would do right. is we would program bots. Like we would have six level 10 bots. And oh they would God. all be in the castle, and they were, like, perfect fucking aim, you know? Because they're just, like, super, like, early AI, and they just insta-target right. you and just start fucking headshotting you. But it would be four of us at the base, and there are, like, six basically sociopaths out to kill us. And we're like, holy fuck, like, hold down the base, you know? Hold down the fucking base. And right. uh, that was probably, like, peak video gaming for me, because it was just so fucking immersive. It was the shittiest graphics of all time, but it's like... Oh, you're just connecting with your friends and you're you're doing something against fake like sociopaths that are trying to get it's just it was yeah, so you're fun. all it's trying teamwork. to get to one goal. Exactly. Yeah, teamwork, exactly. It was so it's fun. like the same thing like now with like Tob and stuff. It's yeah. just like it's Tob is so much more fun whenever you don't take it seriously. Like you obviously take it seriously, get the KC. Yeah. But like whenever you out. wipe 
Yeah, whenever you wipe, like hard modes, how many hard modes have you done? Like a hundred. Okay, so you're well immersed. You're more immersed than I am. Relatively. I just, uh, I I could have enjoyed them more, but I just did it for the CA requirement. Yeah, yeah. they are so fucking mauled whenever you just like... (laughs) It just, I, I don't know, like, whenever somebody gets mad in the team and then the energy's off and, like, it's just a shit time because it's, like, pretty, it's pretty fucking hard content if you're not paying attention to what you're doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you actually have to pay attention. And so, <laughs> it's just, like, I, I don't know, I fucking, I so much more enjoy, like, just playing the game now where it's just, like, shit. nobody yells at each other. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, we all want to get to the same thing. We all want a purple chest. We all want dust in our name. We all want kits in our name. So, like, let's just relax. My anxiety can't take this, you know? Yes. <laughs> I can't deal with the flame anymore. I just want to have a good time on the game. I used to be all about flame, though. Like, if somebody wanted to flame, like, I was I was here to, like, give it back. But, like, now it's just, like... Just chill. Too much shit going on, man. Yeah, I just want to have a good time, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've been a good time in a long time. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with Raids 3 because uh, they're making it so it's one through eight, man. So, like, you can do solos and up to eights. And mm, I just okay. really wonder because... Uh, I don't know. I just wonder how the team aspect's going to go because there's these invocations you can turn on. They're like little plugins to make it more difficult. But then I wonder, like, if you wanted a chill raid and, you know, like, normal theater of blood is just a constant difficulty. There's no way to really up it. I wonder if there's going to be sort of like contention among the teams. Like, dude, don't don't make it too hard. It's like, yeah, but we want to, like, go harder. And it's like, there. I feel like there's yeah. going to be so many options to do it. And I, it could be a really positive thing. But I also wonder if it's going to, like, separate or divide people into, like, that's super elitist groups. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, also, like, there's already, like, little... If you think about it, there's, like, already, like... As much as, like, endearing friend groups are, it's just, like, whenever it's malicious, it's not so good. And I feel like it's very... Not the malicious part of it, but just, like, little groups is very common in the RuneScape community. Which makes sense, obviously, because you want a group of people to PVM with and everything like that. But it does sometimes come to a point where it is elitism. (laughs) Where people can't join if they don't have a fucking Nilo PB or, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, or if you don't, like, I understand having a KC requirement because you don't constantly want wipes, you know? Or having a Scythe requirement because you don't want somebody who's leeching with a fucking whip and then they get a Scythe split, you know? But it's just, like, it comes to a point where it's just, like, I, I don't know. That's why I've never really been a part of, like, a clan or anything like that because I CBA with requirements and shit mm. like that <laughs> i don't know i understand it because a lot of people do take the game very seriously and they want to be surrounded by like-minded individuals that actually take the game seriously and have questions and like come up with new metas and shit like that completely understand it it's just not for me you know <laughs> i'm just here to click in the video game hopefully get a pet and uh talk with my community and have a good time instead of figuring out new metas and shit like that not for me although i do i would like to be a part of it like i i want to here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Obviously, someday you get an infernal cave and try to go for PBs or completion type of things or yeah, like, but you're not, you, like TAs. You're, but... you're not going to stress yourself out over it when it's not time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it will come at its own pace. Because I, for a long ass time, literally just didn't have void. So I would show up to Tob in, well, not a leave void, should I say. Yeah. I would show up to Tob in regular void. And my team would fucking flame me every <laughs> single time. Every single fucking time. And so I just got to a point where it's just like, it's not great, but it fucking peer pressure got to me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. And so I did. And it was the same way with my fucking fire cave with my bearer's gloves. I just literally got bullied into doing it by my community. <laughs> yeah, I had... And so I'm thankful now, but like at the time, it fucking sucked. <laughs> I would love to see actually like a percentage chart. This is like almost not feasible but just see how many people got infernal caves because of pressure they felt like i would actually love yeah. to see a jagex poll of like f you know five options of like why did you get your infernal cape or like if you have an infernal cape what made you go get in just have like five realistic options you like can fucking tweet out a poll yeah no real talk and i could even yeah i know reddit has polls and those obviously it's reddit community but they're still uh yeah <laughs> i think i think those pop off a lot more because the entire yeah. community sees it so you'd see a poll yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be a cool thing to do could do both fuck it yeah Swing both yeah see how it differs that's a stat yeah. on its own it's and yeah i don't know i just feel like the yeah. only i don't because i don't care about max hits i don't care about anything the physical like it doesn't give me fashion scape like you know what i mean like there's no appeal to it for me because i don't care about being max efficiency i don't care about having a max hit i don't care about like all of that stuff yeah so there's no appeal to it except for getting a pet and i don't even know the content yet i'm not interested in it so I'm not going for a pet, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it doesn't, it has no appeal to me. And if I try to go for it now, then it's only just going to piss me off because I'm not interested in it, you know? Mm hmm. Okay. Um, Manic Marauder says, Good morning. Talk cats. Share a Mimi story. Oh, do you want a good or a bad one? Both both which one first <laughs> bad and then good she's actually right beside me um okay bad well i don't mean to slander mimi's name and i also don't mean to make me sound gross because i have a cat who just chooses to do random shit but i once woke up on my couch 
and I woke up to the smell of something horrific. And I was like, no fucking chance. Mimi is a serial shitter. She, for some reason, she is not bad at all. She's so nice, such a sweetheart. She would never attack anything except for a bird. She fucking hates birds. Um, so it makes no sense to me that she chooses to just serial shit in the dining room. She's never done it in any other house, only whenever I've lived here. So <laughs> whenever I woke up and I smelt shit, I look around and Mimi's looking at me with the widest eyes oh, and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm looking around for it, right? Because I smell yeah. it. Guess where she chose? Behind the couch where I can't reach and I have a sectional couch. So it's like a, a half of a U, you know what I mean? Like it's oh, a big yeah. couch. Yeah. They're all connected. You can't just move it. And so I had to reach down and like with my fingers, like tongs through a bag, pick up her shit Gross. because I couldn't reach. It was ridiculous. And I had just woken up. So you know that that feeling of waking up and having to deal with something so annoying. So you're extra pissed off. Yep. Not even extra. Um, it's like on steroids. You're pissed off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, I've never, I don't think I've ever been that mad in my life. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. And I was just like, this is outrageous. Cause she's such an absolute angel. Like she's so sweet. She sleeps with me every single night. She's a little spoon with me. Like, she loves me, but she, for some reason, I don't know if an animal lived in this house before me and went to the bathroom in there, and that's why she's choosing to do it. Because she's, she didn't do it at my brother's house. She didn't do it at the place that I lived before that. Like, so it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. But that's the bad story. Mimi is a serial shitter, and everybody already knows that. So, <laughs> um... The good story i would say the day that i met her because i had just dealt with losing my childhood dog and i told myself okay this is far too painful never doing this again you know what i mean like just never gonna put myself through the pain of getting an animal and i was being like kind of selfish in that sense of just saying like nah mentally can't process this again and just shutting mm -hmm. myself off from helping any animals and it was four or five days later whenever i was at my ex's grandma's house and i was just on the street talking to his grandfather and i was at the time gross really fucking gross but i used to smoke cigarettes so that wasn't outside and glad i quit that and picked up a fucking jewel instead like that's any better <laughs> anyway um smells better at was, least yeah oh god that's fucking huge isn't it it's disgusting the smell of them um but i was standing outside and i just saw like this little cat just walking and she was so little i thought she was like just growing out of a kitten because she was so skinny and you could see her rib cage and her back and her all her bones and everything and i was just like looking around and there was neighbors outside on their porch i was like is this anybody's cat and they were like no she's like been here for like a week and like i think she lived at like this house over here on the street and i think they moved out because there was a for rent like sign up outside 
So they were like, I think they just left her like to be by herself. And so I was like, I turned to my ex and I was like, hey, <laughs> we're taking this cat. <laughs> and ever since then, she's just been like attached to me. The only time I've ever been away from her was two weeks, a week each, whenever I went on vacation. But other than that, like I've just been attached at the hip with her. Cause like I said, I'm a fucking neat that doesn't leave my house except for the dispensary and five guys. So <laughs> pretty much my life, <laughs> yeah, literally. Or to pay my rent, that's it. Yeah. That's cute. I wish mm -hmm. I had a cat. Um, you know what? I'll just share this. This is something I vowed to never fucking share because it's an embarrassment. Well, I say it's an embarrassment because I overthink everything. But um, uh, I was watching YouTube and I got recommended a channel. And it was just this 40-year-old woman that uh vlogs her life <laughs> and so for me <laughs> like you know what i mean like what like what what are you doing anyway, oh god I, I watched this video and um it was really well done you know really professionally edited she obviously cares about like fashion and um life and just like nature and stuff like that just like the typical right. i don't know like middle-aged 40 year old woman i don't know yeah and uh for sure. some reason I got so immersed in it and I watched it and then I watched another video of hers and then I subscribed to her and I'm like, what, what the hell? Like what? I've never enjoyed this stuff like ever. Like this is, this is completely not me, but there was something about it that was really like refreshing, like seeing somebody else's life that lives in a different country and the, like we're all like interconnected. The main reason I brought it up is because she had a cat and she just mm -hmm. like, had a little video segment of just her cat like just doing random stuff and i was like cats are so fucking cute but i can't first of all i don't even think i could responsibly take care of a cat because i've just never done it and i feel like i can't even take care of myself right now um but on top of that i'm allergic like severely allergic oh not like severely no. like i'm gonna die but i will sneeze and until i die basically I'm I was going to say, you can get over the first part of it because for my entire life, like whenever I was born, my mom had a cat before, like my brother and I were even born and it was her baby. Mm. So I always grew up having a cat, but it was never my cat. And it was always obviously older. And so like, it just wanted to be left alone or wanted to go outside because it was an indoor outdoor cat. Yeah. So I, I never, I never even picked up my cat until one day I came home from school and my cat was just chilling like outside on the street, just laying on the road. I was like, no. So I, that was the first time I ever picked up my cat because it just wanted to be left alone. But I was probably like nine or 10 years old at that point. Um, but anyway, so I always had a dog growing up and I was always a dog person. If you ask me, I was through and through a dog person, just didn't really associate with cats because I never had a friendly lovey cat you know mm -hmm. and so whenever I got Mimi I was just like what the fuck am I doing you know like who do I think I am I have like four dollars in my bank account right now like why do I think that I can get a cat <laughs> I don't know anything about cats at all I just lost a dog I'm in like grieving and I'm doing this to myself but I don't know, just the way that she is, whenever you find a connection and you don't force a connection with 
I'm so, huh, you know how I'm saying about like not pushing religion. I'm trying to do, trying not to do the same with adoption because I'm very proactive in adopt, don't shop. And yeah. so I feel like when you want like a purebred German shepherd or something like that, and then you don't connect well with it because you only picked it because it's a purebred. Well, what did you expect? You know what I mean? Interesting. And then so many people give up their animals because of that, because they're being bad or something like that. But it's like if people that adopt huskies, for example, they say like, oh, too needy. Like I didn't, I didn't need a dog like this. It's just too much. It's ripping up my carpet and everything like that. Well, if you get a husky, you need to take it on walks. You need to get it like associating with other animals so that it's like active during the day so that it's hired at night it needs a big yard to be able to run in you need to be able to give it attention so many hours per day otherwise it's going to be like depressed and it's just like people don't realize that they just say like oh huskies are beautiful i want a husky okay it's five thousand dollars okay go for it i want it and they get it and then it acts up as an adult and then they give it up for adoption and then there's a beautiful dog that's just misunderstood sitting in a shelter, not wanted anymore, not understanding why it's not wanted. And it's just sad. And it's just like, if you go to a shelter, you can go there and just say like, hey, I don't know if I'm adopting. Here's my papers. Am I even qualified for it? And they say like, okay, looking through, see where you live and see if you have a yard, if you want a dog or something like that. And then they analyze it and say like, okay, yeah, you're able to get a cat or you're able to get a rabbit or you're able to get a dog or whatever the case is. And then you can go in there multiple days and just like ask them to call you whenever new animals come in and just like, you can sit in a room with like five animals and just see like which one comes up to you and which one you connect with. And then like, just say like, okay, I'm interested in this one. They won't keep it on hold obviously, because if an animal's wanted, they're going to give it away, you know? Yeah. But they'll say like, okay, you can come back tomorrow and like see again if you'd like to see that animal and like if you guys connect again. Like they're very willing to be there and give you the time to like see if you're dedicated to an animal because the last thing they want to do is see get back in there. You know yeah, what I mean? To for real. get adopted. And so that's why I'm so proactive about it. It's obviously like I understand my friend who passed away really, really loved huskies. So I would love to have a husky myself, but right now I'm not financially in the place. Mimi hates dogs. I couldn't deal with that much attention being needed from me. So like, I'm not going to get one right now, you know? Yeah. I would love to have one one day, but say I'm 35 and I see a husky for adoption in a humane society. Yeah, I'm going for it, you know? <laughs> but like right now is not the time. So like, I'm not going to even bothered with it as much as I would love to help an animal but I feel like a lot of people just like I don't know focusing on eh, I just want this as a purebred or I just want a puppy puppy and it's just like well there's a loving senior that's 10 years old and has been in the shelter for two and a half years of its life and you know if you're in the place financially and emotionally to give it a forever home and allow it to have a safe ending point then go for it you know what I mean yeah, that's actually very interesting. I've never considered that of what you just spoke on of like people adopting pets and then like not wanting them actually. Because I've just never been a pet owner. Yeah. Neither have my parents. Like uh, right. my, I guess my parents growing up had dogs and cats, but like we never did. 
Yeah. So we we adopted a cat for a week, and I was just I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm sneezing, my eyes are watering. Like, what just happened to me? I didn't yeah. I didn't even consider that it was a cat. I told my parents yeah. afterward, and they're like, "Oh shit, sorry." Yeah, that sucks because that's something you can't even change. You know what I mean? So that's like just something that's completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's for really people that just like want the special breed. It just sucks so yeah. bad for those animals. And it's just like even then, it's just like you have to think about even further than that. Like the people who are selling those purebreds, are they treating the mother of the babies good? Or are they just treating it as a, a cash cow, essentially? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, like, sad to think about. And it's just, uh, it goes so much deeper than just, okay, buy dog on Craigslist and, okay, good. You know? <laughs> as much as it is, obviously, saving an animal, you could be. Then it's just, it's, it's sad. Because there's so many, like, especially going for my charity stream and seeing so many of those animals in cages and stuff as well as they're taken care of and they have a big yard to run in and a bunch of toys now that my community was able to fry it and so is my best friend. Um, it's just sad, you know, because it makes you think, how did they get there? Like, what what ended up? Who, who let them get to this point? And you just want to be able to save all of them, but you can't. Yeah. That's why I keep telling my dad. I'm like, my dad's retired. He has, he just got a Mustang. The man has coin. He's just like chilling with his life, you know, just like enjoying everything. And he always talks about getting a dog. And I know he misses my childhood dog. So I always tell him, I'm like, dad, just come with me to the Humane Society. We'll just sit there. We'll see if any dogs come up to you. You'll see like how it feels. And like I said, like come back the next day and everything like that. And he's just like, no, Nicole, like, I just can't deal with the emotional part of it. And so it's like, I can't even talk him into it because, like, I, I respect that. You know, I understand yeah. it. So. Wow. Sucks. Okay. Big uh, change in topics. Zulu asks, <laughs> Zulu asks, do you use your middle finger or index finger for the scroll wheel slash middle mouse button? By the way, he's asked this on the last like, oh. three fucking casts. He's so. probably doing a poll like we were for the, <laughs> this the, is the most Twitter inefficient things. poll of all time. He's gotten four answers yeah. in a month. <laughs> it's taken him a while. Um I okay, so I know a lot of people a lot of people use their middle thing to like move the screen, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I use like my keys for that. Arrow so keys. Or my, my right key, even. Like, I'll drag it and, like, move it like that instead of using my middle. But whenever I'm scrolling, like, on a site or whatever, I will use my pointer finger. So yeah. I guess it depends. I don't know. Interesting. Both? Yes? I know. My answer. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a friend in college that didn't even know you could move the, like, game with the middle mouse wheel. So he was just always having this on his laptop, you know, how like he has to use the like little arrow keys. Oh, God. He yeah. like fucked his wrist up because he was always using that. I'm like, you know, you don't have to use that because he's just fingers are like planted on there. You know, I'm like, dude, you can just yeah. do it with your mouse. He's like, oh, I think, shit. I think I used to do that at one point. Yeah, I did, too. I think for my first like two weeks of playing old school again, because I came back in 2015 yeah. and I was still just used to that. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. 
Okay. Stegali asks, well, first he says, good morning. How is it being a girl in the OSRS scene? And how do you deal with people sending weird champ messages? Also, yeah. UIM win. Oh, well, that's an easy last question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. No, never. never. Congrats <laughs> to UIMs for having the capacity to do so. But fuck no. I can't even commit to an iron. So, yeah. Um. As for being a girl in the RuneScape section, that's a loaded question. I, at first, I obviously knew that there was some some type of risk involved because being a girl online in general inherently really isn't safe for the most part um, if you don't take precautions. Yeah. Um, so... I hesitate to talk about this, but fuck him, honestly. Um, I, whenever I first started streaming, like I said, uh, some people helped me get out of a bad situation, and it was me being doxxed, and it was some guy threatening my family and myself and my ex and saying that he was better for me than my ex was <laughs> and that if I wasn't going to be with him then he would pay my family a visit. So um, it's definitely scary. Uh, I've obviously now since the situation I took a mental break and I obviously went through everything and secured all of my stuff. Um, it's scary to talk about because it makes me think that maybe <laughs> God forbid something happen with him show up because he also threatened that he would see me at TwitchCon, which is why I hesitate to even go to those type of things. Fuck that. I've never been to one, by the way. <laughs> um, but it is intimidating sometimes because it is, as much as I hate to say it, it is the gaming community is quite, uh, how do I say this? Saturated with men, should I yep. say? Yep. A majority. Um, so it is quite intimidating, but the, at the same time, I find it empowering that I'm able to have a community that will back me in case of harassment or somebody being weird to me or sexualizing me. Because, I don't know, some people don't really mind compliments of physical appearance, but it's something I try to go against because as much as I obviously appreciate people complimenting me I want people to compliment my personality or how I'm approaching a situation instead of the way I look so I'm it's just a personal choice so for me it's just something I try to go against because I don't ever want somebody to think that I'm leading somebody on or wanting that type of connection with somebody via my chat or anything like that you know what i mean yeah so for me it's just a, a decision that since that happened to me i've chosen to stray away from wanting those comments in my stream or anything like that so i don't know it's at the same time as it's empowering because i get to meet a lot of obviously other female content creators who also deal with the same issues or worries as i do and i see how they get to work through it and come out as powerful women through it it's also obviously intimidating sometimes because you never know who's behind a screen you never know what people's true intentions are yeah 
and being inherently sexualized for being just a woman, I it's scary because online, like I said, you never know who's behind the screen, what they want or what they think that you want to give them. So yeah, again, like I said previously, like it just I don't imagine I I can't imagine what women go through online in any in any capacity because yeah, it is pretty like I'll I will literally go into a chat that you know is it's a girl streaming and then like i swear within like two fucking minutes it's guaranteed i just see something that just makes me like kind of like cringe a little bit just like dude why are you right. asking that or why did you say that or like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> and Legit, like... it's just like non-stop i'm like god like you have to be so you have to like almost pep talk yourself i'm imagining to like tell yourself i'm not gonna deal with bullshit today because like if you just let that slide for long enough your chat your chat's gonna become the fucking weirdest thing ever yeah because it like festers if you allow it then yes. people come in and see that you allow it and things like that yeah. but like even unprovoked like here i'm gonna send you a tweet it's up to you if you would like to show it um but unprovoked like that is my instagram dms <laughs> like one of them's funny the other one it just hello i literally didn't do anything to deserve being sexualized in that at all it just literally was i looked at my instagram dms after stream one night and i had that request <laughs> um so it's going back Dear to the God. being a woman thing it's just questionable at all times as to like if i don't humor myself over it then i'm gonna be utterly like terrified you know what i mean so i try to do my best to keep a balance of keeping obviously my security and keeping that as number one priority but also being able to see people come in my chat and be like oh sexy girl please sex me and just like make fun of them and just be like hey loser like go touch grass and watch porn like get the fuck out of my chat you know yeah. <laughs> like there has to be a balance because if i sit there and i allow myself to sit back and just feel like disrespected and disgusting and just feel like i'm just being objectified then i'm just gonna allow myself to be in a shit mood and allow whatever his intentions were to be you know because then I'll just end stream and be alone and scared and vulnerable. Yeah. So it's just, there has to be a balance. Otherwise, you allow yourself to just get in the routine of, obviously, there's nothing wrong with feeling disgusted or just attacked by it because it is disgusting. But at the same time, like for me, if I don't humor myself, at least by them being a loser, then it's just going to eat away at me. Yeah. So I choose to try at least try <laughs> to humor myself by it it's weird to think of like the the evolution i went through with banning people how like yeah. it was a big deal at first and now it's just like yeah just click nah, the ban button <laughs> like yeah they're annoying fuck it <laughs> and it's and uh, like you said about the community backing you like that's a huge thing that really helps in those situations because like if you had like just imagine three viewers and nobody's really chatting and then somebody's being a fucking creep you can't it's way harder to make a joke about it and ban them but when you have a oh, community yeah. behind you it's it's a hundred percent yeah yeah 
Because, like, I don't know. I've gotten comments, like, because you know how people love to take the piss out of you for, like, you're about me or something in your bio that sounds, like, very, like, scripted. You know what yeah. I mean? Because <laughs> it just has to be in case, like, a brand sees it or somebody mm-hmm. new is coming in and you just want to give them something. So I, I always get the piss taken out of me because, like, people will come in my chat and, like, objectify me or just be a fucking idiot or just troll and it's just not a good time. Because some trolls are funny. Like, I'll entertain them, like I said, to make a joke light out of it. But some of them are just fucking annoying and just, like, mean, you know? So it's just, like, I'll get comments being like, oh, you're not being very wholesome right now because it's, like, in my bio that I just want to have a good time and, like, be wholesome. And it's like, I don't have to sit here and accept somebody being an asshole to me and just be nice back to them to be considered wholesome, you know? Like, if somebody's being an asshole, like, fuck them, you know? <laughs> like, well, why wouldn't I be an asshole back and then just take the piss out of it and then ban them for content and then move on and go back to caring about my community and talking to my community and shit, you know? Yep. Because it's a win-win, and so, like, it's just dumb that people are like, you're not being very wholesome right now, Nicole. Okay, suck me. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, going back to the whole, like, focus back on your community rather than dwelling on, like, negativity and stuff. That's a lot easier said than done. Because, like, for me especially... I mean, I will just, like, I have a YouTube, and so I get comments here and there, and I read every single comment all the time, because it's just, like, it's like reading something that you got on a Twitter post. Like, you're going to read every reply that you get to a post you got, which is natural. Uh, Maybe if, you know, it just became out of control, like, you're getting a thousand comments every time, maybe not. But right now, I I read every single one, and, like, I will always focus on the ones that, are just more negative focused or a criticism and they don't even have to be like seen negatively but it's just a criticism of my of like my channel or what i'm doing and that's the right. shit that just sticks in my brain everything else like wow like great video or something i'm just like ignore 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 like what the fuck is wrong with you? why like am i ignoring the nature. positives yeah maybe I feel it like is. it's human nature though because it's just like it's so easy to accept like okay yes i like what i'm doing i know what i'm doing is in good heart and good nature and everything like that so like people complimenting you like as much as you do appreciate it it kind of just not bounces off but it doesn't stick as hard as somebody saying like i don't like what you're doing i think what you're doing is shit because you're like well why the fuck not like i'm putting so much work into it like these other creators who are joining me with this or helping me with this or i'm editing this video with so and so and this and this like i'm putting all this time and this effort into it and i know what i'm doing is in good heart why are you not liking it you know so you want to try as much as you might not think your subconscious is like yeah i want to please this person so why the fuck don't they like it you know it's so easy to just focus on that instead of hey, this person likes it. Okay, good. You know, (laughs) I feel like I'm the same way. Like if I do something wrong, like on stream or a joke doesn't land or somebody like doesn't like the content that I'm doing, like I'll just sit there and I'll be at Sire and just be like, fuck, like this sucks. Somebody made a comment that like they don't like whenever I'm at Sire. Meanwhile, like if 40 other people are enjoying that I'm talking about 
random shit at Sire. So why am I focusing on the one person that's probably not even watching me right now? You know I what know. I mean? Like, so bad. it's just human nature. It's literally just human nature. It is what it is. It sucks to say, but it's just human nature it, that you're just focused on people pleasing. Yeah. And it's also good. I, I think it's like biological. Like it makes sense that we go that way because yeah. then we make improvements because like if you own if you never focused on any negative stuff you probably would have pretty dull i don't know uh you wouldn't have as much uh priority to make your content any better but like sometimes yeah. that negativity kind of makes you think and you're like okay maybe this is exaggerated but you know maybe he's got a point somewhere hidden yeah and it definitely like because you never want to be completely surrounded by somebody who's not going to challenge your thoughts yes you know exactly. because if you make a shit like mistake or you do something wrong you don't want somebody sitting around you being like you're okay the other person is the reason that like this is an issue and it's like you want somebody that's going to actually call you out obviously not trolls who just dedicate their entire livelihood online to making your life shit because fuck them but people who maybe objectively say something that's not the best wording for it and it just makes you feel a little shit it kind of does push you to be like okay i i want to prove this person wrong so i'm gonna like step this shit up you know what i mean mm -hmm. It does push you in a type of way. Not that I want fucking flamed out. Please, if whoever's listening to this, please don't flame me out. I don't need <laughs> tough love. <laughs> Just need love. That's it. <laughs> yeah. The other cool thing is just experiencing, like, uh, shit. Just, you know, experiencing things that just aren't very comfortable living through. Um, gives you just empathy, which in turn is just a good powerful tool that is just beneficial for life just in right. general just experiencing discomfort in life is just a good thing sometimes it gives you a different view on certain things so have you ever watched yes theory on youtube no no their brand is literally called seek discomfort and they just do the craziest shit like they'll go from like zero dollars to like a plane ticket and then they'll give it away to a stranger and like go on a trip with them just to like put everybody out of their comfort zone <laughs> and it's like the coolest fucking videos in the world i would look them up wow. if i were you what was it but called you again? saying uh yes theory yes theory okay yeah you saying discomfort like seeking discomfort and just made me think that's literally their merch <laughs> yeah speaking of seeking discomfort of, of course discomfort in a way that's um beneficial. beneficial so not just fucking yeah chopping your finger off that was discomfort no right. but um <laughs> no real talk i think i've started and it's always weird because the i look back three years ago my mentality is so much fucking different than it was three years ago and three years before that it was way different than then yeah so i can only imagine how i'm just going to get wiser hopefully <laughs> as the years <laughs> go by and the discomfort thing is definitely real like just kind of trying new things and doing things that you wouldn't normally do, like getting out of those habits that maybe aren't necessarily bad, but just like kind of limiting you. Right. And like, I mean, this is one of those is like a podcast. I'm not the greatest public speaker. I, oh, if, I am so self-critical of like, <laughs> just I'm, I'm constantly 
eating myself up inside. I'm like, I'm a such, I'm such a dumbass when I go on these podcasts. But were you like in school, like the person that would sit there and be so scared to like give like a, a paper speech? Because that was me. Yes, it was fucking oh, awful. The night before, you're shaking in bed thinking about it. <laughs> and what I realized um, as I've grown older is kind of how to adapt to certain things and. A right. really nice thing is being the host of a podcast rather than being a guest on a podcast. And people might think, well, what's like really the difference is like you just feel like you're in control. You know, you know what's going on and there's no like, uh, I don't know, everything's predictable somewhat. I, you don't know where the conversation is going to go, but you know that you can end it at any time. You're in control of publishing it. You're in control of potentially just editing something out if it didn't go right or something. It's just like... I feel like I'm in my element. Now, I've been on uh, the Hexus podcast. This is like two years ago. And I remember, I, by the way, I just briefly re-listened to it probably a few months ago. And I was <laughs> like, dude, I couldn't even open my eyes. I was cringing that bad. You know, you just like close your eyes. You're like, Jesus. <laughs> like, it, it was just, yeah. and it wasn't even that bad. It's just, I'm super judgmental when I speak. When I listen to myself yeah. speak, I'm like, oh my God. Um, and the worst part is when you can almost anticipate what you're about to say because then you're pre-cringing. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, yep. I'm about to say this, aren't I? Oh, gee, I'm going to go on this stupid rant. Like, yep. Yeah. And uh, I listened I... to that. And it was because I was a guest on it. And I didn't really know what was happening. I was a little timid. And, like, that that makes my nerves worse. Yeah. So, anyway. I feel like, I don't know. So, with you saying, like, you feel like you're in control and everything like that. I like in the same way I don't feel like it's uh, I feel like you do a good job is what I'm trying to say of making it feel like balanced like I feel like if I didn't want something in the video that I've said I could message you and you would cut it out yeah. or I, I don't feel like I have to talk about something if I don't want to or anything like that so I don't in the same way of you feeling like you're in control, I feel like you do a good job of making sure, at least with me, I don't know if with your other guests, I'm assuming so, <laughs> but you I do a good job of, yeah, of just making sure that we know that it's just a conversation and if we want anything cut out of it, then we can do so and yeah. et cetera. And just having it be chill and not like scary. Cause obviously I've never fucking done this shit before, you know? I yeah. Mean, like, and I realize a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people didn't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people have it and it's just like nice to the same thing as my first sponsor like I feel like it's nice to just have this be a stepping stone even if I will do exactly like you said even if yours was two years ago I'm still gonna look back on this and be like oh why the fuck did I go on that <laughs> tangent or yeah. oh why the fuck does my voice sound like that or some shit because I'm, I'm the same way I as stupid as it sounds because it's very like icy hot it doesn't make sense together i have social anxiety so like going to order wendy's i'll sit there and i'll tell myself the order like 25 times or i'll write it down so i can just read it off a list instead of fucking up my words or something because i'm super judgmental of just like having a stutter or just like saying something wrong or confusing mm -hmm. somebody or making somebody waste their time or because working in the food industry as well like really fucked with my social anxiety because people would come in screaming saying i need my food like so and so flew in from so and so and they're here visiting and i need my food right now and i'm just like i'm not in the i'm not back there i'm not making your food why are you shouting at me you know like yeah. and so oh maybe just sneeze are you okay 
she just scared the shit out of me. I forgot she was in here. Um, <laughs> oh God, I forgot. Okay. Uh, yeah, social anxiety. So like streaming, like you even said, like putting yourself out of your element and like making yourself uncomfortable in order to like gain like life growth and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like that was streaming for me. I I would have never, if you would have told me five years ago, oh, you're going to be live and doing this almost every single day and talking to people every single day and trying pretty much to get people to like you as a job because that's pretty much what streaming is you know if you do it full time it's pretty much you rely on people liking you or wanting to support you in that type of way and so if you would have told me that i would have told you to fuck off because like i like i said i was the person in school terrified to do any shit like that the only time i ever put myself out of my comfort zone was cheerleading because it was my way of trying to get confidence and putting myself out and doing something that I normally wouldn't do. And so streaming and stuff like that, I was just like, God, this is really pushing me, but I want to try because I want to make friendships and I want to be able to connect with people and things like that. And this is a really good stepping stone doing it online to doing it in person, you know, especially with COVID happening and things like that. And so it was just the really good timing and just the safest option for me and just put myself out of my comfort zone. And I, I've learned a lot from it. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of growth happens whenever you just decide to take a, a jump or a leap or try something that you wouldn't as much as I'm going to cringe as watching this. <laughs> but this was also a leap because I was, I told you I was terrified to do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I approached you about Lauren because I was just like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be on it. I'm terrified. I want Lauren to be on it. <laughs> now, you, so I, I have this list and I always say the list to try to keep it mysterious, but I write down names <laughs> of people that I would like to talk to. And like, you've been on there for months. Like, Ooh. you know, I have a, I have a bunch of, content creators and also just normal players that I would love to talk to and so I try to find right. time to like schedule it and what makes sense to me and who I would want to talk to and mm-hmm. uh, yeah so when you were brought when you brought that up by the way it made me like just think to myself I was like okay like clearly if she's asking for Lauren to be on the podcast then she's probably going to listen to it which means she's probably listened to other ones and I've known yep. that you've popped into some of the Sebe cast when they premiere um and so i'm like you know what i think nicole would love to be on it so let's just ask you (laughs) yeah it was definitely like it's it's obviously something i wanted to do but it it was something that it was like okay i'm not going to approach him for this but (laughs) if he hits me up about it I'm hesitantly going to say yes, and then I'm going to convince myself for the entirety <laughs> of the time before it to do it and not pussy out because I was terrified. I told you, I think I told you like four or five times. I was like, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> so yep. it was definitely something that was like, okay, put yourself out of your comfort zone. You're going to enjoy it. Nine, like 99%, you're going to enjoy yeah. it. There's 1% <laughs> chance that you couldn't enjoy it, you know? So just like take the risk, go for it. And so I'm just, I'm glad I did it because it's the same thing with streaming. I just, I don't know about you, but for me with anxiety and stuff like that, I've been streaming almost three years and every single time I go live with Facecam, I get fucking nervous every single time. And I just sit there and I have this weird, just, I don't even know what you call it. A ritual 
I'm already yeah. I'm already knowing what where you're going with this. I exactly. think exactly. I I do have a ritual. I sit there for seven minutes before <laughs> yes. my live stream. I sit there with a seven minute intro, and I just sit there and I just okay, it's going to be a good stream. You're fine. Everything's fine. Good stream. Maybe hit a dab here or there. Just relax. Hit my jewel. Take some water. Pet Mimi. And I'm just like sitting there just like convincing myself like you're fine. You've done this before. You're all fucking good. Like just send it. (laughs) And then whenever seven minutes hits, I'm just like, okay, my heart's fucking racing. But like as soon as you hit like 15 minutes in, you're just going to be fine. You know, it's all going to be adjusted. You're going to be in conversations with people. Everything's going to feel normal. Yeah. And it's just startup that's fucking terrifying, you know? I like how you said the seven minutes after you've pressed live, but you didn't talk about the 30 minutes before you press live oh, where you're like yeah. staring at yourself in the fucking OBS oh, window and you're oh like, my, and you're no, like, Jesus. It's more Christ. than that. It's more than that. <laughs> and did you take like I three piss makeup. breaks as well? Oh, I bet it's so yeah. much worse for you. Yep. I do my makeup in my OBS because obviously I want the lighting to be good, you know, because <laughs> yeah. if I do my makeup in the bathroom and then I come in here and I have blue lighting, it's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so like, I'll do my makeup in here looking at my obs so i'll be looking at myself for like an hour and then by the time i'm about to go live i'm like so fucking tired of looking at myself i'm like oh god you look bad that looks (laughs) fucked up your eyelashes fucked up like just turn off the face cam and then i'm convincing myself like oh you're not like just don't do this you know (laughs) and then it takes me the 30 extra minutes of okay you're fine just change the hoodie it's just the hoodie okay change the lighting it's just the lighting and then it's just like fucking an hour and a half two hours and you're still not satisfied but it's it's either you do it or you just fucking scrap the whole day it's just like no or you just go to sleep yeah Yeah, because it's fucking 12 o'clock at night yeah because i go live at piss late hours yeah Yeah. (laughs) so what that the the reason i bring it up is because um well i guess i don't know if it was brought up by me i can't even fucking remember but uh that is controllable by me uh, because I would realize, you know, back when, when I was, like, very fucking degenerate, you know, order a pizza at fucking 11 p.m., eat the whole thing, and then sleep on that, and then, like, try to wake up and stream in the morning. I'm just like, dude, yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't want to stream right now. And so, <laughs> of course, because I'm a slow fucking learner, it takes me a while to realize, hey, maybe that's not a good thing, and maybe that's preventing you from doing yeah. what you're passionate about, and that's content creation and, you know, like, talking to your community and stuff. So why are you still doing that and so yeah. i'm st- it's cool because i'm in a state and it's been lasting actually over a month now where and this is a very long time for me where i haven't had like a setback where i like i deleted all my delivery apps like food delivery apps Good. literally and i i unsubscribed from all the emails that i just automatically get subscribed to it was like oh you fucking new papa john's pizza or new new taco right. bell item like delete all that shit take it out of my Mm -hmm. mind and now like i haven't ordered food in over a month now which is insane to me because i've tried that before by just like willpower not deleting anything and it lasts like three days and i'm like yeah i before i bought my car i obviously didn't have like i live in the sticks (laughs) so i didn't have like if food around me that I can just walk, you know, say I lived in LA, I can just leave my house and walk a few blocks down the road and get some food. I don't have that type of luxury, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I was a cereal orderer. And I, before I bought my car, I made a vouch to myself. I said, 
whenever you buy a car, you are not ordering any food. You can order takeout and things like that, but you're not ordering like delivery. Yeah. Like you're not doing Uber Eats, you're not doing that type of shit. You can order a pizza because it's pretty much the same price, just mm-hmm. plus tip, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I have a few pizza places around me that are like little local places, so I don't mind supporting small business. But I was just like, I looked at like total and I was just like, fuck, like you could have bought a car. You know what I mean? Like, why are you spending this much money? And it's also making you feel like shit. And then you just have leftovers in your fridge and it's just not good. It's just so wasteful. And like the amount of shit that they give you with takeout and like packaging and plastic and stuff, like it's just so wasteful and just bad. And it's just like, I, I made that realization as well. And I made a vouch to myself as well. And where I was just like, I'm done with this, you know, like, yeah, unless I, somebody on stream says like, here's $20 order a pizza. Like I'm mm-hmm. not doing that shit anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's even beyond the, by the way, like I mainly use DoorDash. I probably used Uber Eats a few times. The fact that I have both installed on my phone, just like, what the fuck? Anyway, um, yeah. I, I had a DoorDash subscription and like, I oh, no. literally just said, okay, like I'm deleting this. I'm I'm canceling my subscription and everything. I didn't right. even want to look at how much I had spent on DoorDash. I was like, dude, this is going you to this is going to like it. scar yeah. my mind. So let me just not even take a fucking look. Just delete yeah. it and just get it out of my mind so I don't think about it and I and it's been great, honestly, for a month. If you ever if you ever think about going back into it, I would use that as a shock of realization and look at the amount before you click buy yeah no i <laughs> because it is outrageous at least for me because like i said i live in the sticks so like delivery fees are like probably quadruple what it usually is for people yeah. so like i was just dumping money because like what was i gonna do i couldn't even go to the grocery store sometimes i would go to the grocery store like once a month and it's not and like social anxiety you... helps anyway like going oh yeah to that as well store yeah yeah that as well is in itself a battle but (laughs) yeah um it's just i don't know there's ways to get around that though like if you don't go to walmart you can go to like a small little local grocery store Mm -hmm. there's like not less people you know makes it a little bit better but yeah no i mean honestly what's changed my life and so i say you know delivery food services i mean like food like quick food that's already there but i got instacart which is and i'm not sponsored by instacart by the way but um any <laughs> grocery service delivery app those are incredible like i use instacart now to i literally just go in my bed and i'll just be like what do i want for like what what meals do i want to make and i just go on there and just click on the fucking items and it's delivered to me within an hour and like that's i'm like dude this is how the modern world works i touch on my phone this fucking glass i make my money from fucking looking at pixels as well and then i use pixels to get my food it's like what is going on like this is this is magical like i am literally just touching exactly what i want and it comes here without me doing a fucking thing and it's been (laughs) amazing and i've actually been learning how to like cook legitimate meals and so that's been really nice too and fulfilling so I'm trying to oh, stick with it. It's very so tough. Fun. Yeah. Cooking's so fun. The only it shit is. part is cleaning up. 
Yeah, that sucks. That's the only downside. That's why it helps if you have somebody like living with you or if you're in a relationship because then you can just be like, okay, well, I cook, so you fucking clean, you know? Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's also a struggle if you live alone is finding balance of not wasting but still having fulfilling meals because I literally last night, and this is actually embarrassing, I fucking hate saying this but i went through my cabinet and i i have a well-stocked pantry you know like nice little cabinet with all of my goods in it and i like to think i keep my house well stocked with food especially for living with one person and so i went in there and i was just like you know, I did some yoga last night and I was just feeling a little OCD. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just started going through my cabinets and I was like, what the fuck? All of this food like expired in 2020, 2021. And you want to know why? I've been ordering out food and just haven't gone through my pantry at all. I haven't even yep. eaten in my fucking house. <laughs> dude so like i went through it last night and i literally have an empty pantry now there's like nothing in there there's like noodles and like cereal <laughs> that's it and like canned stuff I, I, I have a i have one of those big uh cylinders of oats so as like a month ago after i canceled all my things i was like i'm gonna make some o i'm gonna make some oats yeah, this right. wasn't at the point where i was making overnight oats i just want to heat up some and i just looked at the the expiration of his oats that i've had for what feels like maybe just a few months it fucking expired right. like october 2019 yes <laughs> like, yes dude that's i swear to god i just had this feeling i had yeah that's the same feeling i had with all of the shit like yeah. i bought ramen and stuff and i was like i literally just bought this there's no way it's expired <laughs> but like i'm gonna look anyway since like a majority of the shit is expired yeah. and i look 2020 and i'm like hello two years where did it go like yeah. i feel like i just bought this like yep. that's so crazy i had the same realization same realization that's so fucking funny <laughs> i just saw it because it's been on the uh, counter for years and i was like oh yeah. this is still good because i see it every day so like it must still be fresh surely and to, right. be, to be fair i still did eat it because it's just fucking oats but like oats right yeah yeah, it, it, it had it been covered in chocolate, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah, and it, it didn't say expired. Rods. It just said best buy. So that's my copium. I'm like, it's probably fucking fine, right? It's not going to poison me. <laughs> you're just throwing up the night after, and you're like, it's definitely not the oats. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, God, oh. that reminds me of something, but I, that's a whole other tangent if you would like to go over. Yeah, let's do it. Go for again. it. No, 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 go for it. So... Uh, it's actually something I wanted to mention because I did mention earlier about getting vaccinated. And so I don't want people to think I was ever anti-vax because I'm not. 100% I am pro-vax. I just have an insane phobia of needles, especially shots in surgery or blood or anything like that. It's just something that literally, like, it, it kills me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's why it happened recently where I got my first dose yesterday. And I went and they were very nice. The, there was a person, I went to a pharmacy and there was a girl who was a woman, I should say, an older woman who was working. And then there was the uh, person who administered the shot, but he also owned the pharmacy. And so they were so nice to me and everything. And I told them I like didn't want to see it. And I brought my dad because I knew I was going to cry like the little pussy I am. And so <laughs> I'm there with my dad and... 
I'm crying and I'm like on his shoulder and I get the shot and everything and everything's fine and he puts a band-aid on and I'm sitting back and I'm like, oh no, it's happening. This happens to me every single fucking time. It doesn't matter if I go to the dentist, it doesn't matter if I go to the doctor, it doesn't matter anywhere except for like the eye doctor because who's scared of the eye doctor? I mean, maybe you are, I don't know who might say anything, but Every single time I go to the doctor, it happens. It's just as soon as whatever's over with, as soon as my fear is done with, like, and my adrenaline come down just completely shuts my body off. Like, I I could see, like, surgery or something, and I'll, like, be awake for it. I won't immediately pass out or anything. But it's the second that I, like, correlate what it is, I will pass out or throw up or just completely have my body shut down. And so I got the shot. Yeah, right. (laughs) I got the shot. And he was like, are you okay? I was like, I think so. But like, I'm like shaking and like, my body's really cold, but I'm sweating. And so he was like, okay, I'm gonna get you a water comes back with the water. I'm drinking the water. And I'm like trying so hard to take a deep breath, but I can't because I have my mask on and I'm like freaking out and like trapping myself, you know, I'm like scaring myself then because I'm like constricted. And even though you can breathe well through a mask, might I add, masks don't constrict your breathing. I was just suffocating myself. Um, (laughs) I was like freaking myself out and then my full body just shut down. Like I had goosebumps, all of my hairs were standing up, but I was completely drenched with sweat. And like my eyes started fucking rolling. And like my dad like had to pick me up and like take me out of like the shot area and like take me into the waiting room so I wasn't surrounded by all of that stuff so I stopped thinking about it yeah and then he was like sitting there he was like do you need anything I was like I need a trash bin I need a trash bin and he was like what I was like I need a trash bin right now right now right now and he was like as he's running to the counter to like get somebody to get me it I turn around the corner to where the shot thing was and I see a recycling bin and I'm like oh here we go (laughs) this is beautiful right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I just all I ate that morning was a smoothie and so all it was was smoothie and as soon as I threw up I just started immediately full body sweating and the nurse came over and gave me like a wet cold paper towel to like put on my forehead and my neck and everything like that and I took my hoodie off and she gave me uh, smelling salts and she was like okay here and as soon as I hit the smelling salts I was like okay we're gaming now I was completely back and I was like this just sucks every single fucking time it happens and then they gave me a ginger ale, so I was a happy camper at that point. <laughs> I have a I have a few questions about that. First of all, I've Go never on. smelled smelling salts, but my little brother had uh, he's he's in college right now, and he had a roommate that gave it to him, and and his roommate was like, "Hey guys, take a big sniff of this," and he got oh fucked like he, he, he like couldn't like even yeah I it was bad, I, I, but what how I don't that... know what it would be like if you don't need it because I've obviously never done it whenever i didn't need to have like just my senses jolted back but it's just very minty and i'm pretty sure the way because it's like two little capsules but it breaks right in the middle so they snap it underneath your nose so i think some of the spray goes into your nose if i'm i could be completely wrong because i'm always passing out while they're doing it you know Mm -hmm. so i never really look but from what i'm hearing it sounds like something snapping and it smells very minty and it like completely just like i don't know it just like 
it clears my body. Like it just completely makes me stop sweating or cold or anything. And it just like makes me alert and just be like, okay, this isn't real. You know, like I'm smelling this and I'm okay. Yeah. It's weird. It could be just a placebo. Honestly. No, no, no. There's no way. There's no way that, I mean, partially maybe at like a percentage of his placebo, but like there's no way that, okay. So my brother just had like this little container that you just open up and you, sniff it it's just like from oxidation like oh okay yeah so i guess it's not the same thing but the fact that there's just something you sniff and just within in an instant you're just there yeah that's sick it's crazy yeah and it's just like it's now whenever i go to like the dentist because i growing up i never had cavities or anything at all like there was never any issues with my mouth so Mm -hmm. like i was just always fine but then like I said earlier, my gross habit of picking up cigarettes, I also picked up a soda habit at the same time because cigarettes make your mouth taste like shit. So you want something to clear it out and water doesn't really do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I picked up that and then I just never went to the dentist because like you said, you know, like to procrastinate everything yep. on the same yep. way. And so I just never went. And then when I finally went, they were like, okay, you need two root canals and you have like six cavities. Jesus and me, Christ. having a fear of needles or anything i was like oh hell no this is not happening (laughs) so i've slowly tried to work my courage up and i went to two really fucked up dentists (laughs) because my mom had so my mom recently got remarried recently in the past few years and so i was on her old insurance which wasn't such a great insurance plan so at the time we were trying to figure it all out. I was going to shit dentist because I didn't have the best insurance. So whenever she remarried, I got on a really good insurance because it's via my stepdad. And so I now have really good insurance. So I go to a really good dentist. But my first two cavities I ever got filled were fucking by a botched, two botched dentists. Oh, <laughs> One God. of them's out of practice now because they're so bad. And so I have to get those cavities fixed again still, by the way. But, like, last year, I ran out my entire insurance, like, within half the year because I was just constantly going to get... I got a root canal done, and that was, like, 75% of my insurance. And then I got, like, a few cavities filled, and then I couldn't even afford to get a crown or whatever it's called. I think you get a crown on top of a root canal. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think so. You get something on top of a root canal Mm -hmm. after they fix it. But I have a temporary one, and I've had it for... A good two years or something now a year maybe but it's just because my insurance fucking ran out because <laughs> i i'm doing it all in the same year you know and so like um i don't know over time i've tried just so hard to like because a lot of people just say like oh just like make yourself like what's it called uh Oh, God, what's the word? Just, like, you have to see it to get over it. Just, like, immerse yourself with it to get over it. Mm -hmm. Like, shock therapy or some shit I'm trying to come up with. But it's not something my body can just handle. I can't do it. It just, my body shuts down. Regardless how comfortable I am and the, like, situation and environment I'm in, I will just never not pass out you know what i mean (laughs) it's just not something i can do so i got really lucky recently though in the past few years to find a really good dentist and he just like 
he's so nice. And just like every single time I come in, he's like, how are you doing? Like, did you sleep enough? Did you eat today? And like, he'll give me like water or like a granola bar before we start just to like make sure I'm okay. And then he'll give me the shot or whatever the fuck I need, like for all of that. And then he'll give me like, he'll have a smelling salt sitting there waiting. <laughs> just like as soon as I walk in, it's sitting there waiting. He won't show me the needle. He'll count down for me before the needle's going in. He'll rub my gum after because he knows I think it helps. And then he'll leave me for 15 minutes to calm down after with a nurse. And she has like Gatorade and things like that to like up my blood sugar, things like that. So I got really lucky finding a nice nurse and dentist area. But I also went along the route of taking like anti-anxiety medication to get dental work done. Mm -hmm. And it honestly, it did bad, bad shit for me. Really? It did not work. Yeah, it, it kind of depressed me. Honestly, the last time I did it, I was quite fucking low after doing like after taking the pill and everything. It was like the whole week after I just like, didn't feel fucking purpose. Damn. Like I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to leave my bed. And it was literally the pill was the size of half of your pinky nail. Like <laughs> the fact that that's able to do that is like insane. So like that was the second dentist I went to was giving me those pills for mm. it. And so I just like after that, I was just like, okay, I can't obviously shock therapy or whatever the fuck you want to call it myself into this because my body is just going to shut down. I just need to accept that it's going to happen and have everything I need in place to help me after it does, you know, like yeah. have my dad there or have smelling salts or, you know, so I just, I can't do that stuff alone. I just have to go with somebody. It sucks because I'm 23 and I feel like a baby, but <laughs> it just, it is what it is. It's just crazy because a lot of people take the piss out of me, but. Yeah, my people are just different. Like, um, I personally can like, get stuck with a needle and i'm like totally fine but like my dad he gave blood one time and he, just because he felt kind of like the need to because he never really did it and yeah, yeah he got a big ass bruise on his arm and then he passed out and like the kids like oh. it, just any amount of blood i mean i mean he even passed yeah. out like after the fact like just yeah. thinking about blood was taken from there my brother did that yep my brother loves not loves blood but like he loves like house and like Grey's Anatomy and like mm. shows like that like he loves surgery and like knowing like all of that type of aspect of stuff but he got blood taken and he watched it and he passed the fuck out damn so like I'm I'm even the type of person that like not yesterday but the day before whenever i was like waiting to get a shot i was just like sitting there thinking about it and every single time i would think about getting a shot my arm would hurt i'm yeah. the type of person that can literally like materialize like scaring myself yeah. <laughs> and like making it actually hurt like whenever i think about it and so like even one time my brother's girlfriend and I were coming home from a store and she was talking about getting a root canal and she was going into like very vivid detail about it. And I looked at her and I was like, do I look pale? 
And she goes, oh my God, yeah. Are you going to pass out? I was like, yeah, I don't feel good at all. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm about to pass out. And she was like, are you okay? I was like, you're just talking about this very vividly. And I'm also like going to the dentist at the moment, you know, so I'm putting myself in that place. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to pass the fuck out in like her passenger seat while she's driving and she's going to be terrified. Luckily, she was... Uh, a nurse but <laughs> didn't really help that's but convenient. she was driving yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah that's so weird um i hate by the way i hate watching like open surgeries or any dude you, you know what actually oh, i yeah. hate you know what the thing i hate the most of just Go seeing ahead. this is very strange well, i guess it's not that strange but i i wonder if anybody else experiences it you know when dads like throw their kids up in the air and then catch them again like uh, yeah. literally fling their kid up like five feet in the air yeah yeah so Terrifying. i don't know what the fuck i saw at one point but or or maybe i made it up but i was a child and maybe it's just a made-up thought but i because i i can't actually recall ever seeing this but i just had this memory of a dad dropping his kid because of that you know just missing and just kid hits the fucking oh, you could have seen it i had i had something like that growing like a, it's like a obviously it's a realistic fear because it could happen yeah. but like it's just something where you're like where the fuck did i come up with that from <laughs> yeah i i was the same way i watched somehow i came downstairs during the middle of the night and like i thought it was a dream but i like actually like <laughs> lived it you know what i mean yeah. so i went downstairs and i saw my mom was watching house with my brother mm -hmm. and there was an episode about a kid eating sand at like a park and there being like feces like animal feces oh, and this kid was going into like full body shock like like dying and so they had him on like life support and everything like that and like tubes in his body and everything and i just remember going downstairs and looking at it and watching it I was like, oh my god, I'm never going to eat sand. Like, I never <laughs> had the urge to before, but, like, now I'm definitely not going to, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just, like, you have, like, this... You must have seen it somewhere or somebody yeah, or, talking I, about it or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's something... Yeah, for some reason, I think... I don't know. Maybe it hasn't happened, but I just imagine this situation where it did happen. I can almost visualize it. But whenever I see that now, by the way... I have to yeah. look away. I have to leave the fucking vicinity. Like, I, I don't want to yeah. see that. It would scar me to see a child drop from a far yeah. distance because of negligence. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. I get so fucking worked up with that kind of stuff. I have to leave. And that's, like, my little... Again, it almost feels like a traumatization that I had, like, back when I was a child. And it's just, like, continued with me. Yeah, I have that stuff too, but there's like nothing like rooted in it, but that like doesn't like invalidate mm. it, you know what I yeah. mean? Because it's like still like a real fear and like you're allowed to be scared of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other thing I just, I absolutely hate watching people get hurt, like um, like fail videos where people, like people jumping off a diving board and hitting like the base nah. of the, like Jesus, dude, I don't want to see that. My brother's, my older brother loves watching that shit and he used to link me like random reddit posts of somebody like getting seriously fucking hurt i'm like dude or dying that is like off no. limits completely like i do not want to see that shit that make I, makes me depressed 
I'll crease if somebody like trips whenever they're showing off. Like there's this famous like TikTok or whatever the fuck it is, where it's like this girl showing off her outfit and then her foot gets stuck on the cabinet and she falls. Like I'll crease about that shit. Mm -hmm. Like that's just funny to me. But like if somebody's actually hurt and you can tell they're hurt, yeah, like like, hospital, not like yeah, it's not funny to me and it also like makes me woozy to watch because it's just like. Yep, I'm same. such a person to put myself in that position and then like same. feel that pain, you know, and it's just like, uh, couldn't deal with that at all. Same. And so my brother's obsessed with that. Like he loves watching that. He wants to be like my little brother will send him like some video of some guy doing some stupid stunt and it goes fucking wrong. I'm like, dude, why the, oh my God, like don't keep me out of this completely. Yeah, oh, I hate legit. it. But some people are just different people like to like the morbid morbidity morbidity of it or whatever um i know what you're trying to say yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay so we got a couple questions here the duck chris asks favorite cheese and furry wall asks do you shampoo your eyebrows favorite cheese that's a question i've never been asked um havarti (laughs) if you've never had havarti i would try havarti it's very havarti Havarti, yeah. Huh. That's actually so funny because remember I said this is such a callback. Uh, it's Pajama Sam. Yeah. There's a little mini game in it where you pay you play uh, tic tac toe with cheese and crackers, mm-hmm. and one of the cheeses is Havarti. <laughs> it's so weird that I just thought of that, but there you go, Havarti. I would say. I I think. Um, I, I was just okay. gonna say uh, I think my favorite cheese is smoked Gouda. You ever had that? yeah that shit i love the smokiness of cheese where it has that smoke flavor i fucking love yeah. that and the other I'm cheese i'm a big fan Go ahead. the other cheese i like is mozzarella or uh, not mozzarella parmesan i love parmesan cheese like the not the super uh crumbly ones but like the ones that are just like yeah. shredded i love that. yeah i'm fuck what was i gonna say shit what did you just say was it a cheese you were gonna look for I, there was a second topic which was do you shampoo your eyebrows i don't know if you were gonna continue on no that. it wasn't that one yet <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say something oh i'm a big fan of like a uh a cheesing crackers meat board to like start yeah. a, a meal you know at like a family event you know so my mom's really big on that so i'm glad she is you know what's really good is those like those platters but then those little grape tomatoes on it i didn't realize how much like more i don't it just it gives it another kick to it like you put your cracker put your cheese put your little meat or whatever and then you put a little tomato on it and you just eat it it's like oh it's so good i love tomatoes though i've never been a big tomato person like i've always liked cooked tomatoes Mm -hmm. but Growing up, my dad would eat, like, he would grow tomatoes and just, like, slice them and dip them in salt and pepper and just eat them, like, raw, you know? Like, yeah. so I've never, I've never been like that. Like, whenever I was little, I really just went with what my mom liked. And my mom never really liked tomatoes or Brussels sprouts or anything like that. Yeah. So I just kind of went along with it. But in my older years, like, now if there's tomatoes on something i'm not gonna pick it off you know i'm just gonna fucking eat it because <laughs> it is what it is um but i don't know i i want to get into liking things like that and liking raw onion and oh i love things like onions. that but 
I yeah, love onions. Yeah, I'm just not a raw onion person. I love cooked onions, but raw onions just aren't doing it for me. Let me just also say that I, it's not like I can just eat, eat any tomato. I'm very picky when it comes to produce. Like, I want what looks the best. I don't want some bruised-ass right. tomato or a tomato that, like, looks like it's kind of, I don't know, uh, wilting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, right. that's bad. Even though it's not quite bad yet, it's like, okay, I I want good stuff. I'm that way with fruit. Like, I Same. will pay extra for organic uh, bananas and organic um, apples and oranges because I actually notice a difference. Like, they are so fucking good. I went through, like, a year of only eating oranges. I'm not kidding. Whenever I said I, like, ate oranges five times a day, yeah. like, five oranges a day for, like, a good year. Dude. It's probably why my stomach is so acid, but <laughs> so, <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> okay, you brought up oranges. Um, I love yeah. cutie clementines. I love those like bags of just a bunch of cuties. And oh, I had a weird experience. I used to stash those. Oh, yeah? No, no. Like, yeah. literally, I could just grab like five of them and just like peel them. Right. And, just eat them. And, and I had this weird moment um, a couple months. Maybe it was just a month ago, actually, because I, I got them delivered. And... I did a little bit of yoga beforehand and I just looked at right. the I looked at the orange and it was like in the light. It was like in the sunlight. And I'm like, dude. Isn't it crazy? I'm like, dude, there is a fucking just completely grown naturally. This beautiful work of it's art. Perfectly it's perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> I know. It's insane, I'm isn't like... it? I think about that shit all the time. Whenever I, I see a kiwi, it blows <laughs> my fucking mind. I'm like, how the hell? Or like a dragon fruit? You're yes. like, what? They're insane. Dude, I peeled this cutie and I just picked off a little teeny piece of it. You know, just the little. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, how many How many slices are there? Like 10 or 8? I think there's might be. Uh, I guess it depends. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, just, I picked one of the things. And I just looked at it in the light and just like you could see the little like veins and like the little packets of juice. Because you can like tear yes. open the skin slightly and you could see the yes, little and there's beads. no juice. Yeah, yeah there's like, no juice until you pop it. It's mad. I know. It's this is so such amazing. a yoga conversation. <laughs> Dude, by the way. People that are just not into <laughs> yoga are just sitting here and being like, shut the fuck up. It's an orange. Nobody cares. I know. But <laughs> you start thinking very deeply about things. And I, I remember looking at this. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Why why would I have ever chosen a piece of candy over this? Like, this is actual goodness. Like, this is good for me. It's delicious as shit. It's amazing to look at. And it's completely, like, just natural. Good triggers. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why the hell would I ever choose anything different? I was in this weird trance about the whole thing. I'm like, I am obsessed with natural whole, whole foods now these are beautiful like these are beautiful yeah. it was weird yeah. <laughs> but yeah In i fucking love way. oranges if you go to like have you ever been to like a trader joe's or like a whole foods yeah yeah we actually it's so expensive but like their shit is so fucking good mm -hmm. <laughs> it shows that it's organic you know apparently trader joe's doesn't deliver that's what i heard we got a, a trader joe's somewhat close by I... just recently I think they do via Amazon delivery. Do you know what that is? I've never used it before, but supposedly Amazon has like a delivery service for groceries. Okay. I so, thought, well, I know they do uh, Whole Foods Market because that's kind of owned by Amazon, I believe. But Trader oh, Joe's isn't, is it? 
Maybe I'm thinking of Whole Foods then. Yeah. I could be. But I thought Trader Joe's, but that's dumb that they don't. But, but I guess it's just, like you said, the ownership. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it's... I, again, I don't fucking know, but I think I read somewhere that Trader Joe's is trying to keep everything, like, trying to benefit their employees as much as possible, not trying to expand, like, crazily and lose that. Oh, that's that. good, then. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Of course, that's a respectable business model, but again, you're not going right. to receive infinite capitalistic growth from it, but I respect it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've been to Trader Joe's a few times. I grew up in Oregon, and they were everywhere, so like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. For me, it's not like very common. Like, So I used to be vegan. I was also vegetarian for longer than I was vegan because... Mm -hmm. God, it was hard to be vegan. <laughs> um, shout out any vegans, you are much stronger than I. Um, but I, I love the like thought behind it and the cause of it, so I 100% support it. It's just something with my diet, I can't like withhold and do it healthily. And so yeah. whenever I tried being where I live in the sticks and things like that, like organic food or vegan food or uh not a paleo food or just any sh type of shit like that is like new here it's like a new discovery it's like holy shit like there's new type of food that's crazy meanwhile in california it's been around for like what five six seven years you know yeah. like every place has a vegan option to it here it's like shocking if it does so whenever i tried it like years and years ago whenever i was in high school i didn't do it the right way and i'm pretty sure i don't know if this is realistic but i'm pretty sure i shrunk my stomach because i just wasn't eating anything but pasta and <laughs> bread and like things like just lettuce and my stomach having a stomach disease my stomach doesn't digest lettuce so i wasn't getting anything nutritional oh, out God. of it at yeah. all yeah so whenever i started smoking marijuana and things like that um, I just like found out that like, okay, you're able to eat whatever you want, but if you eat, I don't know, fucking two medium pizzas that have pepperoni on them, you're going to have the consequence of still being sick. So within restriction, you can eat what you want. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I'll treat myself and be like, okay, you can have like a ramen, even though I know it's full of sodium and stuff that's going to make me sick and gluten and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, you can have this, but, like, your stomach's going to hurt later, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, now I just, like, smoke so that I'm able to, like, have, like, a, a piece of toast or a smoothie and not get sick and just be able to have, like, the nutrients in my stomach and be absorbed and things like that, so. Yeah. yeah my sister was also vegetarian and vegan. She's still vegan, actually. Um, Well, she's married and her her husband and her kid are all vegans and uh it's cool and it's really popular nowadays in some areas where it's like yeah just there's a bunch of vegan restaurants that'll cater toward it and before that I right. mean, you'll never find them 15 years ago you would have never fucking found one exactly the, the availability is what i think is key and also at the moment i think the issue for a lot of people and why they don't choose organic or all natural or cage free or whatever the case may be is the price and that's because it's so it's such a niche market still as yep. much as it's now like bigger than it used to be it's still such a niche market where things like that are expensive for them to like produce 
So they have to up price it to keep up with it and actually make money, you know? So I think a lot of people are turned off by the pricing of it, but it's also if we all support it and we stop supporting just shit that makes us sick and just kills our body, then that will go away and the organic will be the normal and then it'll be the normal price, you know? (laughs) So it's just like, it's all or nothing though. So like, it's hard, obviously it's never going to happen. It's like asking for world peace, but, and we would all like it, but is it realistic? You know? (laughs) Uh, Have you ever watched Mad Men? No. So it's just the show that's based on like in the 1960s and it's like this guy that's he's like the head of an ad agency and stuff and they you know are clearly trying to produce propaganda and stuff about certain things but one of the things that you notice instantly off watching the show is that everyone smokes cigarettes because it's the fucking 19 it's literally 1960 and uh, right. and there was just no fucking health information on it and there was but it was just like basically covered up you know like everyone does it like shut right. the fuck up don't don't destroy this agenda so it'd be funny to see like i mean you you've seen those pictures on twitter where you see like this is what the fuck like, this is a, this is what a kfc meal was back in 2000 just this is fucking oh, yeah, lo- like, like milk and eggs and no no yeah, no, 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 no 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 i'm talking i'm talking like those kfc meals where it's like a 44 ounce fucking soda with like six pieces of fucking chicken toast and like all this shit and it's like <laughs> it's like yeah that was kind of seen as like cool i mean like normal and when when i was a kid it was cool and popular to go to a circle k and get a 40 uh, no no no. i take it back it was a 64 ounce slushy 60 yeah, fucking four. i'm like dude that is even a- think about it in current time like people on fucking youtube that are doing like 600 chicken nugget oh, challenges God. just because like they can yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy like mukbangs like do you think like yeah. people need that amount of food <laughs> like surely it makes them sick and everything but they do it because it's there's an appeal to it you know what i mean and Mm. it's kind of crazy that especially in america we idolize that type of shit like that i think there's a place called the heart attack heart attack grill i think it's in like las vegas (laughs) heart attack grill jesus christ and if you you weigh yeah if you weigh over like 500 pounds i think you eat for free and they have like (laughs) yeah they have a food challenge that is like 35 patties or 30 patties or something i could just be pissing in the dark i don't know exact numbers but it's a big ass burger like imagine a burger that like can't stand up by itself like you have to hold it up yeah and so if you eat all of that within a certain time frame and fries i think in a milkshake or something it's like an $85 meal and you eat for free for the rest of your life or something. What There's the some type fuck? of appeal to it. And I, it's just like people train for that. Like that's actually people's jobs. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, Eating I, is people's jobs. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the beauty of the internet is that you can basically yeah. – uh, You can go an, down Capitalize any path you anything. want. Yeah, anything. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, was, I was thinking the way I was – taking it is like imagine in i don't know 500 years if the world's fucking still here and not totally they look new. back at our meals now being like what the fuck yeah they're like they're like yeah and i even imagine that okay my sister's vegan and so we've talked and so i sort of have a different mindset but 
she even yeah. brought up like well i guess i brought this up to myself was just like imagine 500 years from now they realize how like how fucking carnal we were to just eat animals and shit like and then they're right. they have they're in an, an enlightened state and they're like what the fuck were they doing back then like fucking cavemen like or just something it doesn't have to be that but i'm just imagining anything like they didn't know that i don't know I, I'm just that trying you to figure something. Shouldn't look at computers. Yeah, like they didn't know you weren't or... supposed to stare at your computer, or like the the five yeah, G like... was killing you, or whatever. Yeah, now or this, that, now this like cars shouldn't hover, so like yeah, or that they should hover, so we don't hit potholes and stuff like that. It's yep. crazy. That's what I was talking about before. Whenever I said it's hard to envision what's after this, because you're yeah. just like, well, what are they gonna think of us now? Because even like we're living history. Like think about yeah. it. Like. We've yeah. had the first black president. We've had a crazy years, few past years, but like politically, there's yep. so much war and so much separation at the moment. We're literally living history. Like, it's crazy to think like, I don't know if you're planning on having kids or anybody who's watching this is planning on having kids, but it's crazy to think that right now, even with the COVID and everything like that, we are living history. This will be in history books. Like, we've read about like the Boston Tea Party and things like that and wars and as crazy as it is to like think about and as much as you obviously have compassion for those people who put their lives on the line to bring us to where we are now it's also you think about now and just be like I am actually an active part of this you know what I mean like even if you attend like a riot for police brutality or anything like that like you are an active part of history. And it's crazy to think, like, if you have kids someday, like, they will be taught exactly what we went through, along with the Boston Tea Party and things like that. But I feel like these are not easier concepts to grasp, but, like, the idea of shooting a, a gun where you needed to load in gunpowder and it takes 45 seconds in between shots is kind of hard for us to picture us as right now. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, yeah. our kids looking back and seeing crazy fucking things that are happening in our history that are able to, like, still happen now. Not that history obviously repeats itself, so things could still happen from the past. But it's crazy to think about that it's, like, easier to conceptualize and just be like, holy shit, like, we are living exactly what the future generation is going to learn about. And, like, we can actually have an impact on it if we try hard enough. Yeah. I was also thinking that that's another point is, like, I try not to rely too much. Now, there is a lot of history we can learn from. I'm not right. saying that. But, like, the sort of views where there are kind of ancient views on things. Like uh -huh. I've kind of, uh, I, I don't know, I, I kind of uh, not, like, worry about it. But I'm more cognizant of it, of just, like, okay we are humans we're not fucking perfect we all have our own like imperfections and stuff and like clearly you know people back in the day were just human like there's no this is the thing i always right. kind of relate it to is like no human has ever lived for more than like 120 years like 
we are all relatively babies, you know, and then we die. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. how the, well, first of all, it's fucking insanely impressive how we've built the society with right. just people that only live to be, I'm even going to just say the average age. I mean, just like, let's just say 70. It's like people only live to be 70 yeah. and somehow we've created the civilization. Like that's insane. But, but you also have to remember that nobody's fucking perfect and nobody's learned everything. So you can't, like there's no exactly. individual you can just trust, which is also sort of beautiful in a way because it makes it seem like anything is possible. Yeah, like there's so much yeah. optimism about like the future. To I don't know. Right. I think it's just like also it's really important because I think like our documentation of history and everything of realizing that history does repeat itself regardless if it's not in the same way as yeah. in some shape or form. You know what I mean? Yeah, like human so... tendencies and stuff. Yeah. So I think like looking back on, like you said, like ancient views and things like that, we have to put it into perspective. Well, they didn't have the issues of social media. So there wasn't like online bullying or harassment. Yeah. So they didn't even have to conceptualize that. They didn't even know that that was the thing. Like how we don't know what the future has of like VR being a reality or hovering cars or whatever the fuck it may be. Yeah. Like they had no idea of what the hell the internet was. So they didn't have those type of issues. They had issues of property, who owns what, whoever has the most property has the most power. Also other shit like fucking racism, things like that, that were just, that were their issues, you know? Yep. And not to like push those down at all because those are major, major fucking issues. And it's just like now I feel like there's so many different aspects to things that we've somehow added on to aspects of life you know mm -hmm. so it's it's harder to think about like oh like fuck the ancient views even though they're garbage most of them you know yep. <laughs> it's just like it's easy to also empathize with them and just be like okay well they only had like these few views of things because that's what life was at the time and that's yeah. what they had to recognize and things like that and i'm glad since like you said since life is so short there's documentation of this stuff so that the people who then come after can shut down those shit views like racism and stop it and yep. so even though it hasn't completely stopped we are still as a society able to view back because of documentation and things like that view back and be like okay this is still wrong this is still an issue in our society so let's fucking address it by calling it out and now that we have social media and things like that it's so much not easier but we have more tools at our accessibility to vocalize things and vocalize our views and show issues in multiple different ways so i think it's not easier for us now but Looking back, I feel like there's a lot more physical documentation now for our future, whatever, whatever comes after us to look back on and be like, okay, these are issues. These are documented issues. Let's not continue them. Because in the same way, like how you, we talked about religion a bit earlier and said like, okay, if we ever have kids or anything like that, like we don't want to push that on them because we don't want to make them feel like they're not like correlating with us or making us prideful by not believing in what we believe in, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just viewing that as just like, okay, in the future, let's not continue this trauma or let's not continue pushing this agenda. Let's try to shut this down. So I think documentation is key to history repeating itself because it just will always continuously come back up if 
the situation isn't addressed and it's shut down, you know? Yeah. Kind yeah. It's like, okay, so do you ever have this feeling where it's like the feeling of missing out? Like you, you kind of missed out on, I don't know, just any sort of social media or like you missed out on being a YouTuber back when like it was probably a lot easier to grow or like you like, man, I could have been a streamer or I could have done this or I could have invested in this fucking thing. Like, do you ever get that? So for me, it's more in the fact of like, as a kid, I wish I pushed myself to have hobbies more. Mm -hmm. So now as an adult, I would have something to fall back on, you know, because as a kid, I was a big quitter. <laughs> so like in uh, soccer or anything like that, I had earrings and, you know, I'm terrified of needles and everything like that. So I never wanted to take my earrings out because then there's a the chance of them closing and me having to get them re-pierced and I didn't want to and was scared. So I would always tape them up, but some refs wouldn't allow it. So I'd always have to sit out. So eventually I just quit soccer. And with dance, I fell on my Heelys <laughs> outside of JCPenney one time and I almost fractured my tailbone. There Jesus. was a small little fracture in my tailbone. They said it would heal, but I fucking doubt that because my tailbone still hurts. Um, but after that, it was dancing was really hard because it just hurt all the time. I used to do tap, jazz, ballet, and uh, for a bit I did hip hop. Wow. And now it's just like, I, I stopped doing that. I used to play with the flute. I used to play the ukulele. I used to like just do a bunch of stuff. I used to be really into art and pottery and things like that. But now as an adult, the only hobby I've really picked up on in the past fucking, God, eight years probably is plants. I just picked up plants recently within the past year-ish during a quarantine and stuff. And I was just able to find peace in my social anxiety of being able to go to plant stores because like the only people there are old grandmas you know what i'm saying yeah. like <laughs> no old grandma is gonna frisk me up maybe she will but i could probably beat her ass you know <laughs> you know so i wanted to just briefly interject do you okay are there fred meyers where you are uh, i've been to one okay. i don't want to say for doxing reasons yeah. but i've been to one so fred myers <laughs> um they're all over oregon and stuff and i just remember when you said like a flower place i just yeah. there's a there's a gardening section of fred myers generally oh, okay and, walk, and i can just totally imagine i can like pinpoint the smell right now sitting here oh of yeah. when i was a five-year-old walking right behind my mom when she's pushing a cart getting like seeds and plants and shit <laughs> i could totally just remember that smell yeah. yeah it's so good as well because like i don't know the yeah the nursery that i went to growing up with my dad because like i said he would grow tomatoes and things like that so we would always go to nurseries growing up so it was like a it was like a re-tapped in like childhood memory you know mm -hmm. And it was just like living it as an adult where now I have the funds to be able to like support myself doing it. And so I got really into like just learning about it and like devoting something that like needed me, you know, yeah. as silly as it sounds, it's a plant. It's not like a human, you know, but it was like, okay, this plant is going to die if I don't water it. And if I don't find out the soil it needs, or if I don't find out the nutrients it needs, it's going to die. And so it actually, a big part of it that started it was my grandma passing away and my grandfather also passing away during quarantine. And 
I, they went through their house and everything like that. And my grandma had a big bay window. And I remember always going there growing up. You remember, cause I played the RuneScape in their basement and my brother would play at home. And I would always go there and I was always looking at her plants and she had an African violet. And she said, don't touch it. I know it looks furry, but if you touch it, like the plant will die because it picks up your oils on your fingers. So I remember always being so cautious, even though I wanted to touch it. And I remember one time I touched the leaf and it died. Wow. And she goes, Nicole, did you touch it? And I was like, oh, I just wanted to feel it. And it was like so furry and soft, wow. you know? And she was like, I told you if you touch it, it's going to die. And so from there on out, I would just always admire her plants, but I would never touch them. What and a so delicate whenever... plant. Wow. I know, right? They're very, very, like, I don't know. They're very fickle plants because you have to bottom water them as well because if you get water on their leaves, they die as well. Jesus. So you have to water them from the bottom so that the soil sucks up the water, you know? That's insane. Um, Yeah, they even have special pots for African violets, everything. It's crazy. Um, But after they both passed away and they sold the house and everything, they were getting rid of all the stuff. And um, my aunt got most of the plants, obviously. And she was like, Nicole, do you want like one of grandma's plants? Because you would always like look at them when you were little. And I was like, yeah, could I have an African violet, please? Because I remember that story. And so whenever I got it, I obviously didn't know anything about plants. And I didn't know you had to bottom water it. So I ended up killing the entire plant except for one leaf. And I took that leaf and I put it in water and it grew roots out of the bottom of it. And now I have a completely new plant, but it's still her plant, you know? That's insane. And so like, yeah, after I did that, I was like, okay, I really enjoyed this because that was so scary and I almost lost my grandma's plant, you know? Like my one little piece that I have of her, I have a bunch of her jewelry and everything like that, a bunch of memories and stuff, but the plant was really important to me. And so I was like, okay, so if I do this and that was really fun and like, it was scary, but it was fun to be able to remake a plant. I want to do this a lot. So I just completely immersed myself, YouTube, plant stuff, look up soil. I would go on Etsy all the time and (laughs) buy exotic plants. I actually have a really bougie plant, not to flex, but I'm actually going to sell it coming up because sis needs to pay her rent. (laughs) But... I, I I just completely immersed myself in it and was so fun for such a long time. And then I just like hit a little depression and just like, and then it was just like an issue. You know, you have to wake up and you have to go water everything. Otherwise they're all going to die and you don't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. And it's just like something that was so fun is now such a task. And it's just like, it sucks, but at least I have my one plant, you know, for my grandma and I have more and I can sell them and I won't like lose out that much money. So mm-hmm. fuck it. And I had my fun with it. So, but that as a hobby is, yeah. Is that like, all it's hard to find. Is that like something that's beneficial though to like, if you do have a tendency to like, just have these depressive episodes to have something like have plants and stuff that keep that wake you up almost like i need to take care of these like i wonder if that's almost like therapeutic and like a hundred percent i would say because i had a routine before i started into my plant journey where i would just wake up go on my pc watch a stream sit around smoke some weed you know do my dishes maybe do some laundry maybe and then i would just go live and that would be my day 
and that's it, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> so whenever I started getting into plants, I would wake up and be like, all right, let's get a routine. I'm going to say hi to everybody in my discord and message a few people. And then I'm going to fly in my plant room. And then I would go in my plant room and be like, okay, this needs water. This doesn't need water. This needs repotted. And then it would be two hours later. And I would be like, so happy because I just did a bunch of shit and all my plants look good and they're all healthy, you know, and I've put my effort into something and I've made all these things better. And so it's really, really beneficial a hundred percent. But not to be a downer or anything, but I also had a hedgehog in the same room. I've always, I've had a hedgehog for six years, I think, mm -hmm. seven years. And um, he was a gift. And so he's been with me through fucking everything. Living at home, living with my ex, then moving out and living at this new place. He's been with me everywhere. And so he, I kept him in the same room as my plants because I have Mimi, my cat. So she can't be around certain plants because they're toxic. So I keep them in that room because I have a three bedroom place. So I just keep it away. I have an office and a bedroom. And so I always keep that door closed. So I put Gucci, and his name is Gucci, put Gucci in there and with my plants. And it, he also needed like 65 degrees in there at all times or 70. So I would keep it like up there for my plants as well. And so whenever he started going and having health issues it was i had to go in the same room as him and my plants and then it was i'm obviously going to give my energy to this living being who needs me for everything to eat to drink to go to the bathroom to take a bath everything and so it was this needs my attention fuck the plants you know what i'm saying yeah so it like came to a point where it's a choice and i was like okay well fuck my plants and then I would go in there every single day and I would obviously be upset because I had to take care of Gucci, who wasn't doing good. Not upset that I had to take care of him, but upset he wasn't doing good. And then I would see my plants also dying. And I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm dying inside. Gucci's not doing well. And also my plants are dying. And it's just like, everything's falling apart, you know? So yeah. that's when it started becoming such a task. And so after Gucci passed away, I was able to get back into my plants and everything like that, but they still don't hold the same value to me. And I think it's because it's in that same room still. Yeah. So it's just like, I attach that mental thing to it. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just hard for me to get over that, which is like why I'm like, okay, I need to sell these plants to somebody who is going to enjoy them, you know? Cause it did bring a ton of joy to me and I would love to get back into them someday. But at the moment, it's just not where my mental is. Yeah. I'm obviously going to keep my grandma's plant forever, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit, yeah, it, I guess it depends. It's but I think how all of that stemmed from you asking me if I ever regret not doing anything. <laughs> and that was supposed to go in a different direction, I feel like. Oh, I'm, God. <laughs> no, no, but I love, like, I love just seeing where things go. I mean, there right. was no chosen path for it to go down. I was, right. well, first I just want to say, like, um, it's weird that now I've gotten older, I sort of appreciate plants. I, dude, a decade ago, I would have never understood why somebody would care about plants. I was just like, what? Like, it's a fucking plant. Like, who cares? But now yeah, I see, same. I see things as more like, I don't know. There's like beauty and everything, and like that. I don't know. And I also see how humans are like 
that we're like all like connected like we're like we're from the earth like everything's from the earth you know that's and so crazy you say that i was just watching a video literally yesterday because i wasn't feeling so good after my job and yeah. i was watching a video and it was talking about how like i don't know how i i don't i'm not that edu educated on this subject but like orion and all of that and how we all come from the earth and how we're all just separate pieces and whenever we realize that we come from the same thing is whenever we'll find unity and find peace within being with each other instead of diversion and keeping yeah. each other apart and things like that and it's crazy to think about because like like i don't know how much you believe in like horoscopes and stuff like that like obviously some of them are just shitting in the dark and like obviously you can apply it to every aspect of everybody's life and it's going to correlate you know in some type yeah. of sense but star signs and stuff like that just we have to there has to be a reason it correlates and like the moon fucking determines the waves and things like that. Like everything has a correlation. I, even yeah. I was watching a video of the the pyramids and if you take the circumference and the height of it or some, some type of measurement and you multiply it by the same amount, it gives you the mass of the world, like of the earth. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's just like, how the fuck did Egyptians or whoever made the pyramids know that and everything's correlated? And it's just crazy to think about, like, in a situation like that. It's wild. It's, and like you said, with me, I was yeah. never like that as well. It was something that's very recent and just, mm -hmm. like, as an adult, I've realized it. It's just cool. I like, I like, I don't like feeling older, which is why now, because I've just been young my entire life, now I'm realizing, okay, I actually do get old, surprisingly. I thought i would just stay young that for my entire life but right i can f see myself like dude i jeez. i think the first time i took a good look at myself in the mirror was probably a year ago where like i had like a and i was just completely sober just looking at myself in the mirror in the morning i'm like holy fuck like i look like my old uncles like i'm just getting that resemblance of like being an old man and of course, I hadn't showered or anything. I didn't have my hair was just messy. But I'm like, fuck, this is not <laughs> like I am actually getting older. And so now I can start appreciating things a little bit more. And I think right. besides the actual degradation of your body over time, the wisdom and like the things you've yeah. learned and the things that you start believing and not caring about what other people think is amazing. Right. And it's so fucking beautiful. I think it's super important in any type of personal growth to understand like things in a different type of light and try to not, if you judge everything on your first reaction, if you take everything it, like as an understanding with your first reaction or your first thought process through it, you're never going to grow. Yeah. You know, you have to, I've learned what I can control is not other people. What I can control is my reaction to things. Yeah. If I choose to give somebody a crazy reaction and I look like an asshole, that's on me. You know, I can control that. I can say like, okay, I'm not going to have a good talk about this i can't come to a good mindset about this right now let me walk away from it and come back to it whenever i fully thought through what i want to say mm -hmm. and how i feel about a situation and i feel like that's a major part of growing up and i don't even mean that in the 
oh, you're immature, grow the fuck up type of way. I mean it in the way of personal growth and how you're able to not even, I mean, like, because I've had the same realization. Whenever I turned 23, I sat back and I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm 23? What the fuck? Like, I know 23 is young, but, like, I I am mentally, like, I'm 16, you know? (laughs) Like, I I still feel young. Yeah, and you're just, like, sitting back, you're like, holy shit, I was 16 fucking seven years ago? That's wild. Like, Mm -hmm. that is a, a quarter of my life ago almost. And it's just, like that's not good math holy shit um <laughs> it's just like i don't know it makes you realize that like not everything is the surface level yeah everything has a deeper meaning if somebody is attacking you and you don't feel like you've done something wrong it's not an issue within yourself they're probably battling something way deeper yeah. and way bigger than what you could understand and obviously it's not your fault because how are you supposed to know that with no prior that like knowledge of it but it also makes you sit back and realize okay i don't need to jump on people whenever they first come at me with something that i don't understand like that maybe they're going through something maybe i ask them hey are do you have something going on do you want to talk about it like are you just deflecting your anger onto me because like i don't think i deserve this and i think also finding out self-worth and what you deserve is something really important as an adult as well because you start making these boundaries and you start realizing, okay, this person's treating me like shit. As much as I value their friendship, I've told them multiple times I'm not okay with them doing this. They're still doing it. They obviously don't respect my boundaries. I can't have them in my life at the moment, you Mm -hmm. know? And I'm such a person that feels bad because I'm like, oh my God, like maybe I could help them, you know? (laughs) Or maybe they just need me right now and that's why they're acting the way that they are. But I think boundaries are really important as an adult to understand and not fault yourself for it and be like, oh, I'm such a piece of shit for not helping this person. If you're not mentally in a place to be healthy enough to allow somebody to vent to you and it's going to actually affect you negatively, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I can't do this right now. I'm very sorry. Like here are some uh, like places where you could go and vent and they'll healthily help you. And that's why I have like a mental health section in my discord because I know a lot of people struggle and I know life isn't easy at all. (laughs) I like to think that regardless of what I've been through and I think at 23, I've been through quite a lot. It's not really something I obviously go into specific about, but I like to think that through it all, I've obviously had bitter moments being like, why the hell did this happen to me? I don't deserve this. Like what, why, why am I living the life that I am? But through streaming i feel i've found a type of purpose and i've realized okay it doesn't have to be on surface level there are so many different aspects to understanding a person or understanding a situation and if you just allow yourself to have the control of knowing you control your reaction to things it's super empowering because you sit back and you say like oh somebody's trolling me right now okay I have the choice. Do I react to this? And I know it's easier said than done because people do get under your skin. But it's it's that power of knowing, okay, even like you said, the power of being like the, the host of this and not a guest on it. It just like gives you that sense of being like, okay, I have control of my own emotions. Yep. And I feel like once you've realized that, it's stupid empowering. It allows you to do so much shit that you didn't think you were capable of. Yeah, yeah. And just to 
kind of go on that, like how incredible it is to be a human being. Like you have so much power, but it's so hard to see it, especially if you've built up these habits and these walls and these like, like this mental state of like, I'm a piece of shit or like, I don't deserve anything. I'm like weak willed. I'm everything like I've gone through that personally where I just see myself. I'm like, like, you know, you have these like just horrible thoughts about yourself and, but there like actually is like a light at the end of a tunnel, you know, like there, there is something to like yeah. really look forward to, but it, it does take some effort and some concentration and like potentially meta meditation and stuff like that to like really discover yourself and be like, wow, I am a living animal on a goddamn planet in the middle of the fucking universe and I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like I can literally like it's just insane. Like you are literally in a video game, it feels like. You're just like you like you have oh, endless potential. Theory. Yeah, like yeah. I mean simulation even simulation theory is a whole other whole <laughs> that I, oh my god. Not to go into the simulation <laughs> theory, but just the fact yeah. that you know that you're alive and you're a human. Like bro, you were literally made from the earth. Like it's there's something empowering in the idea of waking up every day and knowing that you woke up. And it's something yeah. so crazy, like minor that a lot of people obviously take for granted because it's something you do almost every single day until you're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something so empowering of just waking up. And it's just like, even if we go back to like terrifying fears and things like that of being out in public, it's just like, I'm not in captivity, thank God. Yeah. I have the choice of doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, yeah. if I want to sit butt-ass naked on my the fucking dining room table, I can, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, not that I'm going to, but I could if I wanted to because I have the freedom of living alone. And it's just, like, it's so easy, though, like you said, to get down on yourself because I find that it's obviously 8,000 times easier to be miserable than it is happy because you have so many disadvantages being thrown at you in life every single day so many obstacles where it's just easy to be like fuck like this shit's difficult you know what i mean but then like in the same aspect it's also easy to sit back and wake up and be like holy shit like i i did the bare minimum even of just waking up but at least i fucking did it you know what i mean like i I made it through all of this shit and you can sit back and think about all the bad things or all the good things in your life that you've gone through and you think like, damn, I'm still here, you know? I'm still doing this shit. I'm still able to get through it on the worst days where I couldn't even fathom getting through it. I got through it. Yeah. And so I think it's there's something stupid empowering with that as well. I keep saying empowering because I think it actually is. Once you recognize that it is something that you're capable of having, you're allowed to be happy, you can be happy. I think it's something that just like once it's attached it's like a little leech a good leech should i say (laughs) once it's attached it's just like you you need to apply it to every aspect of life and because it's something that you actively have to work on because being happy is a lot harder than it is to be miserable yep yeah it's crazy life is wild it really is because like it's happening right now in front of my eyes. Like I'm, I'm alive. Like, yep. but what was I before? What was I 27 years ago? I don't know. I wasn't Crazy, here. About, just I wasn't still. 
Yeah. It's like just a thought. Yeah, like <laughs> that's insane to me that I'm just alive right now and that it ends at some point and we don't know what happens. Like that's nuts. Yeah, that's I literally have that existential crisis all the time. I just think about like Yeah. But it's like beautiful least, in a way. Like I used to sort yeah. of be scared of it, but it's like whatever happens happens. I mean, it's like you're not even going to know any better. It's just like whatever. It's just like make your impact while you're here yeah. and do it as good as you can. And that's why I feel like like you and I both are so privileged to be able to give a platform or to be given a platform, sorry. Yeah. And just be able to know that we're allowed to speak about our opinions. You know, like yep. that's such yep. a privilege that not like some countries don't even have that privilege. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if they even speak ill of their government, like if they were to even talk shit about Donald Trump, say their type of Donald Trump, yep. they people would be at their house and they would be taken from their house, gone, just yep. like that, just disappear. We literally are so privileged in the fact of being able to say this right now, us sitting here talking is a privilege, you know, oh, like... Yeah. Us even being able to speak is a privilege. And, it's crazy. And think of this. It's completely free, basically. Yeah. I mean, besides, like, maybe a, a internet. But it's, like... Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, we're just free to do it. It's, like, unbelievable. And I, yeah. I have to just say, we are fucking lucky. We are so yeah. lucky. Based Just mm -hmm. think of all the... Besides looking at the future, look at the past and look at, like, today, like... I could not have asked for anything better. Like I have like the best yeah. RNG of all time. Like, yeah, bruh, <laughs> this, this, like, my life could have just been so much shittier, so much oh, fucking yeah. shittier. If I just grew up in like the 1600s as like a farmer that has no education, I just die in my twenties oh, yeah. because of some fucking illness that there's no cure for. Yeah. Like, God yeah. damn. <laughs> it's like, it's also cause I mean, like, you have to think back then as well. They also didn't have the issues that we have of like police brutality or anything mm -hmm. like that. So like we obviously face different issues yep. and like I wouldn't say our society is key at all. I think you would agree with that. We obviously The comforts have we enjoy growth. is insane though. Yes. As, yes. As the Americans especially. luxuries. Yeah. Yep. The luxuries that we are given and we have the uh the privilege of some of us, obviously not all of us have for privilege of internet or even electricity or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to diminish that, but it's just like the, the opportunities we're given are insane. Yeah. And it's just like, once we capitalize on those opportunities and we full force go for them, it's crazy what can come of it. It's something that you never imagined. Like, being a job like us like creating content and playing runescape something that we were both doing anyway you know yeah. what i mean and making nothing off of it and now we're able to not only make something off of it but grow a community of people that we enjoy spending time with and yeah. have the same likes and we can banter with each other and joke and just kind of zone out from life for a little bit you know yep it's crazy the yeah. privilege that we've been given as being platformed. I think about it all the time. Not, I'll be honest, recently, like with my headspace, like you said, it's really easy to zone in on negative and then that becomes your reality, you mm -hmm. know? So recently I've just been like in my head, like I mentioned earlier, like stream, 
not doing as good as it was like a year ago or six months ago or whatever the case may be. And I'm just sitting here blaming myself, but at the same time, it's not proactive at all because it's only canceling it out because I'm getting demotivated because I'm just talking myself down. Yep. So it's just like, I don't know. I just need to recognize once again, and obviously it's never left. I've never been unappreciative of the platform that I've given or been given, sorry. But it's just like, like you said, it's so easy to focus on the negative. And I've been in such a bad headspace for the past few months where it's just like, okay, let's now get back to if focusing only on the positive and the appreciation and all the aspects of that. Because once you surround yourself with that, that's what comes to you, you know? Yep. It's just like whenever you surround yourself with only negative people, are you ever going to have a positive time? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like insanity to believe it's like doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. And it's just like literally the definition of insanity. It's just never going to work for you. So I just, <laughs> I've recently been trying like, just, I don't know. I've been, I obviously like banter and stuff like that. But even like I said, like, I don't want to have stupid elitism, like back and forth and shit like that. Like you're trash at the game or anything like that. Like I want to top in mole slippers. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I want to have fun. Like I just want to enjoy the platform that I was given and not take it seriously, even though like it is my livelihood and I do need to take it seriously, but in a different light. And I think for a long time I was like, okay, I need to be good at the game because that's what people care about. And then it just wasn't enjoyable. And so like now I'm working on getting out of the headspace of, okay, I don't really need to be good at the game. You know, I just need to be personable and I care about what people are saying and have people care about me and it be a two-way street. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just getting back into that. Cause even like you said, with getting back into like 40 hour weeks is stupid difficult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is, it's so intimidating after you get out of it. Cause it is a routine and it's just like, do people even want to watch me now for 40 hours? A week? <laughs> I like, know, that's what I think. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the less I stream, the more I'm like, I got to keep lessening the hours. Cause I swear the more I'm live, the less people want to watch. Like God. Yeah. Cause it's like a novelty type of thing. And I think, <laughs> yeah. People get it. So, like, if anybody were to ask me, like, what's your best advice for, like, a new streamer or something like that, I would say, obviously, consistency is key because your community wants to know when you're going to be live. They're supporting you so that they can enjoy content and enjoy you, like, enjoying luxuries in your life and paying for your rent and things like that so that you can sit down and play the video game and hang out with people. Yep. And so I think it's really important just... I don't know, like, as important as it is to be consistent and have your community know when you're going to be live, I went through last year of trying to be live every single day because I thought, like, oh, people are paying for me, like, to enjoy luxuries in my life. Like, I should be live because I owe them that. And in a way, obviously, you do. You owe people content because they are supporting you. But if you go live every single day you're what are you gonna have to tell stream like oh hey i just woke up 20 minutes ago and now i'm here (laughs) you don't you don't have a story time you don't like you didn't go to walmart and get yelled at by an old woman and then you have a story time to tell or you don't have any type of content other than your stream which isn't a bad thing but i don't know it's just very very easy to burn out breaks are super healthy 
too. I mean, oh, yeah. Even with diets, just... like, you just got to have some cheat meals sometimes because it balances. Like, it's a good thing to do to incorporate, actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, consistency is definitely key. Yeah. I was uh, looking at the Twitter topics. We don't have anything dire uh, besides all the good mornings and stuff. So I was going to say a bunch of good mornings yeah. probably. <laughs> um, I do want to ask a couple questions to finish off the cast, but I want to ask you first, do you have anything that you would like to talk about that we haven't yet hit on? Um, it's hmm. a good question. Fuck. Wish I had an answer. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I just, I don't know. I feel really honored that you asked me to be on this because obviously I've wanted to have like more than a it's a internet conversation with you for yeah. a while because I don't know. Like I said at the beginning as well, like I admire what you're doing and I think it's a niche that nobody's doing in this section. And I think it's really important to not like you even said like whenever you view streamers uh, before you started streaming did you view them as something that like wasn't really a human being you know kind of yeah yeah and i think it's really important to personalize streamers and make people realize that like okay whenever you're watching a stream you don't know the entirety of what a streamer is either going through or has gone through or, or who they actually are yep um so i think it's really important to give like a a side of this where you actually like personalize streamers and make them seem like human beings because we are, you know? And I hate to be like, oh, such a streamer. Like people don't view me as like a human being. But like, I, I feel like some people just view streaming as like, oh, they have a chip on their shoulder. They feel like they're a big thing. They know like nothing can hurt them. So they just don't care what happens and like things like that. But like, Streaming is a really scary concept. You're putting yourself out there for the just opinions of how many people, even now, being on a podcast, I'm doing the same thing. And so I'm putting myself out there in hopes of people either learning something from me or me helping them or just enjoying time being around me. And so I think it's really important with what you're doing with streamers to be able to show that and showcase that not everything you see online is just is what it is there's always a deeper meaning and there's a human behind the screen you know it's not just always some little gremlin in the basement <laughs> with cheetos on his fingers or some shit like that you know there is always a person behind there that has feelings and is genuine and i think it's important to realize that some streamers obviously not every streamer has the best intentions but i think it's important to realize that whoever you do support if they have good intentions to treat them as a human being don't spam them because nobody can really keep up with that type of mentality like <laughs> i can't keep up with like a bunch of dms i'm only one person you know i'm not a superhero or anything like that i don't yeah. have a manager or any shit i'm literally just a 23 year old woman who got lucky you know i got stupid lucky and i'm just trying to figure it all out you know but i i'm really appreciative that you asked me to be on here and i've had a really good time and I someday would like somebody to interview you and ask you about your start of streaming and everything like that because I, I would like to enjoy watching that video. 
I feel like somebody could just go back into every episode of the Save A Cast and just piece and just together my it. entire yeah. life. Just piece it all. Because <laughs> I've talked about a crazy. lot of things in 70, 71 episodes. So Yeah. Oh, my God. Who's going to be your 73rd? No way. Bodie. Yeah, we're that's oh actually con- that is actually confirmed. I am unbelievably stoked because uh, like he's like a he's like a famous. That is person. confirmed. Yep. It's oh confirmed. my god, that's crazy. That's huge. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Let's go. Yeah. So I I mean Dude. I'm just fucking honored that he would even accept the invitation. But uh, he's been going through a fuck ton, like just awful, horrifying. Oh, um, God bless his heart. Legit. I can't even fathom that. Like, I won't even speak on that because it's just absolutely something I, I can't even fathom. I had eczema growing up and it's not even a, a fraction of what he's going yeah, through. So it's... I can only empathize 100%. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk to him, though. I think it's just going to be like a, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go, but it's going to be great. And uh, I want to ask you one question, and then I'm going to ask you for three shout-outs as well. So I want to ask, shout-outs. where do you see yourself in five years, or where would you like to be in five years? Okay, wow. All right. Um, in five years, to give you a sappy short answer, um, I would just like to be happy, you know? I just want to be surrounded by people who also want the same thing, which is just being happy and going through life and taking it for what it is and seeing the good in it. And so for me, it would just be in five years, I would like to see a lot of self-growth. Obviously, my community comes with that and I would like to see my community grow and bring more people into it and make more people feel like they have a safe place and grow my numbers so that I'm able to have a bigger platform to reach out to more people and make more people feel like they're a part of something. But for me personally, if I'm viewing it selfishly, I would like to see self-growth with myself. I want to learn how to stop, snap, like reacting to things and just, I don't know, be a better person and make people feel like they're heard whenever they're speaking to me and make them feel comfortable and safe and just grow from everything honestly that would be my short sappy answer if it's short at all (laughs) that's perfect (laughs) it's also just so hard to even know what's gonna happen in five years although if somebody had asked me like two years ago where do you see yourself like i probably eh, not not much has really changed i mean i a lot has changed but like i don't know life doesn't change yeah i I think it's easy I think it's easy to look around and be like, okay, I'm in the same type of environment. I'm kind of doing the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. day in and day out. But you also have to recognize that maybe you've gone through something like traumatic or maybe not even traumatic, just bad. And you've had a different mindset that normally a year and a half ago, even you would have snapped, freaked out and had a panic attack or a breakdown or just got really mad at something and just cut somebody off. Yep. But now you have the mindset where you're able to be like, okay, let me view this and view it healthily. Or like you said, even with your diet, you're able to now do that and focus on that. And that's being your passion. And so like, I think it's, you know, it's easy to view it as like, oh, God, I'm in the same fucking like chair as three years ago. You know what I mean? Like, and still holding the same farts from three years ago. (laughs) I'm in the same house. Like, but it's also important to remember that at the same time, you are making mental 
steps. Yes. And it's easy to put yourself down and be like, oh, I'm not doing shit with my life. But every day you wake up, you are doing something. And like, I, I know it's easy as an adult, especially like you don't have people coming up to you and being like, hey, I'm proud of you. Because as a kid, like that's all you're looking for is like, oh, are my parents proud of me? Are my caretakers proud of me? Are my teachers proud yeah, of me? Yeah. Are my peers liking me? That's all you're looking for. And as an adult, nobody's going to come to you and be like, well, maybe they are if you have healthy connections like that. But that's why I always, it sounds so dumb and it sounds kind of weird, but like, I love ending my stream. Like, it sounds ridiculous, and it's not like I want to get away from my community. But, like, being able to leave people with a message of saying, take care of yourself, be nice to yourself. If you're thinking about somebody randomly, check in on them because there's a reason for it. Like, nobody just pops into your head for no reason. There's a reason for it. Check in on them, pet your animals, eat good food, take care of yourself, wear a mask, wash your hands. Like, if I can say that to people and one of those 35 things that I list off all the time on my tangents of ending streams sticks, then fuck it. I've done my job. I fucking love doing that because I feel like somebody's at least listening and going, okay. And I also say my tangent for that was because I tell people I'm proud of them. If nobody's told you this recently, I'm proud of you, even if you just woke up. Because it is a big thing. And sometimes people just need one person to say that. They need one person to reach out to realize okay, if somebody cares, so that means I'm able to get help or I'm able to have friends, I'm able, I'm allowed to be happy. Yeah. You know, this person thinks I deserve happiness. So go for it. I'm going to shoot for it for the first time in my life, maybe. I'm going to try to be happy. And if I, if by saying one simple thing on a platform that I've been blessed to have can help somebody in that way, all it is taking me is breath. You know, it's free. Like we said, this is free right now. That's free. All I have to do is be nice to somebody and tell somebody that they're not alone or that I'm proud of them for waking up or eating today or something like that. And it's just like, then it, it festers the same way like it, bad things fester. It's a good type of fester. It spreads itself because then maybe somebody, for example, is in line at Starbucks and goes, oh, you know, I'm going to do something nice for somebody else today because like, I want to do that because it's going to make me feel good. And they think about me saying it on stream. And then they pay for somebody behind me and maybe that person behind them couldn't really afford coffee that day, but wanted to treat themselves, but now it's free. So it's like really, it just like made their day, yeah. you know, it's just yep. stupid little things like that, that are just like, if I can affect a long-term little chain like that, or at least one person, then like I, that's what I want to do. And that's why I love quote ending stream because I'm able to leave people with that lasting impression. Yeah. There's only been two streams, two or three streams where I've left stream without saying goodbye and doing my tangent was because I was either being attacked or view botted or chat botted or just docs or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, even then I feel bad ending. Cause I'm like, fuck, like, I didn't get to like tell people what I wanted to say because I'm such an emotional state. And I remember one time I got viewbotted and chatbotted and the chatbot was disgusting what it was saying. And I was just so enraged and it was like towards the beginning of my streaming. And I was so, I remember I was outside uh, Guardians, Grotesque Guardians, or Gargoyles. Hello, I'm thinking of the new fucking, <laughs> I'm thinking of the new mini game. Um, but I was, I was going for Noon Pet. And I was standing outside and I got chat botted and also follow botted and view botted. 
and it was saying the most disgusting thing and I just had a break because I was just having a really bad day and I thought I could go live and zone out and that just took me. And I just remember like screaming at the top of my lungs and I just like ended stream and I just like sobbed for like 40 minutes and I was just like, okay, I need to go back and tell everybody I'm okay because if not, I'm gonna feel bad. So then I go back live and I'm like, hey, like I just wanted to let everybody know like I'm okay and I just wanna make sure that like everybody knows I'm okay because I'll feel bad if not. And so it was just like, it's it's streaming is a crazy, crazy experience. Yeah. You never know what's right. You never know what's wrong. You never know what's going to upset somebody. You never know what's, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, unfortunate that that happened to you, but it's cool that you, like, understand. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you, for your age, I mean, I know you're only three years younger than me, but it's like, I don't know. You seem very mature and, like, you know, kind of like how others would. I, I don't know. I feel like it's very easy to be selfish, like in your really early 20s and stuff, and not like care about other right. feelings and stuff, but you clearly do. And that's awesome. I, I feel like I got that out of the way in my early teenage years. <laughs> that's cool. So, like, that's a good trait. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Like, had I not gone through like what I did in my early teenage years and like with my best friend and things like that. I feel like if I would have followed the path that everybody is air quotes supposed to follow of going to college and getting an education and getting a job, I feel like I would have snapped. Like, I feel like I would have had a time of just like going crazy in college and going off the rails and like not just like pissing away money, you know, just like not caring about an education or anything like that. So it just like wasn't the move for me. And it was just like, I went through obviously a lot more stuff because I didn't go to college and I was experiencing a lot more of like life and needing to deal with things instead of just like dealing with an education and things like that. And so I don't know, I like to, that's the only thing I'm really like prideful in myself of other than my charity stream was, well, is like my ability to almost view things and a way that's kind of above my age because of what I've gone through because I know how easy it is to just dwell on it and be like oh woe is me like why did this happen to me I'm so bitter like this sucks this is so unfair and then you didn't you don't get anywhere from it and so I'd like to at least give myself a little pat on the back for being able to for the most part that I obviously have my faults here and there but I like to pride myself in being well-spoken and trying to have a different view of things and trying to see things 360 instead of just the frontal of it and so thank you i really appreciate that that's yeah big big compliment okay i'm gonna ask you for three shout outs now from anybody in your community that you think deserves it oh is this like stream wise like their streams and or just like honestly who they are as people honestly anybody in like the osrs community just like or you know what we'll just fucking lift that we'll lift the cap just to anybody just three people all right <laughs> for, for no particular so, reason just you know you think yeah. they deserve it yeah I would, I know this isn't three people, but I would shout out my mods because a majority of them have helped me not only on stream, but also just in my life going through emotional things. 
Um, so all of them as one. I would also like to shout out Elliot because he's helped me massively, not only with confidence on stream and just watching his stream in general and seeing how he conducts it and just being able to go about it so confidently, but also his friendship to me. Um, he also, he like helps me through so much stuff I mentioned with the uh, sponsorship uh, that he helped me tremendously. So thank you, Elliot. And who else would I shout out? I feel like I should add like a, I guess Elliot is a content creator, so I did add one in there. But I guess I would uh, shout out, uh, hmm, fuck. <laughs> this is so deep it's like saying the fucking like which kardashian is my favorite like, I don't wanna, or like which sibling is my favorite like i don't want to offend anybody like fuck but i guess i i would shout out ali shrimp because he's helped me tremendously through my life recently and i just i don't know i'm a big 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 fan of being able to meet people and just being able to have a connection through online but also make it in real life and he's helped me tremendously so amazing those are my three but also that's like 20 people because i said yeah. my mods <laughs> yeah that's fair um yeah i just gotta say a quick thing about elliot like isn't that nuts first of all that he literally lives across the globe and uh yep. you're just friends like it's just like what how in the world are we living in a in a world where we can just talk with anybody anywhere <laughs> like instantly like what the fuck <laughs> yeah insane um i'm still in that you know i'm still like in that yoga phase but anyway <laughs> i'm still wanting to like go back to those but i really do appreciate um this conversation we've had i've actually thoroughly enjoyed this it was really nice talking to you and so have i I was really nervous and this was really fun. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been really, it's been a treat for me and I'm hoping it was a treat for the audience as well. Hearing this, if, um, I'm going to have your Twitch link and your Twitter link. And is there anything else you would like to have linked? Oh no, that's all good. Okay. Well guys, appreciate go... those. thank you. Yeah, no, go give Nick a follow on Twitter and Twitch for me. And, um, I'm trying to think uh if you guys would like to support the, the save cast for two dollar pledge feel free to click on the patreon link down in the description and next yeah ne next week we are having zoe it or else <laughs> <laughs> next week we are having zoe pancakes on the cast and of course for episode 73 we'll be having bodie on the cast so look Let's forward go. to those and uh nick thank you very much again it was an absolute pleasure Thank you very much for having me. I had a very good time. I hope at least one person benefits from something that we talked about. So <laughs> I'm sure of it. Guys, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.